You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch where the geeks are all baby faces. Now, let the party begin. Live, start the countdown. Three, two, one. Swagger like Jagger, big French palace, damn nice, tired. Clean like McQueen, two pinky rings, damn nice, brown. Moves like down, buys every round, what you have in the now. What's up, fellow brunchers? Welcome to Talk Brunch Live. It is June 19th, 2017. I'm your host, as always, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch. And this is episode 186. We're coming to you in full force like the 90s X-Men with both blue and gold teams assembled, starting with the Texas lightsaber herself, Padawan Jen. Did watching that terrible Raw leave you going down for the count? Well, kick out by giving the expert staff of Talk Brunch a call. Through our shared rage of what just went down, we will return your sanity with absolutely no cost to you. So sit back, pop your phone one, and enjoy the madness. I love it. <laughs> and then we have the co-producer of all things Talk Brunch Kid Human himself, a.k.a. Scott! I have to admit that early Madonna from the 80s is my guilty pleasure. Sorry. <laughs> Duly noticed for next time. I know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> Some La Isla Bonita, baby. <laughs> next in the panel, we have the chief graphics specialist and resident bully, Matt Squires. What's up, guys? I'm so excited for the 2K18 game because I heard there's a whole area where you just get full uh, rehab and stuff for all this. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's rehab mode. I love it. Oh, man. And then in the seat over, we have Mr. No Days Off, Mick Rasslin. That would have been an excellent intro if I didn't take last week off. And that brings us to the newest member, the newest person we're honing the skills of podcasters, Miss Bianca. Hello, hello, everyone. What's going on? Not much. Shout out to the chat room Willie V2, Haxalou Reed, Blonde Shell, Marceline the Vampire Queen, EB Gamer, Living Legend, AC, Mr. Wombat, Destin Frazier, Michael Largan, uh, Raging Cynicism. And you anonymous bastards listening over on TalkBrunch.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Also now on TalkBrunch.com, we're streaming the embedded mixer. So over there, you guys are getting visuals in another chat room. So if that's Yeah, I see see you got that awesome guy, uh, Spike3585 over there. Shout out to that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy's dope, man. Thanks (laughs) for the support. Hanging out all night. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you guys been up to lately? Heat. Heat. Yeah. So today yeah. is 103, tomorrow's 105, Thursday's 110, and then we cool off with a nice 103 on Friday. Oh, also, oh, shout out to Miss with the weather. Shout out to Miss Marnie. The damn, <laughs> the, the chat room missed Miss Marnie again, so shout out also to Miss Marnie in there. Yeah. It's just right. freaking hot. Can't do anything. Yeah. I'm going to say, just, not, just, out, just sounds like a, a regular summer over here in Texas, so. Yeah. Are you dry like Phoenix or humid? 
Us? Ah, yeah. it's. I don't know. It's just it's California, so I don't think it's hot or dry. It's just hot. It's probably hotter than over here. I don't so, know, man. And then, it, York... and then it rained out of out of nowhere. So then it made everything. Same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that here too. This morning, it was like ninety-five degrees raining. <laughs> Dude, it rained. It was thunderstorming so hard earlier at work. We saw lightning in the building when there's no windows around us. Oh wow! Oh, we were like, the hell. <laughs> yeah, weather's been random in New York, man. Like one minute it'll be like ninety-five degrees, the next minute it'll be like sixty-five degrees. Yeah, sometimes like when I head out in the morning, it's like blistering hot. And then when I get out at night, it's like freezing cold out there. First June where I've needed both my AC and my heater, sometimes on the same day. What the fuck's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's never happened before. They have pregnant weather. Yeah, right? It's just really weird. (laughs) It feels terrible when it switches fast, too. Because like then you're just like, wait a minute. Uh Like it messes your whole system up. I'm going to lose points. But now I have that Katy Perry song, Hot and Cold, stuck in my head. (laughs) Yeah, Damn it, now card. I do too. Thanks, man. Give me your man card. <laughs> I don't know the song. Yes. But, uh, As you rightfully good. shouldn't. Yes. Went out to dinner, ate a two-pound porterhouse, and nope. then got a really cool... I don't know if you've seen it on the 80s graphic teens. Or teens, not teens. That's a different website. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the kids Some- got me a you know, strong as He-Man, wise as Man-in-Arms, that whole He-Man spiel thing for Father's Day. So, yeah, I thought it was cool. And got an ass like Tila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and a boner like Skeletor. hey <laughs> But you know what? She got the Bog Dog shirt. That would have been the ultimate He-Man. <laughs> uh, yes. Next Father's Day. <laughs> Incredible. So come on, yeah. you guys gonna get Horizon with me or what? Yeah, I'm gonna pick it up. You better pick it up tonight, otherwise it goes back up to a ridiculous price of ah, a council. Shit. I How gotta get my it? phone card tomorrow. Shit. Yeah, it's uh. See what happened was I I've been waiting to get Forza Horizon three because most of the time we're busy on here or doing other things, and it was over a hundred bucks, and I wanted to make make sure I got the deluxe of it. It turns out that the deluxe version of Forza Horizon 3 doesn't include any of the expansions. It just includes like seasonal cars and stuff that you get. So you have to pay a hundred bucks and you still have to pay for the other stuff separate. Yeah, right. And we thought WWE was screwing us. Yeah, but, but right now the base game was on sale for 30 and the expansion that actually gives you the extra stuff that's normally like $35 is 17. So I just grab both. That way, I rather have that. I don't really care about having every car, which is dumb. Who the hell wants a car pass versus having like the extra areas, new zones? And one of the expansions is a Hot Wheels expansion, where literally you drive around and do co-op missions <laughs> in a Hot Wheels world. I was trying to tell Squires about it. I'm like, come on, man, awesome. you got to get that. You have to get this. Now, and, see, I was like, I'll just get the base. On I'm gonna have to get the expansion too. It's only oh, seventeen bucks till tomorrow. Then it jumps back to thirty-five. I with the loops, with yeah. the loops, yes, with the loops. Just go look online if you're on your Xbox. Look at the go to. The Hot Wheels expansion, yeah, I'm literally. Pulling it up now. I don't see myself ever playing this, but I can't pass up a deal like that. If you know you, what we did pick up, though? That was a hell of a deal. What's what? that? Shinobi. Yeah, I saw you guys, uh, you were streaming that thing. <laughs> we, we streamed, Shinobi. Yeah, now that we move from Twitch, I, w- I don't want to say we moved officially from Twitch to Mixer, but we are doing more stuff on Mixer thanks to the real time. We did stream some classic 1986 Shinobi on there. Nice. Which was I yeah. did pick up after listening to the E3 coverage you guys did, which was good. It was awesome, off the hook. Good job, guys. That was last what Thursday. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, 
on sale in the 3DS store. Super Metroid, four dollars. That's pretty good. Yeah. Wait, yeah, you, they're having they're having a sell on a lot of their their games. Like you got that. that for the 3DS? Yeah. Do you have Metroid the new ever? 3DS? No, actually, I'm the one guy that Rick made fun of. I have the 2DS. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I have the 3DS and I can't I can't get that game. It says I need the new 3DS to play. No, these. no, I got it yet. But he, um, he was the little brother I was talking about. Okay, okay. I I want it. When you said that, like I kind of looked at like a, I feel like that's I a want. jab at somebody. No, I really I wasn't. I'm just kidding. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's pretty. They I have love, a bunch of games on sale like that. Yeah, I love Super Metroid. The atmosphere in that has never been replicated. They try hard as hell with the first person games, like with Prime and stuff, and they even yeah, get, I hated get, Prime. Yeah. I hated it. They capture some of it, but nothing will ever they be did, Super but Metroid. It's the first time where you had to go back to the previous zone, and it felt so tedious. And you have yeah. to do a lot of it. I haven't picked that up in a while, and I was going through that. I go, man, there's a lot of good, like, just classic games on here that you can play. Oh, on my Su- the Super Nintendo was killer. That's why. Yeah, they that got a, a lot of Super Nintendo games on there. That's really the system I feel that pioneered everything going forward. Like, yeah, the NES did certain things, but that's really where, when you think Crap about ass it, Nintendo. That's when Nintendo. Also. Yeah, that's when Nintendo was really big on hiring like a lot of third-party developers, like Square Enix and Konami and Tecmo. Well, it, and it was, it was what SquareSoft at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they, we had SquareSoft and we had Enix, two different companies. SquareSoft mm. were doing the Final Fantasies. Enix did stuff like Seventh Saga, which was a lot more of a hard, uh, less friendly RPG, and almost a lot similar to the stuff that you play nowadays, like Fallout and uh, Bethesda games and things like that, where a lot of a lot of random stuff happens in those. But uh, yeah, both companies, there wasn't really much of a difference when they merged. I don't think either company on their own was really doing too much. Uh, I mean, obviously Square was the dominant one. Enix really did ActRaiser. Remember ActRaiser? I do not. (laughs) I remember the name. I never played it. Yeah, it was interesting because it was like a hybrid title where you had like the overhead view where you're sort of doing like the deity thing of you're building cities and you're helping your people. But then when like monsters attack, it would literally become like a side scroller like Castlevania. You'd have to go down and handle it. What is it called again? I'm going to look it up real quick. ActRaiser. Yeah, so that was like one of Enix's prides. That and Seventh Saga, I'd say, are the two biggest games before they merged with Squaresoft and made Square Enix. But yeah, that was oh, a nice. I remember this game. I remember seeing the, the cover for this and going, nope, not my type of game, and walking away as a kid. Yeah, when I wasn't doing the overhead part where you're building the civilization, I was saying the same thing until the monster part <laughs> happened. And then when I appeared on the screen with the sword, it was like, oh, I see now. I totally get it. Everything makes more sense. You were just holding on on me. Oh, it was an ActRaiser 2. Yeah, that one completely got rid of that other part that I was talking about. <laughs> they were like, a lot of people turned this off before they got past the building part, so we're just going to skip that entirely. Like, what is this? Right. So I just got in contact with Mr. Fargo, and he said, you have enough money to go buy the games, and I did. Nice. Mr. Fargo is Wells Fargo, my bank. <laughs> did you, so you got, you, got the, you got the base game for 30 with the, with the expansion? Yeah, 47, yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. It's weird. You don't live in New York anymore. I'm always messaging you the same question. What's the tax on New York? Every time I'm going to buy something. (laughs) Is it bad that I can tell you tax is 8.875%? It's 8.25 that they raise it. What? Oh, sales tax, I remember it always being 8.25%. No, it's it's 8.875. See, you're going to make me me bounce something, Scott. I'm dependent on you. uh, If you buy buy something and it's 1999... Plus the tax of eight point eight seven five percent, it comes out to twenty one seventy six. It's with your games. Your games are fifty nine ninety nine. With the eight point eight seven six percent, it comes out to uh, sixty five thirty one. 
Uh, AC says I didn't mention Dragon Quest when I mentioned Enix games. Oh, I'm sorry, Square because of Square Enix. Yeah, I guess Dragon Warrior, Dragon Force, whatever. But still, like that's not as big as the other stuff, you know. Like the best thing about that is that it has a Kira Toriyama's artwork that makes it no better than Blue Dragon, in my opinion. Like, what's the best thing about the Dragon what Quest did, world? That what you did can... you feel about Blue Dragon? Like, I was so hyped for that game, and when it came out, just the hype was gone. Yeah, I hated it. I hated it. I tried to watch the anime too, and it was it was just made me hate it even more. Yeah, it's a shame. It's weird when Toriyama has such good art for such bad storylines. And I'm not talking about <laughs> Dragon Ball Super. I'm just talking about other things that he's done in the past, you know, where it's just like terrible stuff. Chrono, at least Chrono Trigger, we were lucky enough to have the artwork of Toriyama with a really well-told storyline. It had like everything. That's what caught me with, with uh, Blue Dragon. I was like, oh, the artwork looks kind of like Dragon Ball Z slash Chrono Trigger. I'm going to get this. Yeah, everyone so, Ms- fell for that. You a game of Miss Bianca? Um, I used to be, you know, you're talking about Super Nintendo back in the day, but, <laughs> but <laughs> nothing more recent. No, 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 we'll no. Like Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's pretty much as far as it goes. Like, well, it's, uh, Kirby no, turns into actually, a curling line in a new game. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> he does. I was just listening to the Oh my God. Did we talk about that on? He turns into a curly guy, and I have to get this game. Mario turns into a frog in the new one, from what I've seen. So, oh, he turns into everything. He throws everything. Yeah, he throws the hat at. Yeah, T Rex, a pole, a chair. (laughs) (laughs) There's so so many bad. We're gonna gonna move right along. (laughs) As soon as he said a pole, I got nervous. Got real (laughs) hands in his face. (laughs) Welcome, kids. You're going to hell if you do drugs. That is messed up. But yeah, if you guys haven't seen that E3 episode that we did, check it out. It was actually really fun. We broke down. Let's yeah. talk about it briefly because you got to listen. But we broke down how many exclusive there were because a lot of people were. I mean, I'm, I'm I, at this point, I'm not really pro any platform on anything because they're all corporations. But obviously, I, I guess by default, I would be a Microsoft guy. All my products are Microsoft. But that being said, there was always an excuse. Like whenever, whenever Microsoft, I've noticed it's just become the cool thing to hate them, almost like Roman Reigns. Like there's always an excuse about something that they did. I, I got a reminder, you know, the way Facebook does those things. This is what you were doing two years ago. Two years ago, like there was a bunch of uh, Sony fanboys basically saying that there was something suspicious about the backwards compatibility that Microsoft announced at E3 and the fact that suddenly we'd be able to play backwards compatible games. And it's literally a post of me putting up a video right after the conference of a backwards compatible game launching. I think it was Viva Pinata. Remember that, Mick, where I had to put up the thing to prove to everyone that there was actual backwards compatibility a couple of years yeah, ago? Yeah, because it was like, oh, what's the trick? What's the gimmick? Is well, it, yeah. it can't be true backwards compatibility. And here we are. And then you, I literally filmed myself taking the disc out of the case putting it in like you see it close <laughs> and it's funny because it reminded me two years ago to the day of e3 so now we have a thing where now that they have the most powerful system people are saying well this it doesn't matter what power you have if there aren't exclusives so on so on our episode we counted exclusives one at a time we gave a point system and we counted exclusives not including hd remakes not including anything that was like going on some be... companies you were a little bit more generous with your points than others no because everyone got one point one point per exclusive He's talking about no, the VR you, stuff. The VR. Right, but... It's the po- still but we, a Sony exclusive at the end of the day, no matter how you look but at it. But we tallied it up. Microsoft had, if you count just the Microsoft products, we were fair with each company because they had Crimson Skies as an HD remake. We didn't count that. Sony had uh, the the thing with the with the monsters. DLC. What was that thing with the monsters <laughs> the, that they do? 
Oh, Shadow um, of Colossus. They had a remake of yeah. that. We didn't count. We didn't count remakes. That being said, what was the what were the numbers again? It was something Microsoft like Microsoft was 16, 30 if you count ID. Sony was five, ten if you count VR. Nintendo was seven, eight if you count something else. That was eight in if there. you count the one three the one three DS Metroid game that just came out. Yes, and PC was seven. Okay, and this was counting every single game, though. You know what I mean? So it's like 16 would be Microsoft without their independent titles, which brings them to 30. Sony's still only at 10, if we even count all their shitty VR games. You see and what I, I mean? I saw people run on like, instantly with, were those Microsoft exclusives? There were 16, if you're not even yeah. counting the, ID, the ID games. You know what I mean? There and were fucking 16. I will say, there were two Sony exclusives that weren't shown. And that being said, we even gave Sony an exclusive that doesn't count, just to be generous, because the Uncharted is a standalone expansion. It's not really an exclusive IP or, new, or a brand new title. So, right. we, so it would have been four. Four and that- nine would have been their scores versus 16 and 30? That E3 coverage you guys did was the politest way going, ha ha, the rest of you guys suck. <laughs> I didn't say a single negative thing. You noticed that, right? You noticed that's why I'm biased when you do these things. I didn't say a single... Let's just count the points. Let's just count the points. And I you know, what's the, and you know why I did it that way, though? I'm so glad you brought that up. I did it that way because I knew going into it that no one counted the fucking points, and I had already did it. And everyone was going in there with this pro Sonic thing. I was like, you know what? Let's just objectively go in there and count exclusives one at a fucking time. And at the end, I was like, have, have, have I missed any? Anyone? And no one chimed in. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it just goes to show that sometimes presentation is everything because no one really noticed that they had four exclusives. Five if yeah. you count an expansion. The two exclusives that I'm looking forward to the most weren't shown, and I was disappointed. This goes to that. show that when it comes to our society, if the new Jordans were flip-flops, motherfuckers will be wearing them walking down the street. still buy it, yeah. Oh, flip-flop. Yeah. It's the new Jordan with, like, it the symbol Jordan on the It has Jordan on it, and it's $90, <laughs> and I go flip-flop. I can't play b-ball in them, but I can go flip-flop. <laughs> you know, after I play some ball, I put my, I, after I play some leather. ball, and I had to the Are they backwards beach. compatible? You, I, I tried to play ball. I broke my ankle. <laughs> I flopped. <laughs> I should have. I flipped when I should have flopped. I flopped when I should have flipped. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the E3 coverage was buy an Xbox, and if you have a PC, you. I'm sorry. The PC coverage was so sad. That graphic mountain card. Blade, gosh. Graphic card, man. That yeah, mountain blade like, game. Whoever gets that is going to get Mountain Tom Phillips. <laughs> the mountain, <the> mountain blade. <laughs> The Mount Blade game where it looked like where they started scrolling 2012 in the chat room. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I will say that I think we did do the nicest coverage. Like, you know, we went in there. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't do what we're doing here. This is the main show. So I don't give a fuck. But we were really objective a week ago. And we let everyone get their points and no one chimed in after that. And I noticed it gets silent whenever whenever you prove that. Like, hey, 16 exclusives. No one says anything. You notice that? Go yeah. try it right after this or try it during this. Go into a Sony group and just be like Microsoft at 16 exclusives and see what happens. Then they'll just dissect it. Well, it's not stuff that you, it's not stuff that we liked. (laughs) Oh. But yeah, check out that E3 where we count the exclusives. Yeah, it was really good, guys. Yeah, all 16 of Microsoft's, all five of Sony's, which were wonderful games, really promising, really great developers, I hear. That's a handful, literally. Yeah, think about it. Well, you can't play five games. You can't. Like, try playing all of them at once. You'll be overwhelmed. You guys are doing great. 2017 is the year that PC wished they had a new Oregon Trail game. That's how bad it is. Oh, (laughs) God. 
Can you imagine if that's what would have oh happened at the God. end of the PC keynote? Like the lights go out on the stage and everything, and then like the curtain VR opens up. VR Oregon Trail. What VR Oregon Trail to no <laughs> to no pop? It'll be like when Nintendo announced the, the 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 remake of Excite Bike a few years ago, and there was just no pop. People were sitting there like excited. Are you excited? Y or N? Do you remember that? <laughs> That press conference we watched last year or early this year from E3 where it was just like completely fucked up. They couldn't do anything right. Yes, yes. That was <laughs> whose conference was that? That was crazy. Nothing went right for these guys. Wasn't yeah. that Nintendo? I don't remember who it was. And they're trying to show off like dancing games and, and stuff like was that it? and nothing was in sync. Was it, it was you guys like Capcom? Way generous with that Nintendo. That Nintendo press conference to start was a train wreck. You got Hans out there that you could barely speak English, and then you bring out <laughs> the other guy, and it was Sakamoto. Just yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. You just got him speaking to Chinese, and the other guy going, "Ah, German, Ubisoft, yeah, the rabbits, the the rabbits and the guns." You're talking about the Ubisoft guys, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, Wait. every year, it's like, I have nothing against them. I love Ubisoft in Montreal and all that, but every year it's more and more awkward. I don't remember what game it was, but there was this one game they had that was like a platformer where you're like a little blue creature. I, I mentioned this to you off the Esquires. I don't know what the blue creature is because I'm not Ubisoft, but the guy up there should know. But the whole time he's controlling the thing, he keeps referring to him as the blue thing. The you blue know? thing. Now you move the blue thing. And I'm just like, don't you? Doesn't fucking guy have a name? You guys should have like names of these things. Marketing is really important. about Blob, so it doesn't actually have a name. But he could have at least referred to it as Blob, not the blue yeah. thing. <laughs> I, I messaged Rick because I lost it during the Assassin's Creed reveal because it's all Egypt, and then you got freaking Jacques coming out. Yeah, Assassin's Creed in Egypt. Yeah. And like, what? Yeah, you go to Egypt and you're assassin. Yeah. You're in the sun. I just lost it. I don't know. It just, it was so funny for me. This thick French accent guy coming out talking about Assassin's Creed and Egypt. Flying these people in for this. Whatever happened to just looking at the back of the box, right? This big fucking <laughs> stage, oh, lights, God. bands, and all this. YouTubers hanging out there. Well, YouTubers forgetting their lines, pulling Randy Orton's and forgetting their lines and shit. What's my line? My line. That one and dude just froze. What, uh, what conference or what, what press conference was it where they were like, they handed it. You guys mentioned it, I think. They handed it to some YouTube guy that got no pop at all, and he was just really kind of awkwardly squirming that was, up there. That was EA. That was where the two the two guys came out and missed the high five on stage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Definitely don't make gamers look like dorks with things like that happening, right? Right. <laughs> Fucking missed a high five in the middle of the stage. Being a nerd's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, now play it was Assassin's Creed. What was that other conference where the woman would started? Creed. There was this other conference where the woman started bleeding out of her nose. I think it was part of the game <laughs> of what they were doing. That was what? Yeah. <laughs> that was for like the zombie game. Like everybody was bleeding. But it was just weird. Like that wasn't fun at all. Like, like she had like a little drip. They cut oh. away and showed this guy playing a game bleeding. And then they went back to her and it looked like she got Tom Phillips. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, really. Speaking they- of E3, because we're all, everyone in here is getting Star Wars, correct? Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't pre ordered it already. Did you see the exclusive video that they showed of, of Kwai Jin? No. No. Oh, it was dope. His special. He tells everyone about midichlorians and they all shoot themselves. It's it clears the whole map. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh man, that's always been my least favorite Jedi for that shit too. Just for his I whole plot. I love Qui Gon Jinn. I, I think know, he how was. How do you like him? Because he was great. Liam Neeson was fucking great in that movie. But if it wasn't for him and Darth Maul, the Phantom Menace would have really sucked. Well, Obi Wan's always been my favorite Star Wars character of all time. Oh, so I was just satisfied I- with him, but. For me, it's just that Qui Gon didn't was an asshole. Like he told them, "Hey, yeah. you should train this yeah, guy." Well, yeah. If it <laughs> you know? wasn't for Qui Gon or Qui Jin, Qui Gon, Qui Gon Jin, none of that would have happened if they would have left that little orphan in the sand in the coarse sand that gets everywhere and irritates his skin. Then all of this would have been resolved if he just went. I've never to seen the an angel camp. up close. Yeah, and you know what? Plus, as a teenager, it kind of was my first experience. As there was nothing but the regular trilogy at the time, my first experience where a Jedi just gets ganked. Like you know, when you think about Obi Wan's death, he did the whole like look over at Luke. Disappear. He sort of he sort of knew he disappeared. It was his time. Whatever. It was all cool. So I always figured. And then Yoda, he you know he pulled the blanket over him. He vanished. It was like just a very somber moment. Qui-Gon was the first time I seen a Jedi just get fucking ganked. Where I remember sitting in the theater and when it happened, it was like, wait a minute, shouldn't you have had like this dramatic moment, like a premonition that you knew you were going to go? You look just as surprised as I do that that sword is sticking out of your back. Like, what the uh, fuck? Aren't you a Jedi? Couldn't oh, you have seen this coming or something? Like, no I couldn't oh. foresee this coming. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see this one coming. <laughs> the Force wasn't with me that time. <laughs> like what? Like are you kidding me? And he just he also his his sword play. If you go back and look at that fight, which I know it was choreographed intentionally that way, but his sword play, they made it look like he was this feeble old man who just couldn't keep up with Darth Maul. And Darth Maul's playing with him, and you can he see was. that he's just sort of toying with him to like just mock Obi Wan. And like, there's even a point in the middle of their exchange where he just pulls back and just looks at him like you piece of shit. And then, like the next time, <laughs> then the next time they collide, he just impales him. He's just like, "Fuck it, I'm done with this guy." Yeah, and I was just like, "If How that movie told us one thing, the high ground don't mean shit." No, not in that case. Not in that not- case. <laughs> hey, you guys are all probably more versed in Star Wars than I am. Is there an order in the Jedi where, as you train, you have to have a rat tail? Yes. Is that <laughs> just part yes, of the lore? Yes, there is. Seriously, that's you have a ponytail is like when you're a Padawan. Yeah, that's when you're a Padawan and like whenever you turn to a full-fledged Jedi. But that's not a ponytail. That's it's like a rat tail. tail. It's like a yeah, great rat tail. It is a thing. The ponytails, boys get the rat tail. Remember yeah. when remember when Cheeseburger told Jen where was her where was her uh <laughs> <laughs> where was a ketchup bottle? Where was, where yeah, was the ponytail? Where? That's the reason, you know. He knew oh. about, about the Jedi Order. I want to see that original order that made that. So now, when we we gotta raise the Jedi's, <laughs> can't be gonna go tell our boy, but it's time to go get his rat tails hat on. Okay, <laughs> sir, sir, can I get a braid? <laughs> I was. I just noticed because I Phantom Menace one was on TV and I was just watching it. Just how can you watch any of those movies on TV? Uh, you know those, what? Yeah. Or I, you know what? The pod what? racing was good. Yeah, the pod racing was a great scene. Yeah, and I just go back and I just laugh at some. Now I'm just going back and laughing, oh. and then that's where I noticed I'm like, they all have rat tails. They yeah, all they have rat tails. Yeah, if you're a paddle one, it was like the, the thing you have to have one. 
Mm-hmm. And then like as a ceremony, when you get promoted to um, master or no knight, uh, you get it cut off. Mm, look at that. How about yeah, it happens that? in that little animated one that no, that's no longer canon, right? The, yes. The, the Samurai Jack Star Wars they did? Yeah, with the Jendi Tartofsky one, the three-minute clips. I love that thing. I love those. Those are excellent cartoons. I like Clone Wars better with the CG. I mean, it did, it's better, but those those with three minutes, he told a lot of story in those three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, they were good one-offs for sure. Jen, what have you been up to? Anything new? Um... <laughs> No, nothing, nothing really. Oh, besides, I finally got to break into my uh, Game of Thrones leather-bound set. So excited. I started the first book. Yeah. How do you feel about the, the opening of the first book versus the first episode of season one? Oh, my gosh. It's pretty different. It's, yes, it's- it is. It is very different. You get more detail on what they spent like yes, what, which, five which seconds I, on on the show. Yeah, which I, I am. Oh, my God. I, I love the detail. And that's just like. I'm a sucker for that. So I like that the White Walkers are described as having like a presence to them where it's not really that they're ugly or monstrous. It's that they're a different kind of beauty. Whereas like in the mm-hmm. show, it's just like, <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was a lot cooler. And I do like the entire, even though Sarema Royce and the other guys roles were swapped in that opening prologue. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. They're all going to die anyway. It's a prologue. That's the whole thing of Game of Thrones. They're going to learn everyone in the prologue dies. But that being said, it's cool. <laughs> it's really cool that they, that they did it better there as far as the white walkers surrounded them in the snow and then they sent one guy out to fight the one dude one-on-one and the rest of them were just like sort of mocking him in the circle while he had to fight mm-hmm. where like in the show they just started running through the snow like oh shit there's white walkers let's get out here and they caught him and beheaded him and there wasn't really as much showmanship to it where like before they were they were dueling him you know which showed a little bit more of their intelligence early on and uh yeah there's just a lot more houses details characters that you get into uh, better writing now now that everything's gone really to hell i hear it's going to be really a mess this season there's people that have read the spoilers that haven't told me but they just told me to brace myself <laughs> brace yeah yourself. i got I've, I, i'm told that too <laughs> and i'm like oh shit <laughs> which i don't really know how much i could brace myself after michael bay's game of thrones that we had last season like what else could they possibly do you know <laughs> It was, it was Game of Thrones by Michael Bay. We had flying dragons and exploding seps and all kinds of shit that never happened, you know? <laughs> that, that I'm sure never will happen. The day I, the day that comes that I have Alzheimer's, <laughs> one of the eight things I will always remember is that Overwatch video of the sep being blown up. Play yeah, of the that game. Was, that was pretty awesome. Play of the game. That was great. Cersei I, Lannister. I seen a new play of the game recently. <laughs> I was like, where, what are you talking about? I forgot about that. I seen, <laughs> I seen like, a play of the game recently that was Negan, where it's like they're all lined up and it goes, play of the game. <laughs> oh, sweet. I gotta, you got to send me that one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really good. Um, oh, that reminds me. I saw Fear the Walking Dead again, Jen. Unfortunately, it happened again. It just keeps happening yeah, to me every Sunday. Yeah, I did too. I, I saw I'm caught up. <laughs> Spoiler for Jeez. a couple. Spoiler for a couple of minutes. For nobody, because nobody else. And then, and if you, if you listen, <laughs> look. If you're if you're listening live, just mute. If you're on demand, just fast forward. We're going to talk about wrestling in oh, a minute. Welcome, I promise. Christopher Lynch on to the chat room. Welcome back, sir. Yeah. Uh, so quick jump forward. Uh, so Daniel, the Spanish guy, Mick's favorite character, came back. Yeah. Would have expected oh, that. Barbara. Yeah. Yep. Barbara. Yes. Wait. What? He just showed up in a completely different location. 
And it I was thought just, he died. No, it did. They did like this no, crazy. We, we all thought he died. They did yeah, this crazy flashback. It was an screen thing. So yeah. yeah. Oh, come on, now you have, you have to go sit through all of this. It's weird no, because just... they sort of they sort of freeze the saga. Him. Remember when Goku wanted back on Earth and everyone was like, "How the fuck did you get here? Did you you come had to back? go back and retcon it." Well, that's sort of what they did. It just showed oh, how he, how he survived the explosion and the burning and stuff, and how he was nursed back to health. And it was funny. <laughs> like that. He, He's back in the show. 200 years later, somebody opens it up. <laughs> it's gotten better. It's gotten better. It's no regular Walking Dead, and the ratings have dropped abysmally. Like, not as low as raw ratings, but lower than most human things. You know? Wow. <laughs> That's a good way to describe that it. That doesn't say a lot for raw, though, when it I think doesn't. about it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Done. Yeah, right? That was a burial right there. <laughs> so anything else before we get into the, the week of... Um, we promised people some um, Wonder Woman coverage this week. Ah, I don't remember that. Did we? Yeah, you said we'll discuss it next week. Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I was gonna say what I've been up to since I've been gone. You know, I, I was off last week because it was my anniversary. We did go to see Wonder Woman that day. Um, I've been watching a lot of anime. I've been watching My Hero Academia, which everybody's been recommending. Pretty good anime if you haven't seen it. I'm up to date with Baruto, also. Uh, that's about it. Everything else is just busy with work. Interesting, interesting. I don't, I don't watch Naruto, Baruto anymore. Whatever. Like, I'm sorry, my my series of characters getting old and having kids and getting old and having kids with <laughs> Dragon Ball. Not going through it with Naruto. Sorry, not cool enough of a character. He's all right. I have nothing against him. Like, I probably will catch up with it at some point. It's, it's, it's interesting like, to watch because he has like a unique power now. Like, I guess because he's the offspring of Naruto and and what's her face. I always forget her name. The Bakugan eyes. He has like a. Oh, I guess so, um, like, Hinata. Hinata, yeah. He has like, I guess, a new version of the Bakugan eyes where he can see an evil chakra or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. He's got like a spider sense? It's not like a. He doesn't sense it, but it's like right now the arc is people are they're getting possessed by this demon and he's the only one that can actually see the aura of the demon around them with his <laughs> special eye that, he, that only he has. So he has the glasses like in They Live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not glasses. It's just, it's the one eyeball that can see uh, it. Oh, he's it, got the Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, I feel like the, the, the Naruto to Baruto jump seems a little bit forced. Like, we're kind of like, hey, they're all older now. When, what I mean by that is, like, if you when you watched uh, Dragon Ball, like, just in regular order, it never really felt like any characters got older because they did it gradually. Like, I remember, like, getting to the Cell games and then, like, later on rewatching old episodes for the first time and just thinking, I hardly noticed that Gohan's not small Went anymore. Went from little yeah, boy like, to, like, to they did preteen it, Gohan. Yeah, yeah, they did it so gradually, and you're watching every episode, there was like, you know, I completely forgot that this was ever, like, a thing. Like, yeah, that was how he looked. Totally never, because like, they gradually do it, you know? It's better to do it that way, where there's, like, an age progression than sort of, like, Baruto was like, bam, everybody, this is the next generation, new thing, reboot for all the kids so you could buy the new toys. I think that's why everybody shits on like King of the Hill, and that's one of the things I liked about it. Where um, Bobby stayed young, but you got to see um, what was what was his name, Joseph? Oh, yeah. yeah, Joseph yeah. had the growth spurt, and you actually saw him age a bit. And then like the uh, Hank's dad eventually dies of old age, so you got to Cotton. see some. Yeah, you got to see some age progression in that also. I must have not watched by the time Hank's dad died. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that either. Yeah, I didn't either. Hmm. There's only one. I can't stand Bobby on that show. There's only <laughs> one episode I, I thought he was hilarious in. is when he was taking those self-defense classes. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you. 
Give me back my purse. Give me my purse back. Damn it, Bobby. He says, well, I don't know you. Or <laughs> Yeah, I don't know you. Give me back my purse. <laughs> I thought his dad was the funniest on there. Cotton. Dad. Yeah, Cotton. Yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. It was an it was an interesting show at the time, you know. I don't know what the hell happened. They just decided, I guess, to stop doing them. Or what's her face yeah. died? Who? Brittany Murphy. Yeah, she did. She I was when. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was right. done before she passed, though. I don't. It's around. No, I, I think she passed, and they had a couple more episodes. Like after she passed, I think they aired like two more episodes, and it was just done. Was and Tom Petty was her husband. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anything else, people, before we get into some news here? No? Go on once. Yeah. Or twice. All right, we're good. So did you like Wonder Woman? Yeah? Did I? <laughs> oh, that's no, right. That the, the Wonder original Woman. Comment. That, that was the original comment. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I jumped in and I was like, yeah, I got to see Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was, it was Jordan it was covered good. it on, on... He covered yeah, it on yeah. Cobb's Comic Corner. We should make him go watch that shit. Yeah, yeah, go to there. On Thursday there. Before. <laughs> Good job. I thought it was... I will just say, I thought it was hilarious when she gave him the Kamehameha at the end of it. <laughs> my favorite my favorite part was when she ate ice cream for the first time. I don't know why that... You should that, be proud. Yeah. yeah, the way she ate the ice cream and looked at the maker like, this is wonderful. You should be proud. <laughs> like because she did it, it humanized like it was her. A special thing. It, it brought that how disconnected she was and then how powerful and innocent at the same time she is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was a cool character. It's weird that in that terrible DC universe of those horrible movies, we have this wonderful character, right? <laughs> Weird. Like, what are we going to do see, about they that? They do with the next ones. Now they have something to go off of. Maybe they could just write her out of that universe, right? <laughs> Couldn't they somehow? It yeah. would be, some even if we did. Some people said it was a good movie. I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was a great movie. It was great. I thought, great. It, was really I thought yes, I agree. it was okay at best. The only hiccup I had was Ares. That was it. What was wrong with Ares? I didn't like the guy who played Ares. You know what I didn't like? I didn't like his mustache. It was like when he turned into Ares, I, fig- I wanted him to like chop off the mustache, but gods I was fine with it. Gods don't have mustaches. No costume at the end. I, I'm that's the Monopoly man like. and Ares do not pass go and you play, shut that. Play Injustice <laughs> 1. That is what Ares looks like in Injustice 1. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, it was good, though. It was really good. I braced myself for the worst. That could also be it, too, you know? Yeah, it was you know who, better. It was the I, best I of, of any Aries DC an, movie out uh, to date. Yeah, I'll give it the that. Justice League cartoon. I went. I went in with that Rick mentality where it was like, "This is gonna suck," but how bad is it gonna suck? And it surprised me. And Mi- I, I enjoyed everything in the movie. Missy Hyatt tweeted that she would take the '80s Wonder Woman over this any day. What is she like? Ninety or something? How old is she? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Here? She did look good though. I'll give it that. Gail. Gal Gadot did look good in that costume. Oh, I thought you meant Missy Hyatt. I was like, when the hell did no, she ever Missy Hyatt looked look good like in freaking 1986. <laughs> you know, after that. The, the same year where we were right? She looked yeah. good when Shinobi was new. Yeah. You gotta watch those. Is it you shoot videos when they sit them down and they go like, what's in the bag? And then they pull out the name. Or it was like the whole bag. And it was like, who's yeah, the, whole? the whole bag? She's a whole you have to see how thing. everybody rips Missy Hyatt. Yeah, like every guy ripped her. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Even the girls, though, like even when they had like Sunny on it, Sunny was like, I, I can't say anything. Well, yeah, she, she can't Sunny say anything. Like a, she looked to make Sunny look like a saint. I don't know <laughs> about that, man. Like, remember that Does time she made played? Paige look like a saint? Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably just in the public eye. God knows what happened behind the scenes. If there were smartphones back then, it'd be a whole different. Oh, oh man, I think there's, there's a story about how Devon was going to leave his wife for her, With and then, like what? I was going to say for Jacqueline. That's racist. Jacqueline. Why does it got to be Jacqueline? <laughs> what? Wow. 
Wow. Oh, look at the way they wow. wore it. And me- I, mean, I mentioned who- Devon, and he pops up on the stream. But yeah, it was like. A- <laughs> oh, Devon was well, there's Devon there's was only two options. It's either going to be Jacqueline or Jazz, and so. Those so he had to go with one. There's no other women. Flip a coin. Or awesome Kong. <laughs> she was a little baby back then too. Yeah, she was baby Kong. No, but, I mean, just look at the way they were. You know, baby we were- Kong. <laughs> When Jacqueline got inducted to the Hall of Fame, it's like, I got to have Devon induct me. Okay? <laughs> I don't believe that. I think that that's what was written for her. I think Missy Hyatt has been with every member of the Horsemen. Probably besides Arn Anderson. And the horse, It's kind of funny because since this, whole thing took a, since this whole thing took a black direction, I thought Squires was going to say, I bet Missy Hyatt's been with every black guy. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. My I bet mistake. Missy Hyatt was with Mandingo. Oh, not the Mandingo <laughs> jokes again. Not the Mandingo jokes. <laughs> How did that start? Like, how did the term Mandingo come about? Did you ever think about that? Was, like, the first big dick on a guy named Mandingo? I have no Probably. idea. It makes, it makes you wonder. Like, when? It really you... makes that, that, that saying, the dingo ate your baby. Oh, the, man, the Mandingo ate your girlfriend. Like, holy shit, the other, day, <laughs> the other day we were changing with Mandingo, man? Did you notice? Yeah, that's strange. From now on, anyone with a dick that size is a Mandingo. And then from that day forward, it was so. Yes, I'd get toe you, up. You wonder if the doctor didn't know what to cut at birth? Umbilical cord? Which one is it? That, man, <laughs> that man's ding needs to go. Mandingo. And then the big swerve was that the first Mandingo was a white guy in the suburbs, right? You're a Mandingo? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Ron Mandingo. <laughs> <laughs> What was his last name? That's so off-track. Wonder Woman was good. Yes, so Wonder Woman was great. You see, there's our review. (laughs) Two men then goes up. (laughs) Wow. Oh, God. That's what she said. (laughs) So to put it all together, I want to see Missy Hyatt as Wonder Woman with Mandingo. Is that the movie that we're all shooting for now? I'm sure if you go to to uh, you porn, you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try it after this. I'm gonna just type Wonder Woman Mandingo to see just what happens. What does the world have to offer me? <laughs> the worst that could happen? Wow! You're gonna yeah, get a, a Wonder Mandingo, and that's not gonna be a first yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? This isn't Wonder. This is Wonder Mandingo. No, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> Wait That's minute, not where the space is. There's literally a video called Wonder Woman versus Mandingo on YouTube. No. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on YouTube, it's clean, so you could. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Do not go by that. Can I tell him the story, Squires? What? <laughs> there, there was a time that we realized that YouTube is not always clean. It's oh, not. So, no. So, so we're sitting there, right? watching just you know you guys have been on youtube with watching wrestling yeah. clips whatever and this one clip comes up this recommended this is by no intention of us and we're like who are these asian people so we hit this video and dude it was straight up you know what like it was straight yeah. up and i just remember uh, thinking holy shit how did this get dicks. past the census <laughs> and it was funny because i don't hear this word used very very often <laughs> and squires i never told you this, but I, I lost it but you were like i can't watch this this is just full-blown coitus <laughs> <laughs> I, not, I only hear that word when I watch Big Bang. Yeah. We only had oh. it on for a second, but that was. <laughs> we 
only put it out for a second, but it was so worth it to hear that fucking line, man. This is just full blown coitus. So it's like, oh shit, it is. <laughs> we turned it off immediately. It would have been weird to just watch that, but it was just weird. That shit somehow made it onto YouTube, man. Yeah, they were like in the park or like out in a field. And it was and real. Was- like this was the real stuff. So sometimes YouTube sensors don't it's, work. It they don't- slips by, but then they they they. Uh, they- Block it after a while. Yeah, yeah, the only thing they take down immediately is the WWE clips that you want to watch. Those are down immediately. <laughs> yeah. Two Asian women or two or an Asian couple, or whatever. That's that shit will be up forever. Oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> that's that's censorship. Story. That's good. That's good old. That's American censorship in a nutshell, right there. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to YouTube. I'm probably way late on the party on this. Have you guys ever seen Death Battle? I've seen every episode. I've seen uh, some. The, I think is that the one them. where I think the Green Ranger Fort Ryu, like Tommy Fort Ryu, at one point. They had no, no, no. You're thinking of the live action one. The Death Battle is usually like they'll do um Sonic versus the Flash or Superman yeah. versus. Goku. Oh right, so I have seen that. This one they that. had Kirby versus Boo. Yeah, wow. I saw that one. That's oh, but that was good. Won. Kirby won. Kirby Mathematic- won. Mathematically, he won because um, Kid Boo threw. The planet destroyer, and he absorbed it and shot it back at him. That's nonsense. That that wouldn't happen. If you looked at when Goku fought Yakan in Dragon Ball, that dude they was able to eat. All down scientifically. Yep, they no, have, they they, they're Superman. not more scientific they than I am. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. That's and then, like, like the last one I saw was uh, Rogue versus Wonder Woman, where Rogue won. Oh, of Rogue, course, because she can just absorb some powers. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were saying. She she has too much skin is showing. Yeah, and she just kept grabbing yeah, her this- legs. And then kissed her and killed her. Yeah, I mean, I guess the rogue, I guess Jim Lee's rogue because she absorbed all of the Miss Marvel powers. Like regular rogue would probably get the floor wiped with her. Yeah. That was, that was a temporary thing. We haven't seen a rogue that does that kind of stuff in years, right? Like, I don't think I she flies or has strength. Years. Like, yeah, that was but, uh, a one off. Since, um, really you had Marvel versus Capcom, what, one and two? Yeah, that but was, that only was her the... ability where she could grab, that mm-hmm. was her main thing. She would grab you, observe your power. And like, if you're a Cyclops, she could shoot out the beams. If she was Wolverine, she'd do the Berserker Barrage and so yeah, forth. Yeah. That was only yeah. the Jim Lee rogue. And that happened to only be that way. They, they just happened to base the cartoon on Jim Lee's run with her. But yeah, she doesn't do that anymore. She would just die is what her power would be if she fought Wonder Woman. It's really, really interesting because they break it down scientifically. And yeah. they have, yeah, yeah, they Ow. have another one. It's like I think it's five minute death battle where they don't actually do the math on stuff. They just throw two characters in. Oh, I love the, the math on it because you're like, this is so absurd, and then they break it down, and I go, well, yeah, it's, like, like, it's like a good thirty minute this. video with the fifteen. The first fifteen minutes shows you the first character, and then it does a rundown of like their origin, what their powers are, and so mm-hmm. forth. Then it does a second character. Then they go on a break to promote whatever it is they're using right now. Like I think right now it's like some food thing, yeah, some food service they order from. Goku. They did two of them, and Superman on both. And I you know what? Bullshit. You know that's another reason why you can't go by their science because they 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 pulled the trigger too fast on the Superman versus Goku. Like back when they were doing those videos, there was no such thing as all of these other levels that he had or anything. Yeah. No, and they, they did and a they recent always... one, and it was like even um Super Saiyan God Goku would still lose. No, but that doesn't make any sense if like the initial what, back when Goku was only able to turn Super Saiyan, they always made Superman versus Goku really close. How in the world now, without Superman getting any upgrades and Goku going through like seven different transformations, would it be any different? You know what I mean? Like if it was really close, like really close the first time and that was just base Super Saiyan, which at this point they walk around and get ice cream in that form. Like why would it be okay for him to fight a Super Saiyan blue? I'm sorry. It doesn't That's work. That's what I me. always say. And it's that always like. Doesn't work. 
I think of it of like, because I think in the first video, Goku actually does whoop his ass and then he realizes that Superman needs the sun to get power. And then like typical Goku, he's like, okay, go. He's like, get, absorb the sun. I want you at your best. And Superman turns around and beats him. In the second one, he does go Super Saiyan God and Superman still beats him in that again. No way. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's impossible, man. And I always look at I it as like, okay, enjoyed- with both of them at, at their like, say, maximum power. Superman has no true fighting skills, so that's pretty much... It's Superman go, going up against a martial artist, and you're telling me with just basic punches and throws, he can beat a martial artist? I, I call bullshit he's, on that. He's trained in two forms of Kryptonian martial arts, but nonetheless, <laughs> I think just on latent power, I don't think it would be possible. I just think that people feel butthurt about that. The two I enjoyed the most was Scrooge McDuck versus Shovel Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Which Scrooge McDuck won. Yeah, because <laughs> of the pogo. Amazingly, because of the pogo, and he, and he man, so that, they show you how strong he is because he can act. There's like, think of it. Well, he's he at one time he got so enraged he ripped a, a ship in half like a wooden ship. Yeah. Well, that guy come from the mean streets. You have to understand that life's like a hurricane in Duckburg. And you gotta think how. <laughs> you gotta think too how tough and airplanes. strong you are. Yeah, it's a duck blur. Oh, speaking of DuckTales, did you like my Launchpad McQuack Pop? Yeah, that I loved awesome. it. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Did you guys it's- see the, the intro to the new DuckTales cartoon? I did not. Yeah, I know no, um, I, no. Doctor Who plays Scrooge, doesn't he? Yeah, David Tennant. Yeah. yeah. He plays Scrooge, for real? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, David oh, wow. Tennant is awesome in anything he does. That's kind of strange, though, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but the, the art is—the art looks kind of different, right? It looks like Mrs. Beakley is like part of the the main group now, like not just a side character for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I'm actually gonna put that in the chat room for you guys. I look at that. We're supposed to be talking wrestling. I have fucking Ducktales on. <laughs> looking art to it. I like to say that, but I said that when Really fluid animation. I mean, I guess everything nowadays is expensive looking, right? Yeah. I'm sold, man. I mean, why not? It's nostalgic. It's better than someone from nowadays trying to write something for now. That never works out. I don't, I don't know, man. Because it was like when it was like they're bringing back Powerpuff Girls, and I was like, okay, cool. And then they brought it back, and the first episode was pretty much the Hangover, and every every episode after that just sucked. Where it was just like the mayor who they had to save all the time saved them in one episode. <laughs> the guy with the mustache. Yeah, the, the one Powerpuff that could, Girls. You, yeah, I I can't <laughs> open my pickle jar. Yeah. He gets. He gets kidnapped in one episode to, and they take him to Monster Island. They go searching for him, and at the end, you find out he pretty much he tamed all the monsters with the pickles. Hey, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, hope, they, I hope we get a, a, a full reboot on Ducktales, or are they just continuing? 
That's a good question. If it's a reboot, I hope we get a re- remake of the Sea Monster episode. Remember that shit? A Sea Monster eat my ice cream. A Sea Monster. <laughs> I want cream. the sea monster, and I want the, the, the balls that live underneath the, the town that yeah. cause all the earthquakes. Yeah, I remember that. With the king, and they have bowling tournaments. <laughs> and then, um, you gotta have Gizmo Duck, right? Yeah, it's a great yeah, yeah. yeah. Super DuckTales. That was a Blab- movie, right? Blabberskites. Yeah. <laughs> Fenton, I forget the last Fenton name. Crackshell. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what was the inventor? Um, Remember was he it, was um, a story in Auto Duck Vinci? Was it Gyro no. something? Gyro. Gyro. Something? Gyro. Yes. Yeah, he had the little bowl cut. Gyro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey, that was my favorite cartoon as a little kid. DuckTales. Oh, that, that was the and yes. Really freaking. well done. Beagle we, later on we got Darkwing Duck, which was yeah. a spin-off of DuckTales. Oh, yes. I love Darkwing Duck. Don't forget um. Goop there troop. is Tailspin. Yeah, Goof Tailspin. Troop. Yeah, Goof Troop. Goof Troop sucks. Why did they put Goof Troop up there with the rest of these things? Yes. <laughs> Tailspin, I could watch an episode of that. All of that crap Goof is okay. okay. Come on. Tailspin, I could take Miss Bianca. That that fits up there in the genre. But Goof Troop was, I think that was at the point where they just sort of gave up. They were like, whatever. Oh, 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 oh. They, 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 they sort of team, <laughs> they no, team they Titans golded. They gave up bonkers. Bonkers. That's oh, wow. what they gave up. Oh yeah, I remember that. But you know uh, what? They yeah. made a whole movie, didn't they, for Goof Troop? Yeah, that, yes. I think Goof the show was the spinoff from the movie, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I thought it was the other way around. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The that, original uh, ones was Ducktales, Gummy Bears, Chippendales. Yeah. Sure, Tales was a Disney. That was Hannah. <laughs> 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 Couldn't you tell by the lack of color? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> sure, Tails. What was the fourth? There, were, there was a, there was always four shows, and then you would get like your Saved by the Bell. AC remembered uh, his last name, look. Gyro Gear Loose. How the hell do you remember that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> was it Jungle Book in there? Uh, no, Baloo? it was Tailspin. It was Tailspin. No, no. no. Oh, yeah, yeah Tailspin had it. Baloo from 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 yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Tailspin was like. If nobody can go outside and play, I'll watch Tailspin. <laughs> you know what? Like, oh, I hated shit, Tailspin, but as I got older, and then you were seeing like pretty much Kit being a teenager and stuff like that, going uh, still- going back to the side with the pirates and everything, I was like, wow, this is pretty deep. <sighs> Maybe they'll remake all of these eventually. Kit Cloud Kicker, kick you in the head. <laughs> the, the physics on that was all screwed up, because come on. He used dead. to fly on the, uh, the little he'd, disc. He'd be yeah. so bad. The the air current would rip him to shreds. He'd be up there spinning and twirling. I, now that's the episode of Tailspin I wouldn't have went outside for and watched. That's the episode I want to see. Realistic <laughs> Tailspin, right? Buster's Tailspin. Real real gravity Tailspin. <laughs> oh yo! <laughs> oh man, I was wondering why this was the season finale. I get it now. I get it now. Cliffhanger. <laughs> Babalu? What's it? it wasn't Babalu, but was it the Babalu? No, Babalu is his Mexican cousin. No, Babalu. <laughs> no. The ape? Was it the ape in it? Yeah, there was, was a little. Baloo. There was an orangutan. That yeah, the orangutan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Babalu. And what's his name? Really, Babalu? Like, oh, what was the little guy's name? Little Lou. <laughs> I mean, if one's called Babalu, the other one should be called Little Ricky. Let's stay consistent right. here, guys. I was, I was thinking I love Lucy when he said Lucy? Babalu. Babalu! You have some splendid to do, Baloo! Oh, man. 
Okay, I think it's time to talk some news, finally. People in the chat are ah. like, finally, these assholes. <laughs> so much better. Exactly. So, his, name, his name was Louis. Louis! Louis. I King Louis. Not Babalu. Same ballpark. It's not even the same league. It's not, even, it's not even the it's same Bob race. Giving a it's foot there. massage and sticking your tongue in the holiest of holes isn't even in the same league. Uh, you feels good both ways. Long way went a long way for a joke, don't you think? Trevor was in the name, whether it was Lou or Bobaloo, it was in there. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so the first bit of news that we have, the biggest news of this week that everyone's going nuts about, is the fact that Conor McGregor is going to fight Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. somehow, some way. This weird collision of worlds is happening. I have no idea why. I have no idea how. I don't start a slow clap. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and play the Money in the Bank song again, and then that's the reason why they're doing this. That's exactly. That's the only reason. Well, we only know that reason. we know that Dana didn't want this at first, but the payday that you get from boxing compared to UFC is incredible. Ouch. You know, it's like astronomically different. Yeah, yeah. So the fight is going to like happen. getting a foot massage and sticking. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. Sports McGregor's probably when it's all said and done, it's going to clear a hundred million. Yes. Well, and when you think about that, he clears sometimes one, two, three million when he fights for the UFC. So, so why would he ever go back? Exactly. There's talk that he might not even go back. I mean, Dana himself has mentioned the possibility that this, that this might be it for him, unfortunately. You know, at the end of the day, does that fight make any sense whatsoever for my business? No, but I would never keep Conor McGregor or any fighter away from making that kind of money. There's a lot of egos and a lot of a lot of people in the middle of this thing uh, to make it happen. And, and for the people, you know, when you talk about it, everybody's like, well, if Conor goes in there and boxes him, he'd get killed. And if Floyd went in and fought MMA, he'd get killed. At the end of the day, it's a fight. Floyd Mayweather's 40 years old. Conor McGregor's 27. Floyd has trouble with southpaws. Conor McGregor is southpaw. And Conor McGregor hits like a truck. When he hits you, you know it. In no way, shape, or form am I saying Conor McGregor wins this fight. I don't know, but it's more interesting than people think it is, you know, when, when, when they think, ah, boxing and this and that. I promise you Conor McGregor will hit him. When they, when they fight, he will get hit, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. But he might never fight again. When you're, when you're in the fight business, you got to be hungry, man. He, so you know this shit that went on with Tony Ferguson and Khabib, right? He texts me, he says, I can't believe you're going to fucking pay that bum Tony Ferguson, $1. He goes, you shouldn't pay that guy a fucking dime. He goes, he was there, made weight, and uh, you lined up a fight for him after Khabib fell out and didn't make weight. Mm-hmm. You lined up a fight with him and Michael Johnson, he turned it down. Fucking bum. You shouldn't pay him a dime. Yikes. Well, that's what he's good at. Dana's great. His favorite hobby, his favorite pastime is not paying people a dime from what I hear, right? Like, he's all about not paying <laughs> that money. That was yeah, call, yeah, call him the next Paul Heyman. Yeah, so so this fight goes down August 26th. This is in the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. No surprise there in Nevada. Um, and apparently due to this, Connor has been released from his Reebok deal, his uniform deal, because he's going to be able to cross-promote. He's going to be able to negotiate for all kinds of apparel brands for the Mayweather fight. So they're mm-hmm. definitely bending the rules there because you know, they love them to all wear Reebok for whatever reason. What do you guys think? Which way do you guys see this one going? I like Connor. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, maybe just a personal thing. I just don't like uh, Mayweather, but. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm gonna go for Connor. Yeah, I, I I would go for him too, just because it would I would love nothing more than for an MMA guy to knock out the champ on his fiftieth fight, and mm. then what the hell can they say? I mean, Mayweather has talked a lot of shit about MMA, and it would just put him in his place if he lost. I want you guys to hear that this is an older clip, but this is what he this is what his opinion has been. Mixed martial art is for beer, beer drinkers. Boxing is for everybody. This is a is I mean you can't take. You can't take my shoes off and take my shirt off and just throw me in a cage. You do that with animals. You don't, you can't do that with, with, you know, what you don't do that with humans. I don't know no fighter in MMA that has generated a total revenue in two fights, which only lasted one hour, two fights, generate a total, total, uh, revenue of $250 million. They're not even on my level at all. Not even on my level. And I'm not talking, I mean, it's, I mean, you must, you must be running eight and nine miles for boxing. You know, you must be able to box, not five rounds, 12. 12. And it used to be 15 rounds. So it was, it was three, five. Now they got rounds. Now they got judges. Now they got cut mans. So once again, MMA stole boxing whole blueprint and try to run with it. Once again, it, it, like I said before, in boxing, we, we, we know who's dominating. Black fighters and Hispanic fighters is dominating in this sport. And, and, and this is not a racial statement, but there's no white fighters, in, there's no white fighters in boxing that's dominating. So they had to, they had to go to something else and start something new. That's pretty damn cocky and audacious to say. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. math they're doing there, but boxing is three minute rounds. UFC is five. Khan is trained for five minute, for five round fights, which would be 25 minutes, a minute in between, so we'll give him a half hour. Boxing three, eight, 12, 36 minutes. There's not much difference in training. I don't know what he's talking about when it comes you know, to Connor has the stamina. He has the power behind him. You know Mayweather doesn't really like to throw punches. He's a defensive fighter yeah, at the yeah, end of the day. He's if Connor hits him, the fight is over. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when you get hit in the face too much. Yeah. I know math. Mayweather was a knockout guy earlier in his career, but yeah, he, he was. Been, he was. He has been nothing more than a defensive fighter, and I don't know how well that would do with Connor. But then at the same time, keep in mind the fact that uh, when you're boxing, you don't have to worry about other aspects that he would normally have to worry about. Like Connor can't shoot. All Mayweather has to do is continue to play his defensive game, which we've seen him do to a freaking, uh, basically to a symphony a thousand times. Mm-hmm. So. That's where Connor's the problem is. Got, but if but if Connor gets a hit in there, he's gonna it's gonna wake him up. I mean, let's but not you forget. Figured that's what his game plan is gonna be. He's gonna just dance around the ring, hoping to tire him out, and then he's gonna try, try to drop him with a jab or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what he tried to do with Pacquiao. Yeah, same old song and dance. Mm-hmm. See, the thing is, is these guys he's fighting now aren't forty years old like Pacquiao at the end of their careers. This is a guy in the prime with one punch power. He's I don't, a lot of people are sleeping on Connor, and it's it's a mistake. I'd be I'm not, I'm not sleeping on Connor, but I figure it's it's Mayweather's gonna do the old tactic of this yeah. this guy's younger. I, he has stamina, but he also has a temper. So I'm gonna enrage him in the ring and then just have just dance around until he tires out. We'll probably go about three, four rounds and I'll knock him out in the fourth, or I'll just keep tagging him here and there and I'll I'll rack up the points like that. This is a hundred percent Mayweather's fight. There's a really? reason why this guy's undefeated. There's a reason why he's been the champ this long. And is it dirty? That's debatable, but at the end of the day, he's never been beat. Yeah, and there's 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 nothing more you can say about that. And it's not like he's ten and zero 
It's not like he's fit. How? What is he in the, like? What? 47? 49. 41. 49. 41 oh, and much? 0. 41 49. and no, 0. No, no, no. 49. 49. Oh, pfft. Yeah, but he fought, this will be his fiftieth fight. Their careers, he fought it doesn't Hoya matter. Yes, it's it still does. it's a sport where you get hit once, just like you guys said. Pacquiao couldn't beat him, and Pacquiao is, is someone who's extremely seasoned. And yeah, but was, he also put crazy. that fight off for two and a half years before he finally decided to fight him. Yeah, but two and a half years doesn't change a man enough that he should have been able to totally dominate him. I mean, and Pacquiao, Pacquiao also, he also had rotator cuff issues at that time, but he still took the fight. I don't know. I mean, 49 is a big number. I mean, how it's many? It's easy to hate Packy, or it's easy to hate Mayweather. It is. It's so, e- it's it's so easy. It's easy <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's just like Tom Brady. People hate winners. The People dude hugs hate- more than Bailey. Would Mayweather hey. is more than him being a winner? It's just his, it's, it's, I think it's his overall attitude towards things. The domestic stuff that came up in the media certainly didn't help his image. But yeah. Yes. Now, that's a yes. different story. But you can be brash and you can be cocky. You know why? Because he's went out there and he backed it up every single time. Now, the first time he gets knocked out and gets knocked down and he loses, then that tune needs to change. But until that, that guy has all the right in the world. To say whatever smack he wants because he's proved it. That is true. That is definitely true. I just want someone to disprove him finally. You want somebody to, to, to break him but, and make him humble. But yeah. I see Gregor out there, this a fury, just trying to claw, clean this guy's clock and Mayweather just slowly wearing him down. It's possible. I mean, if you look back at Conor McGregor versus uh, Nate Diaz. Yes, look at what he did. That's what he, he did. Held he him wore off him that down. First round, mm-hmm. and then after that second round, he was toast. Yeah, Connor started running out of gas. He literally had to start running around the octagon defensively so that he wouldn't get killed. And you know that was only for the what was it the three round fight at the time. Mm-hmm. And you don't think Mayweather can block three rounds of yeah, his barrages? I've seen him block. I don't know. Three. I, I mean, don't know. Connor gets a shot through and it's over. I mean, he hits him in the body. He could bust them open if he gets a shot through absolutely but that's just at this point that's just a really really big if yeah that's the whole thing with Mayweather. who has got a shot through on him not when he's running away from you no one because he doesn't stand and fight i could be 49 he's a counter fighter though and he does get his points in at the end of the round even if they're not effective strikes boxing his points yeah he's not gonna win just running he's gonna win by running dodging playing his game He's the smartest boxer ever. I don't know he about is the smartest flat- ever. How, how is he not the smartest boxer ever? He has developed a plan that is foolproof to this point and 49 wins and zero losses. Yeah. Because boxing That's- is fighting, not running. No, boxing is a technical sport. No. I mean, ah. Squires is right. It is technical, and he is using the rules to his advantage. He's getting them on points, and he's very defensive. They can't get past his defense. It, it's boring to watch. I don't like watching his fights. I think it's ridiculous. I think fans well, get ripped off watching this. Horrible. But when you really look at it, his his defense, it's like, as Mike Tyson would say, it's impregnable. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because it's glad that you brought that. We grew up in an era where there was Mike Tyson. A the, 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 slugging, the sluggers, yeah. Slugging it out. They weren't technical about it. But now that there's this, you know, so we, we grew up and we were used to seeing all of those guys just bang each other's brains out. And 
That's why this guy's had the career that he's had, and he's not, you know, drooling out of the side of his mouth. Because so let me ask you this question: Technical fighter. Now Mayweather hasn't fought in two years. Over that means nothing. Years. He's probably that, still keeping up with his training, and if not, he knows style, the routine. With that style, I don't. I see him in a six-month camp being just as good as he was before. And also, but it's only in two months. He's camp. never been hurt. This fight has been on the table. It feels like it's been on the table for almost two years, and there was never a question about whether or not they were going to do this. It was more about Mayweather wanting money. You know what I mean? He was holding out. So assuming that this was something, he's the kind of guy that probably always knew he would do this and then just wanted to wait till the money looked right for him, you know? So, I mean, I couldn't imagine him just sitting at home and just eating haagen ice cream and watching. <laughs> oh, I'm not again. saying he's a fat yeah. bloated blimp. You should be proud of this haagen Yeah, you should be proud. It's great ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if Connor's going to pull in 100, what's he pulling in? Two. At Four. least... I oh, yeah, he wouldn't do it. I think he said he wouldn't do it less for less than like two forty. I think that they have to split wow. the. I think he splits the UFC gets part of that because he's not a free agent. There's still four. I believe there's still four fights on Connor's contract in UFC, so part of that money goes to them. Yeah, and this card is a hundred percent a boxing card. There's not one stitch of MMA in it. No, he wouldn't do it if it was. They should get Michael and Bruce Buffer to both introduce them. it's time yeah that'd be great it'd be worth it just for that right it might be better than the fight Uh, is Mills Lane going to be the referee (laughs) let's get it on (laughs) this call isn't going to get that fight or watch that fight exactly Hmm. exactly so does it break the record I think the record is 4.8 million buys for didn't Pacquiao him and Pacquiao broke the record right yeah I don't know mm, I think you think so. this breaks that record I, oh, I think so I mean come on you now you're yeah, bringing prop, in a completely yeah, different order this is going to kill that record um, and yeah that's August 26th which they we're definitely doing a second serving immediately following that one because I, I can't even imagine what this is going to look like or be like this is the most interesting thing since Punk thought that he could get in the ring because like you guys were saying they're both legit fighters yes bo- i mean there's no question can he do it or you know they're both gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to say the least yeah it's, it'll be interesting because i remember rookie conor mcgregor you know what i mean i remember the conor mcgregor that wasn't the like known the way that he is now and i remember how he learned and how he adapted and how he critiqued himself and how he adjusted on the fly between rounds immediately when i saw his first fight it was like this guy is learning and adapting each fucking round like this is kind of frightening and then at the end when i remember i think we even tweeted about it, i was like he's a good promo guy too surprisingly so i mean i think that a person like that and now he has a lot more time than you would get during a ufc fight there's a possibility he can do something in there like he's not stupid you know he's not going into this just assuming that it's going to be a piece of cake i'm sure and so as whatever. a fan is it worth you seeing this fight losing him to the ufc well that's going to happen no matter what right yeah, I mean, how can he go back, get $100 million for this fight, and then go, I'm going to fight whoever's next in line for $2 million. That's true. He doesn't need to. And like, what? His, no. He just had a kid, too, right? So he's yeah. set to just, yeah. like, retire and be his, like, yeah, his, I'll stay at home with my kids. His or, game plan was always to fight. Make he stays as much- boxing. So I, I heard boxing. There, there's, there's two fights he'd probably ever come back for. DS3 or if he fought George St. Pierre. 
Oh. Yeah, which I think I, I would have Connor for both of those fights. I don't think they'd be worth it. But his plan has always been to get into the business, make as much money as possible, and then get out, you know? Yep. So You're I mean, not going to make more money than this. And we're not getting Conor McGregor now anyway. Like, before the Mayweather thing was going on, he, he won both titles and then just sort of didn't do anything, right? The double champ does what the fuck he wants. Conor McGregor. <laughs> correct me so if I'm does, wrong, so but Conor the... McGregor has yet to defend the title in the UFC ever. Am I right about this? Yeah. Yeah, he's like never... someone with so much prestige behind him. He's one title, sure. He has he's yet Dean to ever... Ambrose in his first title. <laughs> <run>. <laughs> <laughs> he's the US Dean Ambrose champ. Yeah, Conor McGregor has he, he has two titles. He has all of this this popularity behind him. He has yet to defend the title. Yeah, that is the truth. Yeah, because he won the title, fought for the next one, and he he bounced. They stripped him of one. He has defended we've never, shit. We've never seen him defend a title before. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, so if he doesn't come back and fight, this is the greatest champion of all time when the belt's back, which is a bance. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. They would have to, right? I mean, the one's already given back out, isn't it? The featherweight. He just is the lightweight now, isn't he? Or is it the other way around? Somehow, somehow the, the featherweight title wound up uh, back in circulation, didn't it? Yeah, they stripped him of one of them because they said he couldn't hold both. So he had to give up one. He gave up, uh, what's his name's belt? One Punch Man. Aldo. Jose Aldo, right. He gave up his belt. And then he lost, he, he lost again really badly recently, so he's out of the runnings. It's easy to remember that guy had the best pizza in New York City, in Queens. Aldo. <laughs> Aldo. <laughs> you remember that place, right? I love that place. My grandmother lived around the corner. Good old Aldo's, man. Try the pizza now at your own risk. No. He, he died, Aldo. <laughs> That it would explain it, you know, maybe he ate pizza from another place. He was just like, you know, I'm tired of these p- pizzas since I make it all the time. Let's try something down the street. And it killed him. Because- Probably. <laughs> what what the bloody shite is this? It went, like, it's weird how New York went from, um, you know, are you getting Domino's or are you getting pizza? We're getting pizza. The fuck you talking about? So, <laughs> so are you getting Domino's or are you getting pizza? You know, I could go for some Domino's, maybe, or... <laughs> you know, like what happened? Maybe Pizza Hut. Maybe pizza. Maybe White Castle. Pizza all the same. Hut is disgusting. Don't hate on Pizza Hut, man. I'll I was gonna say, pizza bite hut. your tongue. I will hate on Pizza Hut. I'll, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I, I very rarely eat Pizza Hut. I mean, I have I'll, to really be in the mood hut for it. Over Domino's any day. Of Isn't week. Round Table the best? What? <laughs> table for three. Round Table. Round table <laughs> you guys don't have Round Table. You guys don't have Round Table. Back east. No, we have real no. pizza. Yeah, son. No, round table pizza is awesome. <laughs> the King Arthur Supreme. What do you know? You sound like you're talking about frozen pizzas right now. No, it's not frozen. <laughs> it's just yeah, DiGiorno, son. It ain't frozen. Yeah, yeah I see that. <laughs> wow, you guys don't have round table? That's sad. I've uh, seen actually, this place around here, this halal place, and the pizza's uh, really cheap. What's your opinion? Should I try it? Halal? Because no, I've done it. I've that? done it. No, I've done it. You've done halal pizza? Yeah. What was that like? Uh, it's not the worst I've had. I think the worst pizza I've had was like the dollar slices that they have in the city. Sabaro? Mm. Is it better than Sabaro? No, no. They like they lit Sabaro is definitely not a dollar. They're expensive. Yeah, Sabaro's like place, eight bucks. Yeah, for a slice. <laughs> How this much? Is, it's expensive. <laughs> it's like almost three dollars a slice. He says like eight, but like if you get it with like toppings oh. and stuff, it's probably gonna run you like four or five dollars for just a slice. Are those the slices that you need a fork and a knife for? What Sabaro? Yeah. No. no. Okay, I've seen slices like that, like these giant ass pizzas. Yeah. Uh, now, Mick, you ever see the pizza we get like at work sometimes at Benny's Pizza? That fucking humongous pizza. Yeah, I've seen your pics of that. Yeah, it's yeah. like we it's got like, a place like that. 
It's like thirty dollars for a pie. <laughs> but to say it's twenty eight inches, like right, yeah, like it, it fits a whole table. Yeah, it's like you could you could like cure Ethiopia's hunger problem with one one pie. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, remember that pizza we saw on Kitchen Nightmare? <laughs> yes. That pizza was... <laughs> I, I do remember the Kitchen Nightmare pizza. Something was wrong with that dude. That dude had giant-ass pizza. Remember remember the thickness of the crust? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even watch the episode with you, but I know what you're watching. About, and it was a thin about. crust. It was a thin She's crust. Like, this is a thin crust? Like that, a was the, that was the thin that crust. Pizza. It looked like in the it looked like in the old eighties Ninja Turtles when they eat pizza. This is the fucking <laughs> the fucking thin crust, dude. And the oil. I mean, oh. I wish Ramsey would have ordered the the regular after. Like, fuck it, I'll take a thick crust. As a matter of fact, give me like a Sicilian. How are your Sicilian? Give me the deep dish. It looked like you <laughs> you took a bottle of EO five and poured it over the top of that pizza. That's how much oil. Was you on. could fill a cup yeah. of oil, like, dude. I like. I like oily pizza. Like, you know, when you fold in some green Dude, pizza, not, this, like oil, it, not, not this oil. Not that shit was like ridiculous. This, yo, like, I want to <laughs> see the Sicilian just out of curiosity after seeing it. Like, if that was the thin crust, can you imagine the Sicilian, the wall, the wall of pizza <laughs> the that, size he would of have a to, box. that he would have it's to like ship to? It's like a calzone <laughs> at the end of the pizza. <laughs> I will say the best pizza in New York, uh, it's probably L&B down in Brooklyn. As long as it's not giant pizza, man, where you're like, why, no. did this, why did this pizza come with a joint? What the fuck is going on in this place? <laughs> oh, man. But to answer your question about the halal pizza, it tastes, because you know they don't put actual pork or anything on it because it's halal. So they give you like a, pa- a plain cheese slice, and that's what it tastes like, just like a plain cheese slice. It's not bad. While we're on Ramsey, which I can't believe we're talking about Kitchen Nightmares now, I seen a clip last night where, um, the lobsters in the fish tank were were dead. Yes, I've seen he, that one. That he was like giving to people. Mm. Ew! I would have killed everybody in that place if I found that. I hit them. <laughs> Did he go into the kitchen after that and discover there was like mildew on stuff in the oh, freezer? Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> That's God. every episode. Yeah, but the but the lobster was dead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he, like, he it was like the- milky. <laughs> it was it was like milky. <laughs> That's gross. And then Ramsey was explaining how all the other lobster dead. I want the whole tank burnt to the ground. Yeah, dead, dead, dead. <laughs> I would be like Seth Rollins in the new commercial. I just fucking take the light and everything. <laughs> just take everything out. <laughs> and walk away. There's dead lobsters that lobster in here. Look like Roman Reigns after Samoa Joe today. Just limp and just. <laughs> and then he ex- and then he explained. Then he explained that the other lobsters that are alive in there were eating on the on the dead one, which means that they're all filled with bacteria. Now, so you're feeding these yep. people. Lobsters that have cannibalized oh, zombie, oh lobsters. zombie lobsters. Zombie lobster. Lobster. That shit is disgusting. Oh my lobster. The stuff that was in that tank from the dead lobster. <laughs> 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 And ordered a Walker Lobster! The true rock lobster. (laughs) Walker Lobster. That is messed up, man. They gotta tap those damn things every now and then. Hey, you still alive? Good. (laughs) 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 Fucking dead food. I mean, whoever's heard of of that, right? (laughs) Well, I don't need my shit alive. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't want to eat like the octopus alive. No. Like I've seen, I've seen videos of that. Those people eating live octopus. That's crazy. Yeah, I've oh, seen that. Oh, there was a, remember that show, A Thousand Ways to Die? Yes. There was this, there's an episode where um, I guess the girl brings home her boyfriend, and the dad's not impressed because he's like Americanized Asian, so he's like giving him all these different Asian meals. See, and he's just like he's eating them like it's nothing, and then he's like, oh, octopus. And the dad eats the live octopus and it like suctions the tentacles to his throat and he ends up dying. Oh, wow. Yeah, so those things put up a fight whenever you try to Yo, eat those. When I worked with my friend, he owned a restaurant. Um, his mother would come in and like when she was preparing the squid, she would pop out the eyeballs and eat them. <gasps> oh! That's some <laughs> savage shit. That wow. shit is old school. Like she was like Damn. straight off the boat Italian. She's like, "You eat it, it's good." I'm like, "No." I'm oh, good. I thought my grandma was hardcore because she'd eat raw onions. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Rick, it's next like match on the uh, stream. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally didn't pay attention to the. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, talking to, about popping out. shout out to anybody in that chat room also i completely forgot but yeah shout out to you guys in that chat. we haven't forgotten this is live it's not like you're not this isn't a trick we're all here <laughs> yeah we're here because like, why is, why is the screen not giving any animation? I, know, man. I, I can't wait to see the show art for this <laughs> and there's so many choices now so many crazy choices of things that can happen that speaking like, of that i already sent you a pic i don't know if yeah i just that. noticed it a little, like a second ago it was i had to try to stay focused i was literally like pork is like stay on target because like i looked at it like <laughs> it was like what the fuck is this <laughs> that may be the winner right there the kid that that's that's uh this is bold dallas and curtis Axe who has care bears right I like how I like how uh, Curtis Axel's doing the pose of like when when they're gonna care, but his face is a roar. (laughs) He's doing the stare. How the fuck did we get from Conor McGregor to this? (laughs) It's top brunch. Don't. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. (laughs) Oh my god. You just got a bowl bo- bo- love. Oh no! <laughs> bow bears. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, we're gonna use that. I, I think unless something amazing happens, I don't see how that couldn't be the graphic like that. Oh, <laughs> On top of that, it's the last thing you sent me, which is just like the computer repair video. Dude, I'm telling you, we were, we were talking, we were like, we were talking about the Connor stuff. I looked down and just happened to see that. I was so fucking distracting. I'm just trying to talk about Connor with these two Care Bear jobbers in my face. Care Bear wow. And on the screen, Curtis Axel and oh. Bo Dallas versus Titus. Oh. I'm done. Wait a minute. That's actually what's on our stream right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were wow. kidding. I looked World over and colliding. saw <laughs> It's all in sync. Everything's in sync. In a oh, weird, man. weird way it is. Oh, so Connor tweeted to Floyd. Well, he didn't really tweet to Floyd, but he tweeted a picture of Floyd. And he said, man, much respect to Floyd Sr. Still getting a few rounds in at the gym. I hope I can still train at that age. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you guys that in the chat room just in case anyone wants to see the picture he used. But yeah, Connor being a condescending prick is always right. <laughs> Too Connor's much. Connor's a great shit talker. I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really is a, a great shit talker. I just hope that it holds up in this fight, man, because I would love for that to happen, for that to be the introduction into MMA, you know? Yeah. 
where it's like surprise this is what it's like when you fight fighters buddy they adapt because i believe that it is very possible even though it's, it would be hard because this is like the the best boxer in the world but it is definitely possible connor you just knocked out McGray, vid- Mc, uh, mayweather are you surprised yeah. motherfucker these videos are coming out though. He's like training in the boxing ring, and he's not holding up too well. Yeah, St- Stephen A. Smith and Dana White had a bit of heat about this entire thing. I want you guys to hear a little bit of this. He said in the boxing community, "These are Stephen A.'s words. This match is quote disgusting to people in boxing and a complete disgrace." What do you say to that? Well, I think that you know, I don't know how many people really feel that way. Oscar, Oscar feels that way because Oscar didn't get the fight. If, if, if this, if I was doing this deal with Oscar right now, he'd be far from disgusted. I promise you that one. Um, but, but at the end of the day, uh, anybody, anybody who knows anything about fighting, when two men get in there and they square off and they start throwing punches, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And, um, you know, th- this isn't one of those things where we put together, you know, the, some type of crazy fight for, for no reason. This is a fight that the fans demanded. The fans wanted to see this fight. It's the most talked about fight on the planet right now. And it will be the biggest fight ever in the history of two people punching each other. So um, they can be as disgusted as they want. It's, it's what people want to see. Stephen A., let's bring you back into the discussion. Dana's point was simply, if Oscar was a part of this, he wouldn't be saying that. Neither would most of the boxing community. What are your thoughts well, on that? He's absolutely right. And, 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 you know, listen, represent my position very, very clearly. You asked me a question about what the boxing community feels like. Dana White alluded to what the public is demanding. He's absolutely positively on the money. And Dana knows that I'm right, just like I know he's right. There are people outside of the boxing ring that have been clamoring for this fight for at least the last year. It's all the, it's primarily what they talk about. But in the boxing community, you have folks within that community that feel it's an insult for a guy like Floyd Money Mayweather to give an opportunity to a UFC fighter who's never been in the boxing ring. That's how they feel. That's the argument that they're making. And he's also right about the fact that if this were Oscar De La Hoya making this fight instead of Dana White with Money Mayweather and obviously Conor McGregor, if this was Oscar De La Hoya and he was a part of this and he had an opportunity to make the money that this fight uh, is projected to make, he would be very, very happy with a huge smile on his face. So Dana White is absolutely right about that. But I also think Oscar's right in terms of how folks within the boxing community feels. I think Oscar was real and authentic with saying what he said, but I also think that he would still have a smile on his face if he had an opportunity to make that money, despite how he feels. The fight shouldn't happen. If he had an opportunity to make money off of it, he certainly would not have turned it down. So nobody's wrong with what they're saying. Dana, anything there? Just so you know, so this fight, yeah, and the thing is this, you know, for, for, for the boxing community to be disgusted, first of all, it's about the fans. What do the fans want to see? And if you're a fan of combat sports, this is the greatest end of the year ever. Floyd Mayweather and, and Conor McGregor are going to fight. Triple G is going to fight Canelo. I got a great lineup for the rest of this year, and so does boxing. So at the end of the day, I mean, all these guys, the thing that, that, that upset me about Oscar De La Hoya is he comes out and starts asking fans not to buy the fight. What? Fair. What, what, what is that? That's First fair. of all, number one. Number two, it's, it's, it's an incredible opportunity for fans of combat sports for the end of this year. There's so many great fights and, uh, you know, cause, cause sometimes there's big runs and big gaps between big fights. We have nothing but gr- a great lineup at the end of this year and everybody should be thrilled, including the boxing guys and Oscar De La Hoya. 
Steve, let me throw let, let sure. me throw this in and say this about Dana White right here. See, sure. this is why I've always said anybody that's a, a, a fight of pugilism, you got to love Dana White because what's the first thing I said when his mic went dead? I said, hey, the man gives people the fights that they want to see. And what he's essentially saying by saying what he just said about Oscar De La Hoya, it's not for other people to decide what the public should want. It's for folks in the in these respective sports, whether it's the UFC or boxing, to give the people what they want because we are the paying customer. When you look at the UFC, the one thing that's undeniable about Dana White and why I must sit here and absolutely applaud him, he doesn't wait forever to give us the fights we're clamoring for. We ask for it, he delivers it, and he makes his fighters get up in that octagon and fight. What's the problem with boxing? Boxing historically has procrastinated in terms of dragging their feet and making us wait for the fights that we truly want to see. Now, in Oscar De La Hoya's case, he didn't wait that long. He delivered on this Canelo Alvarez Triple G fight September 16th. Major props to him because he said he was going to do it before 2017 expired and he delivered. But far too often than not, whether it's Mayweather Pacquiao or anybody else, one of the things that has hurt boxing is they've kept us waiting entirely too long for fights that we clamored for to actually happen. And as a result, even when they did happen, we found ourselves questioned who is beyond their prime. Did they take too much punishment? Did we have to wait too long? Did we miss out on what really would have happened if both of them had fought in their prime? Dana White in the UFC does not do that. And they deserve our profound respect for that. Well said. The wait is over about two months. Stephen A said sometimes you got to wait forever, but now the countdown clock is on a little over Two months. The great perspective of Stephen A. Smith. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And Dana, I got thank one you. more for you real quick. I think a lot of fans are wondering this. No matter what happens in this fight on August 26, are we going to see Conor McGregor in UFC again? I think we will. You know, obviously, you know, Conor and I have been talking a lot throughout this, um, throughout this negotiation. And uh, he wants to turn around and fight again this year. And that's after he fights Floyd, he wants to turn around and fight again this year. And that's one of the million reasons why people love Conor McGregor. Last thing, I kind of lied. Since you brought up the word millions, make up your mind, Dana. He basically said 100 million for Floyd. That's what Floyd personally told him it would take for him to step back in. From the money side, from Conor's perspective, what can you tell us? Well, I can tell you from everybody's perspective on every side, everybody's happy with this deal. Um, You know, I don't think anybody is is bummed out about this deal. Everybody, first of all, the negotiations with Floyd were were, were great. You know, everything went smooth with Conor. It it went a lot easier than I thought it would go, and everybody's walking away from this thing happy. Yeah, well. All got smiles. Yeah, everybody's making money. The only people who lose are the fans. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. So So just for shits and giggles, what's going to be the price for pay-per-view? Oh, I I don't know. I would imagine $80. That's what I'm guessing. That'll be my guess. 70 for standard death. What was the last price? I don't remember the last price. I think that was it. I think it was 80 HD. Oh, I thought it was nice. 70 65. I thought it was 65. I remember somebody bitching. They spent like $65 on the fight, and they were bitching about the Pacquiao fight. Wow. It's unbelievable that this is even happening. <laughs> but, yeah, we've seen a lot of weird stuff in just a couple of years we've been doing this, like stuff that you never thought you would see. Not even just, I mean, in the wrestling world alone, like I never thought in my life we would see the rosters that we have the people that we used to download into the WWE game are now there. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that strange? Trouble. Like, holy shit, we just saw Samoa Joe wrestling. Yeah, on, it's, on it's like my years of creating characters in the game. It's like over now. Yeah. You, no more cause for you. Years yeah. of having to I mean, I still got the Ring of Honor, guys. 
Or what about all those years of having to tolerate shitty TNA booking just to watch Samoa Joe wrestle or Bobby Roode wrestle or, or James Storm? <laughs> yeah. Or I guess James Storm still you have to go over there for whatever fucking reason. That turned out the way it is. But think Head about up, how... We get it right. You know, I just remember really... Uh, Austin Aries was another one. I've said for many years that Austin Aries is quite possibly one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet. Like way, yeah. you can go back and watch way before he was even a, 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 I, anything with the W before he was on their radar in any way. I always said this guy is amazing as far as when he I was, used to he was love his when he matches. was Austin Star. I was about to say yes. Austin Star. Yeah, yeah, when he was Ring of Honor World Champ, you know all of yeah, those, him and those, Tyler, him and Seth Rollins, Tyler Black. Yeah, the matches that Love they had, them. the things that they did, oh, they were incredible. And it I remember what they said to what he said to Tyler Black when he was leaving too. Yeah, what good luck say? going over there, uh, Tyler, or whatever they're going to call you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't get to keep the name. But the match hey. did I watch with it? Oh, I watched him and Loki in TNA, and it was an awesome match. It was a submission match they had. Yeah. Yeah, that's Star and Loki. Loki's yeah. another another one of those guys where it's like that's talent. I mean, they tried him; he didn't work out. I think he would have made it if he came now. He came at he a came really in bad now time. And they had him five live. Yeah, yeah, he came at a time when no one really even knew who any of those guys were. They didn't even know who Daniel Bryan was, and he was big during that era. You know, yeah. remember that with the Curtis Axel? What is that? Is I feel like a swimsuit or what did he say? Oh, it was ridiculous. I remember him and Axel got into it. I remember I getting so much shit for for having having like a a lot of love for those kind of characters too. Like remember back when uh Daniel Bryan used to come out with the uh, he didn't really quite have the yes gimmick. He was just NXT Daniel Bryan. Like I remember marking yeah. out. Crazy. But that's because you knew him as the American Dragon. Same yeah. thing with Loki. Like you said, Loki yeah. didn't have a following, but when he went to WWS Cabal, I think people knew who he was when they had them do the stupid rap battle on the NXT at the time. He yeah, took I a jab at um. Yeah, he took a jab at uh, TNA. I mean, he was like, I'm the superstar to watch if you want some total nonstop action. Yeah, unfortunately, during that NXT era, a lot of people fell through the cracks because there just wasn't good talent scouts. Like, if you recall, Daniel Bryan, he was his rookie during NXT when he when he finally got the Bella Twin gimmick was... uh The Miz? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, 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 the second time, the second one. Oh, it was, okay, okay. It was Derek Bateman, a.k.a. EC3. Mm-hmm. You know, right. And I remember the two of them, I was thinking, man, these guys are awesome together. And I, I completely had that as my pick for the whole thing. And they, they shitted on that guy. Like, he wound up in the worst possible scenario. And he's still a good worker out there. That's the reason why he's always the top guy. He's WWE material, even though he never really got a push. So yeah. sometimes it happens with these guys, unfortunately. Right place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. Senshi. Okay. That he was, was Senshi, Loki, Kaval. He's had multiple names. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember first seeing him as Senshi. In TNA, oh, I'm trying to that promo that they was like he made fun of his name too. Like Cabal was or Senshi was no, it was Cabal. Cabal, it meant is. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell it meant, but we're hearing that uh, Mauro Ronaldo, Little Warrior, or some shit like that. Mauro yeah. Ronaldo is going to be calling this Mayweather McGregor fight. Yeah, I heard that. It's disappointing. You, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, you want? I won't get to hear. Oshi Garoshi. Yeah, you know it's funny though. Doesn't it? Doesn't this make WWE look like really bad? Like now they just look like they're not a place where classy people can be. Yeah, you know, like they weren't mature enough to have Maronalo. It's not that they future endeavored him; he future endeavored them. It just yeah. looks bad yeah, that they like, always. Now you have bully announcers and and cheating ring announcers, and it's like <laughs> Vince goes through so much trouble to try to make WWE present itself and legitimize itself as a sport, even though we know it's entertainment. 
And the one fucking person that made it more legitimate than ever. And you, you screw him over and get rid of him. And that's the reason why he's calling the biggest fight in the world. And he tweeted, too, because I guess he's back to regular moral, the moral that we fucking knew before. It's not so. And he said, by the way, if I haven't heard from you in years or if you did me wrong in the past, don't try reaching out now. Things are good. So, <laughs> you know, well, that's he's basically. also doing the Bellator pe- pay-per-view. Yeah, he's he's he signed for Bellator. Him and Mike Goldberg, who the UFC foolishly got rid of. So now both of them are officially Bellator. Yeah. Now. As much shit as we give JBL for this whole thing, he did have the line of the night on commentary last night. Yeah. With, with Maria and Mike Kanellis, he's like, he took her name. <laughs> Just like sitting there, he's like, he took her name. <laughs> so messed up that they did that to, to my oh, I know. Dude. It was like, at first I thought maybe he screwed up, and then I was just like, nope. He, he announced himself as Mike Kanellis. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, I know we're not talking about it, but that's just how to get that in there. He took her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he Yoshi Tatsu that shit. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be interesting. That's going to be one hell of a night. Like I said, guys, anyone listening, we're going to do a YouTube exclusive, um, the post show. One hell of a it. week. I think SummerSlam is the week weekend before that. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be incredible. But yeah. I know for some weird reason, as much as we talk about wrestling, and we've talked about this on here before, like on, on YouTube, we're known for our uh, MMA stuff, which, yeah, the YouTube channel we're paying for because we abandoned it for a few months. Now we're back. No one seems to notice that we're there. So FYI, again, we're on YouTube. But yeah, I, I remember like a lot of our MMA stuff, if you go and look at it, like, you know, we get a lot of stuff that's in the higher digits, you know, 10,000, 20,000 on that. And it's like because people want to hear about that kind of stuff because something the crazy. Servings, like one of the famous one was uh, when Ronda lost the first time. Yeah, that first loss definitely was one of the big ones. A few of our McGregor ones up there that we did. For some reason, Lonely Virgil seems to be very popular to this day. It's freaking funny, man. Yo, to this day, <laughs> I, think I get my I, favorite one is like Ninja. <laughs> Are you dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, he said he said ninja fuck you when when yes. in, in, in response in response to giving him money on his what is it though GoFundMe? Yeah, yeah the GoFundMe yeah. Go fund, go, go go fund Virgil and he went ninja fuck you. You have he's like are you sick? Do you have that was great. But yeah, that thing for some reason gets like a lot of to, like literally before we came on here there was another comment you guys can go and check where someone just mentioned that they had a relative that gave Virgil money. Like to this day, people keep dropping Virgil experiences. It is the craziest. The, 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 the comment section has a mind of its own. Go on our YouTube and go look at the comment section. To this very day, people are talking about Virgil. Sorry, Virgil. Didn't mean to do that. I didn't know that years later that fucking video would be going, man. Fuck Virgil and his olive garden loving ass. He's going to take a fight with him. He's going to wind up on this show. Like some, someone has, someone has to fun. talk to you. <laughs> no, it would not be fun. Street fight. <laughs> <laughs> fake ass Italian food. Get real. Wow. Now I want to see that. All <laughs> Garden street fight. You know, I'll, oh. I'll fucking make him sit against the barricade and eat breadsticks all night like Orton eats hot dogs. <laughs> Just throw them at him. It'd be it'd be more entertaining than that last fucking um. Ice Cube movie where he's like a substitute teacher that fights his other teacher or something. I was gonna watch that <laughs> oh, too. I'm assuming you saw it and it was terrible. God, it, I heard it was really bad. No, don't do it. 
But uh, <laughs> the other news that we have to talk about. Oh, my God. This is going to come up. And I don't know how we're going to keep this one clean. Just try to brace yourselves. Uh-oh. But yeah, we I have got to the talk- muzzle ready. We have to talk. <laughs> yeah, you need the muzzle for the. So we got to talk about uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, JoJo. <laughs> oh, yeah. using my mic now. Woo. I picked the best episode to come back. <laughs> so what the fuck is going on here? Right, this has become very ugly very fast. Did you guys read the letter? The no. uh, Instagram I, post. I, I yeah. heard you mentioning about the letter, and I was like, "Ooh, this should be good." <laughs> Are you talking about the Instagram post that Brave yes. uh, posted today? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, is... I, I, uh, I saw it this afternoon. I can't talk about a divorce with Jungle Fever playing in the background, so we're just going to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Yeah, like, we got to be a little bit respectful. We still like Bray White. She's the bitch. At least we're gonna yeah. take we're gonna take the side of the wrestle natural. That's what Marks are gonna do. So whatever. But uh, yeah, so for updating you guys that didn't hear about this, she filed for divorce because she found out a while ago, apparently, that he was having an affair with JoJo. And, uh, yeah, they've been pretty open lately, right? Like, they've just been showing up, like, leaving cars together and coming into the arena together. And Fuck it, cats out of the bag, might yeah, as well. They just went full yeah. Blown. Fuck it. yeah, they went full-blown crazy on this. And, Scott, I'm going to give you this to, to give to the chat room, but this is the... Full-blown edge and leader. This is a <laughs> screenshot of the of the Instagram that they have here. And, like, this was this was pretty rough. Like, she sounds pissed off, you know, to say the least. And I guess you would be, but I didn't think it was going to get this public this fast. Like, sounds like it's going to be worse than, like, the John Cena divorce or any of Ric Flair's seven divorces or however many there were. Oh, damn. She wrote a novella. She says, it's quiet. Kids are napping and left alone in my thoughts. I realize hashtag I hate you. The bubble- You know what? Mm-hmm. I am um, obviously not going to get into it here, uh, but I recently separated from my husband and I, I thought about that. You, one day her kids like are going to read this kind of stuff and it is not going to make her look good in the, you know, as crummy as what he did or allegedly we don't know the whole story. It, this does not paint her in a positive way. Like, no. I don't think this does her any favors whatsoever. No, definitely not. Like, she shouldn't yeah. have, like, she made this really public. And then coming out straight like that, like, hashtag I hate you. And she says, uh, the bubbly love, the tinglys, the butterflies, when you walked into a room all gone, you you made not a mistake, but a year and a half in the making, lifelong decision in front of the world that will forever change me and our girls' lives. You were selfish and about with no care to who saw you two together out and about with no kid who saw you two together you hurt me you crushed me shattered my world you were my world our world hashtag king of king of four castle you lost us our family we worked so hard to make and protect you made a choice i hate you for hurting us in due time you'll see what you've lost i was loyal faithful and loved you for you not who you became and it goes on and on, and she has a whole bunch of crazy hashtags. That does make her look like a little crazy. It makes her look crazy. That, that could have literally been written in, like, an email to him. Yeah, and the hashtag. <laughs> you know? yeah, she opens up and says he went public with it, but she's the one that pretty much went public with everything. And, and yeah. the hashtags, and the hashtags, I'm going to segue a little bit here. The hashtags bother me, not just by her, but by people in general. Just real quick lesson, hashtags 101, boys and girls. The way hashtags work is you're picking something that's popular and trending and you're putting it in your message so that more people can see it. 
if I put hashtag Squires and I are watching Kitchen Nightmares, no one's gonna fucking see that because no <laughs> one, no <laughs> one in a, no one in the search engine is searching that. But if I make, if I write a message and I type hashtag WWE hashtag Money in the Bank, then anyone that's searching Twitter with those hashtags activated is gonna see these messages. It's sort of a way to make a community conversation. So when people make hashtags up. If you're not doing it in a funny, ironic way, like the way we do it sometimes, like when you're actually hashtagging shit and it's just like made up words, that's not how hashtags work. If you're a promoter or doing a podcast or something, your job is to find out what hashtags are trending and use them, not make up your own hashtags. That's not how this whole thing works. And that's, it always drives me crazy. I see people doing that. Like when we plug the episode, we don't just say what we think would be fucking clever and punny or whatever. We look oh. and we see what's trending and what people are discussing. And then those are the hashtags you use. That's how it works. So I just hate when I see people hashtag, like look at this long, insane hashtag she has here. Hashtag loved you when you were. A nobody. a nobody you know what i feel like just talking about other things with that hashtag from now on like i feel like just <laughs> just to fuck with it i just feel like you know talking about games and shit that are coming out just being like, i can't wait till the new marvel heroes omega hashtag <laughs> loved you when i thought you were a nobody you know what i mean just just so that it, just so that it would show up when mighty number nine was nothing hashtag loved you when yeah just nobody. so that it would show up I'm in the same search just xbox one yeah, hashtag that, loved microsoft when it was nothing yeah then, then look at, it'll be people will be like why is this the related <laughs> to, the, to the Bray Wyatt thing we don't understand like just hashtag everything you know Mr. McRib of 83 hashtag hashtag love you when you 84, 84. <laughs> like just a stupid hashtag but yeah she had that was a little bit ridiculous that she did this and Bray warned her on Raw last week right that's what that promo that's was right. yeah Yes, Don't he did. Be taking you know? my name in vain. And then today he warned her again. He said, "I told you last week, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Go back and listen to the promo tonight. He went. He said that. He was like, "I fucking told you. You fuck with me, I fuck with you." That's what he was really saying underneath the promo. You want to fuck with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. but it does suck for the kids that they do have to like. Now that's going to be yeah. something that's definitely public. Like no matter what, like that could have been kept under the table. Like like I'm sure all kinds of wrestlers screw around and a lot of their wives are probably all right with it and accept it. And you know yeah. what? Look, Even, it, isn't Dolph Ziggler dating um what's her Tinder face? Tinder girl? Tinder I was going to say Tinder girl, but he's messing around with Tinder girl, but he's dating um Dana, wasn't he? Dana White. Um, Dana, Dana White. Dana Brooks. <laughs> Dana, <laughs> Dana White. They're still dating. Wow. They Dana. were messing around at one point. Dana White Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Give me here to stop the show. I don't even have a drop for that. <laughs> well, you know what? Greg sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> lost. That, that would be a story. Imagine that if like Tinder Girl was mad because she found out Dolph Ziggler was fucking around with Dana White. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, overshadows no. everything. <laughs> so many rumors would be confirmed. It would be such an awkward <laughs> podcast to be on here. Like, oh, I don't even know what drops to play or not to play. Don't want to make too many enemies on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah the Bray w- Destin just put hashtag Dana fucking Ziggy in the chat room <laughs> <laughs> there you go man make up your own hashtag if enough people use it it'll it'll trend Dana fucking Ziggy let's try it yeah, let's start doing that on the next week uh, tomorrow night during Smackdown 
if you want to really Destin, if you really want to try, just what you got to do is piggyback something else. Like put a message, then hashtag UFC, hashtag UFC 212, hashtag Conor McGregor, then hashtag Dana fucking Ziggy. Because now <laughs> what you did there is all the people searching UFC and all that other shit, they're going to see the Dana fucking this? Ziggy one also. And then you put what Bray Wyatt's wife put. <laughs> oh yeah, then exactly. You put the the, the Bray Wyatt's wife long 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 thing, and then add it to that too. Really fuck up the whole Twitterverse. You see, we should maybe I'm starting to regret teaching anything about hashtags because we really could manipulate this. It, to it, be, might, it <laughs> might shut Twitter down, man. They'll be like, this hashtag <laughs> thing was a terrible idea. Everyone's misusing it. Like hey, if that's not already what happened in the next four years, let's do it. Yeah, let's just start making up hashtags of shit that's gonna go. Try. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what every business in the world's done. His head shiny for a reason. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> no more. No more in that. No yeah, more. No that. more. Blast the horn. Blast. <laughs> yeah, where was the horn? I haven't had it near me lately because I didn't think that we were going to need it as much anymore. Holy crap. <laughs> that fucking horn kills me, man. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> yeah, oh. so hope that that doesn't get any more ugly than it's going to get i'm just and i i think it will no i mean if that's how point. she opened up it's probably yeah like if that's, if that's how yeah you, if that's yeah. how you're starting and you use instagram of all places uh I but think it's gonna get ugly than a fucking sandra bernhardt concert but you know what there's two sides to every story so at the same time we don't know if for example which still doesn't justify before we know she could have been using other platforms to contact him and he just no sold her and after like a, a while of frustration she just went fuck it i'm just gonna blow it up since he didn't really respond it could be something like that which i guess i still don't agree with that being the decision i was just but- gonna say that did, still doesn't justify uh going so on blast she, like that i can't i i can't think of any reason that that would be okay so she can't teleport like him <laughs> no <laughs> imagine that and like the, and the, the like the sound bite just has like a like a like a woman we're saying like <laughs> <laughs> like oh shit I, she I, learned I, it too i broke a heel we can't be doing this no more <laughs> be like damn it i broke a nail god damn it <laughs> cut <laughs> broke my nail for you i loved you when you were nobody <laughs> broken nails. why all, all for yeah all for her all right well let's move along to a cleaner story page hey man listen i don't write this i just write from I'm just reading from the rule book like everyone else but page has actually mentioned that she's uh her x-rays i guess she's indicated her x-rays have come on positive and she's all right now and she's going to be returning to the ring or backstage <laughs> no, no no get your minds out of the gutter she's not returning there Woods is married now. Woods is married. But no, she, she indicated that she'll be returning to the ring. And, um, yeah, I kind of find that surprising, don't you? I can't even imagine her back on TV anytime soon. I can't. There's, there's, there's just too much drama and shit going on oh, in her life. Like, I, I, I just can, can't. WWE see, I can would do opposite. it. They would do it, but you have to be careful because that's the kind of company that'll get you. Like once, like when they have her back, they might do some weird booking stuff with her. You know what I mean? And at don't the end drop of her day, out to Ellsworth. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be worse than a farting exactly. game. But It'll even be- just the stuff that like, uh, Alberto has said, like all about the company. I can't even, 
I don't know. I can't imagine them putting out her on TV and and using her to sell the product anymore. I just oh, can't. I totally I can't. Could. She's on, on I, Raw, I, right? I totally could. This is the WWE. These are the so. people who put Dusty Rhodes in polka dots. I could totally see them saying, sure, come back, sweetie. Yeah. I can see them bringing her back. Like, if she's on SmackDown with, with the likes of, uh, well, I don't know who's on. Who's really, who's really running things, though? Like, is Vince, like, back there? Is Triple H more in control? Because I could see Triple H taking her back and going, like, look, we understand. Uh, we know Del Rio's a little hard-headed. I, I saw the stuff he said about me. Don't worry. We're not going to let that reflect against you. And at the end of the day, they're going to screw her over and they're going to put her in, like, some shitty gimmicks. They would sooner say nothing than to even say don't worry about it. They would just say nothing and put her in some shitty gimmicks. Like, now yeah. they had the farting gimmick. Back in the day, remember Melina <clears throat> went backstage to try to talk yep. Batista out of something with a match and she winds up fucking him back there? And, like, when they come back from commercial break, he's like, thanks, I feel so much better. Now I'm going to go tear those guys apart. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember. You don't remember I, that? I, I remember I, that. I vaguely, I, remember that. I vaguely remember that. <laughs> we got to find that, man. We got to totally put that on. You have to find that. <laughs> and, uh, come on, you can't tell me that that's not like the booking trolling, the fact that Melina went backstage and fucked Batista like as part of the the SmackDown episode or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, don't, but don't you think, like, ha- uh, what's it called? Like, the elephant in the room, like, when she comes back, like, even if it's for a, a, a bad booking, like, that first time that she shows up, I mean, the fan, even the fan reaction. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just. You know what would have worked last night at the pay per view? Have her come in as a six participant, like the unannounced six participant of the that, month. The you know what? That's fight. actually not a bad idea. That wouldn't have been a bad idea. Too too late for it now, but make, yeah. make make. I think I found it. <laughs> I think I just sent it to you, Rick. Yep. Come in. Hey, Batista. Morning. You getting ready for your match? Yes. You know, I don't normally ever do anything like this, but tonight's a special occasion. You mm. see, my boys Mercury and Nitro, they're excited to have that match against Ray and the world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. But this Sunday, they have a match against the Mexicals, and they could really use this time to prepare. So if you could withdraw yourself from the match tonight? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I could really make it worth your while. And she's straddling him. Really? Mm. I can do that. Like she is, Let though. Let me show you. <laughs> wow. Good old school <laughs> non Speaking of affairs, he had an affair with her, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, so this is afterwards. Him and Mike so Knox. Deal, right? deal? <laughs> no. No deal. Thanks for the warm-up, though. <laughs> I do remember that. Now. <laughs> wow. Oh my God! Did they say thanks for the warm-up? What a backfire! I like that when it came back from commercials. She's like completely looks ravaged. <laughs> That's good television right there, man. Why can't we have good television anymore? Booking is slow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Booking is slow. Right, I'm gonna share that in the chat room. But yeah, you got to be careful because if they would do something like that to her, who didn't have anyone talking shit about the company and didn't give them a lot of trouble, imagine what they would do now. Yeah. You know, they'll do subtle things. I don't think it would be blatant where they'll just have. Her yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Definitely. I don't think you'd be seeing her leaving like the up, up, down, down room looking all ravaged and shit. But I mean, they'll just do like subtle little hints there to make it uncomfortable. We always heard rumors that the uh the rock thing where he was like where, where he kind of. um. You remember the Rock, Cena? the Rock Lana Rusev segment? 
Oh, oh okay. yes. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a while, we were hearing that that was somewhat of a punishment. Like just the fact that they <laughs> he basically just said that he banged her. Remember that? Like, we were literally yeah. along the same lines of what we just yeah, heard. Like, yeah. Was mm-hmm. he talking about like how flexible she was or something? Yeah. And he told me that thing, and Rusev was like, "What?" Yeah, they'll screw around. I mean, why wouldn't? I mean, be honest. If it was your company and you had somebody that was doing the shit that Paige was doing, and you had the opportunity, you you would take. I would take it. I would. Yeah, I would do it. it. I, I'm, oh, you know, it would be great mixed tag matches with Xavier Woods on SmackDown. <laughs> That's why I asked. Like, if she on Raw, SmackDown. Like, if she was on SmackDown, they would they would throw her back on uh, Raw. See, I would be one of those 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 bookers that's like a bit of more of a motherfucker. Like I would do things with no explanation that make sense. Like I would just put her with New Day, but there'd be no explanation. It would just be like now she's just with New Day. It would be like it would be like gender with the uh the Bollywood. It would be like Owen Hart in the Nation. It would literally be like I don't know where Paige is just in New Day. (laughs) You guys are just gonna accept it. She's gonna come out wearing a danger suit and fuck it all, and that would just be. And it will make sense because like, she wears you know a danger. Paige has been on TV for a while. It's because she's been lacking positivity. Dude, I would, totally, today I would totally give, give her, her loads and loads of positivity. <laughs> Yo, how about this for an Some outfit? Some might say we will inject her with positivity. <laughs> how, how about this for an outfit? A, a merger of Owen Hart's throwback Nation of Domination danger suit, but she wears a chastity belt on the outside. <laughs> oh, no. Do it. Do it. And, and Woods holds the key off the end of Francesca to Turbo. <laughs> or even better, like that, that that will be the way that they signal for some like if she like her her super kick or whatever. Like Woods unlocks the chastity belt and like for whatever reason, like now she like, you know, she hits the super like a kick. Rampage. And, Pow! <laughs> she could only do it after the belt's unlocked. Good gimmick. And I like the fact that Woods holds the key. (laughs) Blanchel said, and feel the power. (laughs) (laughs) When he holds the fucking belt. (laughs) Jesus. Wow. So, yeah, Paige is is coming back. God knows what they're going to do. She posted a couple of... They could name her team Bangers and Mash. Here's some here's some Instagram stuff in the chat room for you guys of, of Paige working out and doing her comeback. She's it being said that she's expected back soon. This isn't like we're talking about far off in the distance. Like you expect her back. So this is going to be really interesting, you know, unless they just haven't told her that they're not going to. I like I don't know. I don't really know the situation. How much longer does she have in her contract? Uh, 2019, she... I think it was. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Well, she they they got her young, you know. She signed when she was young. They probably hooked her in a long term deal. Just waved some cash in front of her, and she's like, okay, you know. Plus, she was with Maddox and Woods at the time, you know. Whoever thought that that kid that I saw wrestling with her mom and Shimmer would be in all this shit later on? Like, right, what is going Becky. on? <laughs> what the hell? So, another fantastic news: Impact has lost some employees. Mm-hmm. I thought you said news. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the drop ready? Yes, I have all three of them ready. (laughs) Because that's how many they lost. So the first one gone is Shane Helms. Stand back. Stand back. There's a free agent coming through. (laughs) Wow. And I think all of these are just because they have to... They're cost-cutting measures. Nothing against these guys. The other one, Trevor Lee... 
I've never watched the guy wrestle, so I have nothing clever to say for him. I've seen him. In, <laughs> I've seen him in PWG a couple of times, and then here, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I know his gimmick is he's with Helm, so I imagine Helm's out the door. He's out too. Yeah. Well, that really sucks. And uh, Al Snow, which was their producer and agent, gone. What does everybody want? To be released from TNA. <laughs> also, Pat, Pat Kenny. Now. now. Also, Pat Kenny, which is another producer. Don't remember who that is, but. Yeah, they're all better off without it, man. <laughs> all mm-hmm. the Indian fans that walked out on the taping. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that they didn't pay enough, right? They didn't pay them enough rupees? Oh, yeah. yeah, they didn't pay them enough rupees. <laughs> which one of you motherfuckers forgot the rupees? Wait, so quick, who's the champion right now over there? Lashley? Lashley. Well, right now they're they're doing the at at a Slammiversary, they're gonna be unification titles. Remember, I think last week we talked about it. So we have mm. two champions. We have the GFW world champion fighting the TNA world champion. One's Bobby Lashley and uh who's the other one? How the hell am I forgetting who the oh E C three is one, right? Like Bobby Lashley. I, think I thought it was GFW. Magnus. I have no idea. I feel like it was E C three and Bobby Lashley are both uh champions so they're gonna have a unification match and also i believe the gfw women's title and the uh unify that too too. and i'm pretty sure i I asked because i caught a clip of um i don't know why it pops up in my youtube suggested thing and it was a josh matthews match i forget who he's fighting he hits borash it wasn't i don't think it was borash because whoever he's fighting he hits them and it looks like they're on the india tour he hit matthews hits the swanton bomb then he goes for the Steiner recliner. Then Mahabali Shira comes running out. And I thought I heard them call him the world champion. Mahabali really? Shira? Yeah. That's why I asked. I was like, that doesn't I'm, sound right. I mean, I haven't watched uh, it in, in a while. So, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. I'll y'all. take the dive and go you, on their website. You'd have to ask Destin because don't ask me how, but Destin <laughs> don't keeps up. Don't let go there because we're going to get pounded <laughs> yeah. with Don West videos. Yeah. <laughs> hey, those are funny. But yeah, like I said, you can ask Destin because he keeps up with TNA somehow. It's Del Rio, he said in the chat room. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Del Rio. I forgot he was there. We were just talking about Paige. How the hell did I forget that? <laughs> oh, they yeah. changed up the site again. Okay. And speaking of, for Slammiversary, I believe Don West was one of the announcers that was was introduced for this, right? He's going to be one of the guys? I Is may watch really? Slammiversary just for that. It's yeah. Don West and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robert Robert Flores Robert Flores and Don West are who are gonna be doing the Slammiversary, which is Who's June. Robert Flores. I, I like care. I like their new website layout. Mm. And the, the pay per view is July second in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> the top the top Mick. Look at that top picture at the Tiffany top. <laughs> Don West with the shopping back. <laughs> but look at his face. Be shopping. He's in, he's in the middle of saying, Be shopping. <laughs> Yeah, what was that last one you sent me? What was he doing? Oh, oh I don't know. I s- pollute Scott with all the John West Yo, videos. I, I, I hate I hate that dude so much, man. No, I hate dude, that dude so it's much. so funny. I really wish I could find a video of him cutting his hand on the knife show. It was so <laughs> funny. I was stoned out of my mind watching him sell knives and he fucking stabs his hand. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's quoted, Green Island nine one one. That is. <laughs> he, 
he's quoted as saying, I'm so excited to be part of Impact again and to be part of a great Slammiversary weekend. As an avid sports and baseball fan, it will be a great honor to work with the next Robert, with, 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 next to Robert Flores, as I have admired his professionalism for years. When Jeff Jarrett asked me to do this, I only had one response. You've got to be kidding me, put in all caps. You know that's not how he said it. You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> Maple the bear! <laughs> oh, I, I'm so, I know you guys think I'm joking, but I'm legit. Now I want to watch Slim just to hear his commentary. <laughs> I mean, real up the diggers and dead and it's just going to be fantastic. And you know the dumb things are going to happen on that pay-per-view, too. You're going to hear him react to the ridiculous TNA of today compared to what it was oh, yeah. used to be. Like, oh, Incredible. my God. Yeah, this is really becoming a circus act, huh? Oh, I love it. Unification belt. And you know all these belts are going to become GFW because Jared's there. The whole show is mm-hmm. going to become GFW. He's going to fuck Yeah, that's, that's how they're going to open up the new year with the introduction of the new year, new look. Like if we haven't had enough torture enough, now TNA actually transformed into GFW. <laughs> yep. You're going to hear that. <laughs> His song. Comes out with, Jack, with, uh, with what's her face. He, want, he wanted to be Triple H so badly. That's what that whole thing is about. He wishes he was Triple H. <laughs> he can't be Triple H, so the best he could do is be He had the best saying ever in wrestling. Which one? Slap Nuts? Don't say Slap Nuts. Slap Nuts is awesome. Listen, Slap Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a clip on my computer of Don West going, listen up, Slap Nuts, and I cry every time I listen to it. <laughs> oh... It's like the two wow. best things ever combined. It's like a Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Reese's. <laughs> I'll say it. I'm a Don Westmark. Oh, my God. I can't stand him. He's, it's so obnoxious. I'm on top of having to watch Slammiversary, and he'll be there, too. Now, I think, isn't is Slammiversary the same night as the, the New Japan show? One of their pay-per-views? The new, uh, uh, thank- yeah, Li- Living Legend said it's a G one of the special night too. I think in Long Beach, isn't that the same night as Slammiversary? So wait a minute, New Japan's going to be having pay per views at like our regular time slot, like where we can watch it at like eight pm. I doubt oh, it. Oh wow, because I, mean, I think yeah. so, right? Well, they have to. If they well, were in, the, the, on, on, out the, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be Fuck fucked TNA. if that happens. Fuck TNA. <laughs> <laughs> they do it to themselves how do they keep winding up going head to head with things nothing else out of all think about it out of all of the shows that we watch and talk about on here sitcoms and game of thrones and walking dead never have we ever had to say you know these two things are going head to head like how do do they of all people keep winding up going head to head that's like the smallest guy in the fucking schoolyard always going head to head with the bully so what's one of our biggest pay-per-views of the year? Genesis? All right. What day's the Super Bowl on? That's the day we want to do. Okay. Book it. Book it now. Book it now. Not everyone's going to watch the Super Bowl, dummy. <laughs> oh, man. What is wrong with these people? 
Shit. TNA, come on. <laughs> we have to see it and confirm that because I almost don't want to believe it. It's like it makes sense because it's them, but I almost can't believe that they would try to go against New Japan being out here for the first time. When is the New Japan date, Jen? Uh, pfft, can't remember. I think it's the... Th- I just saw the commercial on Ring of Honor, too. I yeah, I just... Date. Damn it. Yeah, my mind just went totally blank. Yeah, Josh, he said that it's at the same time, and I mean, yeah, he's been keeping up with the July dates. 2nd. Yeah, I think it's second and third. third. <laughs> oh, my God. Whew, they are fucked. Imagine if they try to pull, like, an old-school WCW tactic, and don't worry about what the competition is doing. <laughs> over there. This is where you want to be. Okada yeah. went over Kenny Omaga. <laughs> the action's here. <laughs> Stay with us. Like, like, what kind of tactics is this going to be? Oh, don't worry about that NATO. <laughs> <laughs> NATO. You see, it was never. I feel bad. It was never Dixie, man. It was never Dixie. She, that woman got so much heat, and like that place is just as poisonous with or without her. You know, she had nothing to do with it. She was just a poor, innocent bystander that was part of the TNA is the Walmart of wrestling. Yes. <laughs> wow, that is like the perfect way yep, to I describe totally, it. I totally agree with that. that. I like it. That's the perfect way to describe it. Instead of a it's Sam's... like when you do watch it, you really don't want to, but uh, shampoo's a dollar fifteen less there. So I'm just <laughs> going to get some shampoo and get out. Instead of a Sam's Club, it's a Jeff's Club now. <laughs> What Can I tell? Tragedy. I was in Walmart the other day because Maddie went camping. Oh my gosh, dude, dude! <laughs> can, I, can I just I share this quick? I'm laughing. Go ahead, so, tell me. Tell so me. I'm I'm in line, and there's one checker, of course, on a Saturday afternoon. One checker, and so we're all waiting in line, and then the oldest lady in the world decides to open up the check stand next to us. So there's a security guard in front of me buying an ice cream us and then this hipster doofus with two razor scooters and a bottle of wine behind me and apparently he had already drank the other bottle of wine that he had just off his breath so we move over to the line and he's like hey and this is exactly how he talks hey man i was just wondering can i jump in front of you because i've only got three things and i'm gonna be real quick and we're like okay so like fine just go ahead in front of us so we're sitting there and he's jingling jingling around where there's this lady with a baby and you know like when toddlers scream you kind of put your hand over your mouth and make them go ah blah 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 you know just to kind of calm them down a little bit yeah well this lady's doing this minding her own business and he's like no no stop that that's child abuse what if i go over there and put my hand over your mouth and I went, oh, no. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so all i feel is my wife's head go into my back behind me <laughs> so this lady gets up and goes i'd like to see you try then there's uh, a three-way fight going on in front of us that centers down so he finally gets to the checker one razor scooter's 25 bucks one's 15 well that's the same scooter can i get it get him can i get them both for 15 and the lady's like no and he's like nope that's the wrong answer the answer i want you to say is yes and she's like nope and he goes nope it needs to be yes. Can you get a manager? What? Oh my yes. god! It needs to be so, yes. I am the purple man. <laughs> the manager comes over. They're debating, and she's like, "I can't do this." And then so finally, my wife's like, "Hey, 
you caught in front of us because you said you were going to be quick. Oh, oh, you're right. Well, which one should I get? Should I get the green one? Or should oh I get the blue one? Oh, my God. My wife's like, get the freaking blue one. And so he gets the blue one. It was just, it's a circus show. Every time you go to Walmart, it's a circus show. You see, that's the reason why you never find that thing in big cities, man. You have to travel outward to get it. If you ever want to just like we have them out here in New York, but they're not like in Manhattan and stuff. Go on Google and just put "People of Walmart." Oh Oh, my god! Yeah, I've seen those. I live that shit, dude. Hundred (laughs) percent. Every single photo. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come TNA me. You'll see everybody in Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Lazy. All right. Well, next story up, Vince Russo. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Speaking of Walmart. Yeah, right. Why not? Right. This, We're this right is the audio now. you're about to play. I don't know if I should say yes or not. Is this a trick question? No, because I'm going to just walk away for a while. and we get something to play it. <laughs> it. There's some heat in this audio, though. Like he uh, he apologizes to Eric Bischoff this time. Did you guys hear this? No. No, yeah, I haven't he, heard that one. I had to shorten is it, this. Is it Centiris Cornets? Worse. I had to shorten this significantly because he went on for like 20 minutes. I'll I'll post the full one there if you're that curious. I just tried to cut as much because, and believe me, it's not fucking fun cutting Vince Russo audio, but I didn't want to be on here <laughs> for 20 minutes. So I, you get. Every, every 15 seconds, it's the bro. same thing. Just bro. bro, bro, yeah, bro even bro, even bro. with the cuts, even with the cuts, it's a nightmare. I'm just going to warn you about that. So here we go. Need to make that An a game. apology just feels necessary. Bro. To one Eric Bischoff. When Vince Russo is wrong, he's not afraid to say he's wrong. And I was wrong about you, Eric, because there's a lot to apologize to you for, even in your childhood. Because as the story goes, Eric, your teeth rotted and your hair turned prematurely gray at a very early age. And by the time you went into the sixth grade, you had to have your teeth capped. And you were dyeing your hair jet black. I can only imagine those kids on the playground at recess laughing at the kid with the chiclet teeth and the shoe polish in his hair. You overcame that, which leads me to my next apology. I want to apologize that your former boss, Vern Gagne, Mr. Gagne, kept sending you back to that same deli time and time and time and time again because his coffee just wasn't hot enough. I apologize for that, Eric. I also want to apologize that a man had to have his lips sewn to another man for the better part of 20 years. Sounds like a bad centipede movie to me, Eric. But that was the case between you and Hulk Hogan, wasn't it? And Eric, how do I know it was the case? Because I want to apologize that when Dixie Carter wanted to hire Hulk Hogan, you rode in on the Hulkster's coattails and you told Dixie Carter, Hulkster ain't coming without me, brother. This is a two for one deal. And you milk Dixie for an absorbent amount of money when she never wanted you in TNA in the first place. But Eric, once you got there, 
I really need to apologize for a couple of things that you did. I want to apologize for you convincing Dixie Carter that we had to go head-to-head with Monday Night Raw. It's time, Dixie. We're ready. We got the Hulkster. We can defeat them, Dixie. Yes, Eric. I believe it was you and the Hulkster who were the big cheerleaders. Why? It wasn't your money. And what did you do? Embarrassed TNA. You ashamed TNA. And you scarred TNA for life. But you weren't done there, were you? Which leads me to my next apology. Dixie, I got it this time. The Monday night thing didn't work, but I got it this time. Screw this Universal Studios. Screw where you guys have been doing this show for the last decade. We got to bring this show live on the road every week. A different venue, a different arena live. That'll get the ratings up. Well, Eric, you know what that got up? That got up TNA's debt. A debt that they haven't been able to overcome to this day. But this is what great ideas are made of, I guess. Now, Eric, I want to apologize now on the topic of balls. First of all, I want to apologize that going back to DX, driving that tank up to the doors of WCW, a script written by Vince Russo, by the way. And when you saw them coming, you screamed backstage like a little biatch. Shut the doors, shut the doors, shut the doors. Because you know what, Eric? You didn't have balls then. Anybody with a pair of balls would have let DX roll right in. I would have let them roll right in. Would have been great for live TV. But Eric, let the big steel door come down right before DX can enter the building. That's when I first realized Eric Bischoff has no balls. And here it is confirmed 20 years later when I apologize because Eric Bischoff does not have the balls to talk to me man-to-man, face-to-face. When he's been challenged, I gladly welcome the invite on his little show on WrestleZone. But no, he'd rather talk behind my back every chance he gets reminiscent of that steel door coming down on DX. Now, Eric, I also want to apologize that you are now involved in a lawsuit with TNA. And you are now attempting to milk them for even more money, despite the fact that when you were under contract with them and they paid you millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of the BS that you sold them, you delivered zero. You stole from TNA. You did nothing. But that wasn't enough. And, you know, some would call you a greedy little bastard, but I'm not going to do that because I'm a gentleman. But now we're going to sue them for even more money because the money that I stole for them just wasn't enough. I apologize for that.
Eric, I apologize that you had to bury me to Spike TV every single chance you got because that was the only way that you could even the playing field. You had to tear Vince Russo down to build your little self up. That's how politicians do it. That's how car salesmen do it. And you know why they do it that way? Because they're not good enough to do it the all-American way. They're not good enough to take the challenge head-to-head and win the game. And why wouldn't you take that challenge, Eric? Why? Because on that creative playing field, bro, you knew you couldn't touch Vince Russo. I also apologize, Eric, for telling Vince McMahon to hire you in 2002. I did that despite the way I felt about you because let's face it, Eric, everybody you've ever worked with have has thought you're an arrogant little wussy. Everybody, bro. But despite that, with business being business, I said, Vince, you've got to hire this guy. He is a great performer. You could tell great stories with him. I did that, Eric. Me, Vince Russo, even though you were my arch enemy because it was right for business. You think Vince would have ever brought you into the WWE on his own? He heard the same stories about you that everybody else knew, but it was me who put you over to him that got you the job at the WWE. Let's get to the matter at hand because I have two big apologies that I save for the end. And first and foremost, Eric, I want to apologize to you. I'm looking you in the eye, right there in the eye. I want to apologize for you for being the reason that you got fired from WCW in the first place. You see, Eric, you had such a huge, insurmountable lead at WCW. You were kicking our ass in the ratings week after week after week after week. But then Vince McMahon brings in somebody by the name of Vince Russo. And and outside of crying at meetings, this guy had never done anything. But what he was about to do, Eric, was going to be historical. Because what he was about to do was school you. What Vince Russo was about to do was beat your ass. It was like a magic show, Eric. WCW here. WWE here. Within a matter of months, WCW here, WWE here. But Eric, it wasn't all my doing. A lot of it was your doing. So I'm going to apologize for yourself. Because Eric, at the end of the day, you were the kid with the chiclets, the kid with the black shoe polish in his hair, and the man with one good idea. A whole career. One good idea. And granted, Eric, there are many that say that you stole the NWA angle from Japan. I'm going to give it to you, bro. I'm going to give it to you. You created that all on your own. But Eric, because you were a one-trick pony, 
you drove that idea into the ground and you opened the door for me and you allowed me to kick it in and beat your ass and get you fired. Isn't that what this is all about, bro? How 20 years later, you can't get over that? Sounds very familiar, doesn't it? The last guy I apologized to had a, had a, had an axe to grind because two employers choose me over him. I beat you, bro. A New York Italian beat you and you got fired. But Eric, I really got to apologize for this one. And I did not mean for this to happen, but you talk about adding insult to injury. Not only were you fired, but Brad Siegel replaced you with me. Can you believe that, bro? Not only did I put you out of a job, he gave me your job. And here you are 20 years later whining and crying about who's the crybaby, Eric? Who's the crybaby? I didn't cry at any meeting. You and I both know it. But you cried when I kicked your ass. You cried when you got fired and you cried when I replaced you. But for all that, I apologize. And I hope this is a new beginning. Relax, bro. Maybe take a couple of days off. I know you like some nightclub, stripper club, strip join in Atlanta. Maybe you go down there for a couple of days, whatever you got to do. But like I told Jimmy C, when a man apologizes, there's not too much more he could do. Eric, I'm sorry for being better than you. If I had a mic now, I would drop it. Thank God he's long-winded. I hadn't finished Jen's script for the end of this thing. <laughs> he's a fucking I, idiot. I, yeah, I was fucking falling asleep there for a second. <laughs> Can I poke two holes into that thing? Sure. Okay, number one, he never wrote the DX invasion. Bruce Pritchard just, which who I have more credibility in than Vince Russo, and they went verbatim through his book. He didn't write that script. Vince McMahon wasn't going to let a wild card like that go into WCW. So, number one, he lied in that. And isn't Vince Russo the one that got them kicked off of Spike TV because they found out that he was a part of their company? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he mentions that also. Yeah, so how great is he? And and when was the last time we saw Vince Ru- Vince Russo on WWE? Well, we've seen Jim Cornette on WWE. We've even seen Eric Bischoff. But why not Vince Russo? Because the guy's a flat out liar and he's delusional. The guy's a jerk off. Yeah. Plain and simple. He's a he's just a piece of shit. He's delusional. He he's just I don't know. It's crazy. That guy's flat out crazy. Yeah, I mean, it feels like this battle is like an infinite thing. He's just calling out everyone because you know what? I went and I watched that table for three. Right. And um, they cut the shit out of it. Those guys must have had a parade on him. <laughs> I told you. Because I can only imagine. I, dude, I can't believe how heavily edited this was. You know when you're watching it, you'll see the food come and what they eat and stuff? Like... In the first part, there's nothing there yet. They haven't been served yet. And then suddenly the food's like eaten and gone. Like there, there was like, <laughs> dude, there was wow. a big, and it's funny because there's a hard cut right when they mention that they all have their hatred for Russo in common. Right there, it does the whole, and it's just like later on. And I know that whole piece, they must have just went ham together. 
because they seemed really <laughs> bonded after a cutaway later on. But the uh, little bit they did, they brought him up enough and they showed, they did really show lame looking pictures of him. Like you could tell that they intentionally found the shittiest pictures of Vince Russo that they could find and then just dis- displayed them. I think the last time I saw Vince on, uh, Vince Russo on WWE stuff was during that Monday Night Wars, uh, uh, documentary show. But I don't even know when those clips were filmed originally. So and they, they made him look like a clown. Yeah. That's been a while. You know what they should do? If they really want to get at him, since he seems so sensitive to everything, why don't they just do a self-destruction of Vince Russo DVD and put it Ooh. on the network? Yeah, should, there you go. They should go crazy. They should just, they did it for Ultimate Warrior, right? Do it for Vince Russo. Do the self-destruction where everyone makes a parade of his ass. Then he'll really why? go nuts. He has a weekly podcast. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> to some extent. And, uh. Welcome, Mahive Sheik, to the chat room. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Rick, for the uh, the break that you gave me to go re-up on this food. No problem, man. And also, <laughs> uh, shout out to everyone on the Mixer chat room. I see there's, uh, I think there's four anonymous in there or, or so. I know that really cool guy Spike is in there as well. So three anonymous with him. I'm keeping my eye on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Vince Russo, the self-destruction. As you guys know, last week we brought up another point where Vince Russo called out Jim Cornette the same exact way. And he made fun of Jim Cornette in various ways. So obviously this week we have a Jim Cornette response. This one's much shorter, but that's because this was another one where I had to, because this guy went on forever, but this is much shorter because I had to get straight to the point here. But uh he really goes off here. And, oh, this uh, should be good. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a twist at the end. I'm interested to see where this goes. Vince Russo, after the first and only bump that he ever took in his life down in WCW, he was such a great worker that he claimed that he had a severe concussion, that he had brain damage, which actually may, may explain some things. And, and to make sure that, that he didn't, although a guy like Vince Russo with his upstanding principles, he wouldn't have sued the company, but to make sure for some reason WCW thought he was going to sue him. So to make sure that he didn't sue the company, WCW let him sit home for months and collect his check in the mailbox until he, he felt up to coming back to work. Now that's the way that a man handles things in wrestling. And and <laughs> I got to tell you, I realized I, I don't want to fight Vince Russo anyway now because I just got a chance. Somebody showed me his WCW promo picture, his publicity picture, where he's standing there and he's got this sleek black baseball bat in his hands and he's dressed all in black leather and he's got that beard stubble coming out because he hadn't shaved in three or four days. He just looked like that badass lead singer and Frankie goes to Hollywood. And nobody wanted to mess with that guy. So I, I didn't realize, you know, I didn't see, I just saw Vince in his off time. I didn't realize when he really, you know, got shit together that he was such an intimidating figure. Vince McMahon wants Vince Russo back there in the WWF so bad, so bad that he paid me a large sum of money to come back to that company after 12 years of saying horrible things about him. And he put me on his TV, on his big network worldwide and and you know put me together with eric bischoff another guy who has said some horrible things about vince mcmahon but he put eric on the on the show too worldwide just to talk about what a pleasure vince russo was to work with because that's why he was trying to entice russo to come on back and do some more of whatever whatever it was that he did um Vince set more records in wrestling i i i don't think he was with wcw for more than a year 
before they they set a record, they lost more money in one year that Vince Russo was with them than every wrestling promotion that has ever been existence in existence in the in the in the 20th century all combined put together. More money. Think about how much money that is. That is an amazing amount of money. And and Vince Russo did something else that nobody's ever done. When when a a TV network, Spike TV, actually canceled the show that he was the secret writer of when they found out about it because he was making all of their other programs on their network look look bad in comparison. So they had to get rid of that because they, they couldn't have all those other writers that they had look pale in comparison. So Vince Russo has, has the support and the admiration and the eternal gratitude of guys like Ed Ferrara. And, 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 and the disco inferno and, 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 and I, I know there's another one. Uh, anyway, I, I've got to, I've got to admit the defeat, Vince. You're clearly the better man. And I just want you to know, Vince, from the bottom of my heart, and this statement is, couldn't be anything but truth to thank you for showing me the error of my ways and putting me in my place. That's something for you. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you what it is right here right now. You're you're going to have to wait to find out. You know as you know you don't tell presents ahead of time. And I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to give it to you since I I I don't know where you live yet. But <laughs> I assure you Vince Russo, this is not an empty promise. I got something for you and I'm going to give it to you. And like all the best presents, this is probably going to be a surprise. You might, you might even say that you're never going to see this coming. It's going to be a shock somewhere, sometime. I'm going to give it to you. You deserve this and you're going to get exactly what you deserve. Yeah. Because they say it's better to give than to receive, Vince. And in this case, that couldn't be more true. So I can't wait. I promise, I promise you, I promise you i cannot wait to give it to you and i can't wait to see the look on your face when you get it <laughs> he's gonna give a mandingo <laughs> what, a, what the hell is he i was thinking what if they actually are doing a destruction dvd and he's the host Something like that, wow. right? Can you imagine? Oh, wow. <laughs> what is it that he has in store for him? Because he's sounding Either pretty that or fucking he's gonna happy. hide in the bushes of his house and just like pop you, out and punch him in the face. Did you listen to his podcast? Like the whole thing? No. No. That's how it ended. Like I went back and reminded <laughs> it. I went, did I miss something? And I went back. That's just how it ended. Just you're going to get what you deserve. That final Whoa. thing and then it just yeah, closed. It was just done. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, that's not ominous or anything. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, he went on another what, ten minutes? Yeah, yeah, we we yeah. we trimmed that down significantly because he he went really he went really and like I said, we linked the I believe we linked the actual thing, right? Not that one though. Not that one. Oh, here it is then. Sorry, All I right. still had it on my screen. It's really good. Yeah, listen to the whole thing. Obviously, we can't do it here for time constraints, but uh, there you go. That was insane. Like this is more interesting than the feuds that are happening on Raw, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, definitely, definitely now, more interesting. That year, I could be wrong, but that year that he said he lost at WCW, I think it was ninety million. Wow. He lost ninety million dollars in a year. I think that's 
with something crazy like that. That's what Connor's getting paid for one fight. The hell's the matter with that guy, dude? Well, I can't wait to see what the surprise is. I'm so excited about the surprise. I haven't been this excited about surprise since I was a child. Like, I can't wait for this surprise. Yeah, it's like Christmas come early, man. I hope it's not just a dark surprise, you know? Like, I hope the surprise is a surprise, motherfucker, and it's like a nine millimeter. <laughs> I mean, we know that Cornette has, has a gun, you know? We've heard the stories about him and his guns. It'll be What would this surprise be? I told you, it has to be that he's hosting the next version of the destruction off. The, the self-destruction special. of Vince Russo? Oh my god, yeah. that'd be great. With him just going through clips of all his terrible booking and shit. Huh. He, could, he could do that without the WWE if he really wanted to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It might be something worse, though, because, I mean, he said the look on his face, so it sounds more like an instantaneous surprise. He's going to find out his kids aren't really his. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like how far is going to go? <laughs> how far is this going to go down the rabbit hole, right? It's he's going to mo- he's, he's Povich his ass. <laughs> <laughs> So, believe it or not, we still have a voting poll to get to. But before we vote on this upcoming pay-per-view, hang tight because there's a great segment coming up. I got a flow. You got a what? I got a flow. I got a flow. You got a flow. So let it go. Brother. Brother. Hogan. (laughs) So the trailer for Nobody Speak, The Trials of the Free Press, which is a documentary based on the Hogan Gawker trial, comes out on Netflix June 23rd. So we're getting a documentary on the Hogan sex tape, essentially. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> on Netflix. You're going to literally be able to Netflix. Oh, wow. You're, you're going to literally be able to mimic Hogan and just Netflix and chill this one out. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> So I need to tell you something first, brother. You're dealing with Terry Balea, not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Drop them panties. You look at Terry <laughs> time. I'm gonna share the I'm gonna share the trailer of this upcoming Netflix exclusive oh my God. in the chat room, and I'm also gonna just add that I myself haven't seen it, so this will be my first time. I think we've all seen the trailer. <laughs> Not oh god! <laughs> I can't believe this is on Netflix. I love Netflix. Let's see what this is. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time just got sucker punched. When you see the words Hulk Hogan sex tape, you have that moment before you decide whether or not to click it. Hogan's $100 million lawsuit over a tape that was posted online by the website Gawker. It's the first celebrity sex tape case to go to trial. It put internet privacy in a battle against freedom of the press. Gawker becomes convinced that somebody else with a different agenda is financing this lawsuit. Billionaire Peter Thiel, a co-founder of PayPal, is secretly paying the expenses of Hulk Hogan's legal fight. The story about his sexual orientation was published nine years before this lawsuit. This is personal. He's doing this because he wants to bring Gawker down. We're going to open up those libel laws and we're going to have people sue you like you never got sued before. Donald Trump, Peter Thiel, and other billionaires have been trying to undercut freedom of speech. Sheldon Adelson bought the Las Vegas Review Journal. What he did was take off the boards people who might reveal something that he doesn't like. Billionaires are proclaiming we are more powerful than the truth. This is a moment of real definition for the press. Fake 
journalism is worth protecting. If we lose that, we've lost what America stands for. We have to fight harder and smarter than ever. Here's a message to the White House. You keep lying, we're going to keep reporting. The president believes the press is a threat to the country. The facts are not facts. It's democracy that's out of it. Money can't silence the media. We're talking about shrimps. You turn the lights on off. Wow, that that was like a movie trailer. You know when you're sitting like to watch one of the yeah, Avengers no, movies? Wow. That was intense wow. for fucking Hogan. Right? Yeah. Damn. Who knew Brother? the Battle of America was based on Hogan's penis? <laughs> it made it, it felt like I was watching a trailer for like a good Independence Day movie or something. The next Transformers, like some Michael Bation. It's just about Hogan fucking on tape. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you believe that trailer just happened like that? With the pan out at the end and all the shots. Dun, they even did that intense sound. Dun, one man. <laughs> one penis. <laughs> In one world with one penis and one man. All of America. I am a that would have been awesome right like right at that fade to black part you just, hear, you just hear the faint beginning i am a real <laughs> and right there that's right where you get like the rated r america is gonna ride on my penis <laughs> brother what you gonna do when Hulk Hogan's 10-inch penis runs wild Comes all over you. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. It, it hasn't been used in a long time, but... Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot the build-up to this. It's almost like... That's you gotta me. overlay I'm a Real American behind this. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> you could throw in this WCW. It's red, white, blue, and it doesn't know what to do. <laughs> 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 that was the worst song ever. I don't even know what they were saying. <laughs> it's not what it was. It's red, white, blue, and it doesn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Hogan is so much fun <laughs> oh boy I had more oh. fun with Hogan than I did as a child you know 
Oh, can you imagine <laughs> they came up with LGNs now? Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? Anatomically <laughs> correct ones. <laughs> I got the Hogan. I got the Terry LGN. <laughs> Which one's the chase figure? <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh. crap. Okay, so are we ready to do this, Paul? Let's do this. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna. Yeah, I click it in the chat room. Ring of Honor, best in the world. I can't believe we're already at best in the world, right? I, I thought it usually came around in August. No. End of July, August, not June. I just lost track of time with it. This is, I guess, would this be considered their biggest pay per view? Like, it's best in the world, like their this Mania? Is their WrestleMania, yeah. yeah this is I, the one of their big ones, yeah. yeah. It would be like up there with like Final Battle, right? Yeah. I mean, like, best yeah. in the world is like their thing. That's their, that's the Brian Danielson thing. So, yeah, I guess this would be that. First match we see here is the Kingdom versus. Ultimo Guerrero and El Terrible. So what is this? Some sort of an interpromotional lucha underground type yeah, deal? Yeah, it looks like an El Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the kingdom just based on the fact that, that, you know, I'm going to pick Team Ring of Honor here if I had to choose. Not a big lucha guy. Well, Ultimo Guerrero was pretty cool last time he was around, but I'll, I'll have to go with the kingdom. Yeah. And I'm going to go with the lucha guy. You going to go with the lucha? Yeah, yeah. Just because it's like they're coming over, so it's to showcase their stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, enough of that. We got a poll to do here. Oh shit! The hell! I just realized Cesaro's world champion in your universe. Cool. You see, even even the auto player <laughs> of the game does better booking than the actual company does. That's a great idea, Cesaro as champ. Yeah, where have we heard that before? <laughs> <laughs> is it El Terrible? Terrible. Like El Terrible. That looks like Tatanka's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, squires. Oh my god. He sort Am of I does. He does look like that's Tatanka. Oh. Like a clean shaven Tatanka without the face paint. Like if Tatanka was a Tekken character, that's how they make his dad look. I thought that was the Ultimo Girl. I mean, maybe no, he's a Guerrero. No, he has a, no, he has a, Guerrero's got a really bad mullet. Yeah, I was about to it's say, like don't all Guerreros have a mullet of some sort? So that would make perfect sense. I'm picking him because he looks like Tatanka. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking reason to pick somebody. <laughs> Destin went with the Kingdom. Uh, Joshy went with CMLL on this. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, I'm sticking with the Kingdom. I don't, I don't want the, these guys to win. So we have the strap match, which is... Uh, Frankie Kazarian against Hangman Adam Page. So, what what say you guys on this one? Frankie. Yeah, this is going to get brutal. I'm going to say Page. They can't have both best friends lose. I'm I'm obviously going to stick consistent, even though I'm. They've made some questionable decisions recently. I'm going to go. Like club. So. Yep, I'm going with Paige. I'm going with Paige. I really like what's, what's been happening with Paige, not just because he's Bullet Club, but the whole, that gimmick's really cool. Like, the way he's developed and everything about it uh, is really solid, really aggressive. I can't believe that's the same guy. That's what you do. That's character development right there. Oh, yes. Can there be a DQ in a strap match? 
Um, I don't, I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. So next we have on this list, Jay Lethal against Silas Young. Is this for any title or anything? Just a grudge match? We, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because he was yeah. angry about the fact that Jay Lethal's used as like the poster boy for Ring of Honor. And he and he's not. He deserves it and stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know which way this goes. What do you guys think? I love Jay Lethal. Well, it's definitely yeah. going to be a brawl because they both ha- can't stand each other. <laughs> I'm gonna he's been Lethal. on a slide, though, lately, hasn't he? Well, it's because he was the champion for what felt like for, for years. Yeah, that's why I'm going with Silas Young. I think that's a good point. I mean, Lethal's been on top really long. Like, he was the face of Ring of Honor for, like, a good amount of time when you think about it. We really haven't had anyone who's held that belt as long as he has. Like, when's the last time we've had a run like that? That was the last old-school Ring of Honor title run. As much as I personally just thought that it was it was a little bit dry compared to his other stuff. Even some of his TNA stuff to me came off better. God forgive me for saying that, but... uh this run to me just didn't really partially because he started as a heel in house of truth. And I didn't like heel Jay lethal at all. I was like, what, what is this strange way that he's being booked here? Like the old house of truth with the, with the hoopla hotties. And that was a lot more fun. And then he was a lot yeah, better. Like with Martini. Was, yeah. Nah, that was just awkward, especially because he was the main, uh, protagonist against house of truth. Almost every incarnation of them when house of truth, was around like and and almost every form I could think of, he was around and he was dealing with it. Wasn't it? Didn't at one point House of Truth have uh Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin in it together? And uh, that was probably like yeah, yeah, like halfway. That was the around. original House of Truth. Well, not the original because there was one before, but they had one of the current incarnations from I'd say like five six years ago was Roderick Strong, Michael Elgin, and I'm trying to remember who else. There was somebody else in there with them, and Truth Martini. Oh, Tommaso Ciampa, right. It was House of Truth was to, was, um, no, he was embassy and occasionally they would, they would align together. But point was they had like a lot better incarnations of it. And the lethal one was just weird where it was like, you've been fighting these guys the entire time. That's like if Sting became the NWO, like he didn't just defeat them or join them. He became them. And then the only person that was NWO was Sting for some reason. It was like, it was weird that it was, that they did that because there really was no one else in the House of Truth once, uh, Jay Lethal joined. I think they brought in that giant dude at one point, right? The one, the athletic guy. What's his name? Uh, is it Dijak? Dijak? Yeah, Dijak, right? He he became there temporarily, and then he yeah. turned face on it. So, but yeah, I'll go with Silas on this one. Silas sounds like a good choice here. So this is the this next match is I didn't even I guess I haven't been paying attention. Yet. This is the losing team must disband. Yes this this was issued um, this last Ring of Honor episode. Okay. Yeah, I half watched that because I was setting up here. But yeah, so we have um, the Rebellion on one side, and that's not even a stable on the other side. Like, Search and yes. Destroy is not really as established of a stable as them. Yeah, would it so really surprise you? for the Rebellion, yeah. Well, no, but I, I mean, the Rebellion wouldn't split up, right? No, that's just, I'm picking the Rebellion to Yeah, win. right, to go over. Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I really don't see Search and Destroy. Who is that? Being... That's Jay White, Jonathan Gresham, uh Alex, Alex Shelley and, and, and the Motor City machine guns. So yeah. what happens? The Motor City wouldn't have to break up. Like Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin would still be able to be. They would go back and be a tag team, and yeah. like they have yeah. to disband as a stable of four. So the other two can, I guess, continue go on to be a team, and the other two can have a singles run, or they could form a team if they wanted to. A stable of four that I've never seen. Yeah, they're gonna lose. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And we have Kenny King on the other side there. GI bro. G. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll go with the rebellion for this. What are you guys saying on the chat? Wow. I'm going with the rebellion. 
Blanche said Silas is her favorite. Yes, I know that is your favorite in our reach. My favorite right now is Dalton Castle. Oh, I love me some Dalton Castle. Dalton's always been my favorite. So, yeah, for the he's, next he's, match, I'm, I'm picking him. Yeah, him and the boys. He's so awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm going with Rebellion. Next, we have um, the Ring of Honor six-man tag team title match, which is the Briscoes and Bully Ray against Dalton Castle and the boys. Wow, that's weird, right? Yeah. The hell made them? How did that happen? Um, they were in a. I think they're they're either in a eight man or a six man match with um, a versus uh, Los Ingobernables uh, de Japón, and the boys pushed Castle out of the way, and um, Jay ended up getting missed by Bushi, and he blamed the boys for them losing that match. Right, I do remember that. And they all started arguing for like a long yeah. period of time. Yeah, he was like cussing at them, and you yeah, know, he was pissed. okay. So damn that that carried over. That's all you need to get a title shot. It's it's, I guess it's, so. practically, <laughs> it's almost no different than what we did with uh, Lana. Like fuck it, all you have to do is be pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right, his, well. his his little video package was him like fucking cussing for like six minutes. <laughs> yeah, as much as I like Dalton Castle, I don't think that him and the boys are gonna hold this the six man or you know the the titles. I just it doesn't make any sense at all to me. So I think that Bully Ray and the Briscoes will retain here. I don't know what you guys think, but has. Bully Ray had a singles run yet? No, huh? No, not since he came back to Ring of Honor. I, I think this is where it starts. I think they disband. It would just be weird. Why would he like throw off the titles though? You know? Yeah, it's not important to him. He can just be the bully. Mm, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure if I like it. It's kind of weird how they throw him into the um the the mix with the Briscoes. They used to have a uh, Toru Yano as their third guy, right, from New Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I think that actually, as weird as that was, that worked a little bit better than this. You know, yes, it, it did. You know, even when even when ODB was with them, and she d- couldn't even really be in like a three man tag thing. I I think it fit the the. Because her gimmick better. worked with them more so than Bully. Bully is the guy from what Brooklyn hanging out with the country boys. It's just it's weird. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how ODB came out and did that match in Ring of Honor against Maria Canellis, and then all of a sudden I feel like I saw her back in TNA again. It was just like, what the fuck are you doing here again? Like, haven't, <laughs> we, haven't we been over this? Like I don't get it. She has some extra strong moonshine that flask of hers. Yeah, it's like go from RH to NXT if you're gonna go. Like don't like don't backpedal. Teenage, let's they they probably don't want her. Right remember, front. she was in WWE at one point. She was? I don't remember that. She never wrestled. There's a backstage segment where there's a young Mr. Kennedy, there's a young ODB, and there's somebody else, and they're standing there as fans to get an autograph from Brock Lesnar. So she just had an appearance, really. She had a cup of coffee with yeah. them, really. I'm assuming if they had her backstage, she must have been in their uh, developmental at the time. Yeah. Okay, so what do you guys choose on this one? Dalton. Yeah, I'm still I'm still sick of Yeah, Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle and the boys. Yeah, you think the boys would... See, it's the boys are the thing that concern me. Like, I just couldn't see the boys with those titles. I mean, what they are trying to establish them more as actual wrestlers and not just props. So it's their time to shine. I mean, establishing them is one thing. Having the boys be Bully Ray and the fucking Briscoes <laughs> in Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Like, Well, something's probably going to happen to like have them like break, like their team break down and like the, the boys in Dalton Castle take advantage of that or something. Something will happen. Shout out to DJ47X123 in the uh, mixer chat room. He asked, can he join? Uh, this is actually an AI just playing the 2K game. And we're <laughs> like, there's nothing to join here. Like, I wouldn't pick Kalisto versus Miz. 
<laughs> I don't know what's going on. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but there's the poll there for you to vote that uh, Kid Human just put in that chat room. So enjoy. But yeah, I'm surprised so many of you guys think that they would let the Briscoes and Bully Ray lose. But yeah, I'm, that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm saying it'll be an implode. Yeah. Yeah, I, I smell some fuckery afoot. WWE let Carmella become champion. Well, become Miss Money in the Bank with the with the help of Ellsworth. Anything is possible in this day and age. Shout out to Alfie Boy six 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 in the chat. I'm also, if you guys are new here, just hit the follow button. We do this every every week after Raw. If you're interested in the wrestling stuff, we'll talk about the news. Oh boy, yeah. Well, next we have Bullet Club again. We have the Young Bucks against War Machine tag title match uh, what I you don't think? see the Bucks making it out of this hmm. what do you no, think not after, their, not after they're showing in New Japan I think the War Machine's going over yeah I mean I could see that happening both teams are really good so this one's a little bit more difficult to judge than the, yeah. the other stuff I'm just looking at it in terms of like if you had a match and it was Undertaker and Kane versus the Hardys you knew who was winning that yeah, but the Bucks are like probably still one of the most over teams that they have established in Ring of Honor right now. Even over War Machine, you know, you can't sleep on them. Just the rest. I mean, the they ain't hitting no Melsa drivers in this match. Oh hell no! <laughs> well, well, and uh, War Machine have been over in New Japan a lot more than Ring of Honor here lately. Hmm. Yeah, they just lost the I, but the I, they just lost the belts, didn't they? Yeah, the the heavyweight tag titles to yeah. uh, God. IPWG. IWGP. What? IPAs, whatever. Um, I don't know. I picked the Bucks. I'm gonna go I'm, with. Uh, was there any stipulation to this match? Is this a standard no, match? No, there's, there's no stipulation. Just a Ring of Honor tag team title match. All right, then I'm gonna now. do just like the last pay per view, and I'm gonna predict that there's a DQ. Something goes wrong, and I was right about the last pay per view, right? Yes. I said yes, something. you were. I stood extra long on the tag thing, not knowing why something didn't feel right. Chose DQ. I was right. Doing it again. Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> no one's going to. There's going to be no title change. At least that's what I think. So then we have Marty Skrull against Kushida for the TV title. Yes. Damn, yes. this is like a Bullet Club card top to bottom, practically, with all of these dudes in here. Mm-hmm. Well, they are the best in the world. Yeah, I, I'm guessing Skrull's going to win it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's think... going to get it back in his rematch. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, sorry, Kushida. Bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as there's no cocks. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking yeah. say that. Destin nah, thinks God. Kushida. Destin chose Kushida and War Machine and Bully, as far as the last one. Josh, he yeah, chose I'm, Dalton. I'm... Um I'm still waiting for that bully Ray heel turn. Marty Skrull. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, look, you kept guessing that Baron Corbin was going to win something, and he eventually did. Just keep, <laughs> just keep predicting. You got to wish hard enough. Yeah, just keep predicting bully Ray heel turn each time. And then I eventually. Told Jen, I was swimming yeah. like Scrooge McDuck in my Baron Corbin merch. The yes. one t shirt I have. <laughs> like, were you doing the backstroke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cedric was Cedric has been so pro Baron Corbin from the beginning that I know that this that was wonderful for him. So happy for you all. I can't wait for Only Lorkin to win it next year. <laughs> Only oh, Lorkin, wow. that would be so awesome. <laughs> Hideo Tommy beat the shit out of Only Lorkin. I actually I know, enjoyed that. Dude, like he, he beat, beat the <laughs> fucking piss poor, out of him. Poor, poor Oni man, that was just terrible. <laughs> like but I thought I, I was getting a bush. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll push on a fucking stretcher. <laughs> Off <of the> cliff. <laughs> he beat the shit out of that poor guy, man. What happened? What he happened beat him to up the, like he owed him money. I mean, damn. So much for that nice guy, Hideo Tommy, that we had there, right? He just completely fucked him up. He literally kicked the Lorcan out of him. We're like... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he kicked him so like hard, a he's coming out there yeah. like There was no more Lorcan. All there, all there was left was Oni, Oni, because he took two of those GTSs. I thought it was three. Was it three? It, it was, was three. It was, I lost wow. count. They must be writing him off of TV, huh? That might be the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's That was fun. But yeah, Marty Skrull for this. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the main event, which is... Uh, Christopher Daniels against Cody Rhodes for the world title. I say Cody's taking it. You think Cody's going to become the Ring of Honor world champion? You, I, I would love, love to see Cody hold this and the and, and the new Japan belt. Can you fucking imagine, like, if Cody becomes the Ring of Honor world champion at this thing? And then the, uh, the next week he's fighting fucking Okada in L.A. Yeah. That would be interesting that they'd give it to him before Omega. I don't know how I would really feel about that when they really built that up. But um hmm, I don't know what they would do as far as that goes. But yeah, this is this is interesting just because taking nothing away from Christopher Daniels, he's like another one of my favorites. Oh yeah, Daniels is you know. But I couldn't all think good. of a better person to have a good match to and then like basically give that rub to and give the world title. Yeah, this is gonna be an awesome match. Oh, Remember what yeah. Cody said in that pre the promo before the uh, three-way match? They'll never give this belt to a part-timer. That's yeah, what like, makes me think he's going to get it. Yeah. yeah, And I mean, he's really uh-huh, good at yeah. everything. He's like one of the best on the mic there. I mean, I'm going with Cody. I'm very hopeful. Yeah, Cody. I'm going with Cody as well. Yeah. Yeah, very good here. That, But again, this might be... Do you think Daniels will stay a wrestler after this? Because, I mean, he he's up there in age and he's done I mean, it all. And... I, I think he'll go more to a part-time, maybe... You'll see him come out with Kaz and be like in his corner for matches, not I, get in the ring as much, but he'll still team with Kaz for big events. He does yeah, side work in uh, at Universal Studios and stuff. Like my friend, she says that he does like plays and shit out there. What, what is he like? Fucking the, the ticket guy at the Ferris wheel? No, he's like he has like he actually, <laughs> oh damn. Uh, whenever they need a general, he comes and says he's already wearing the, the fucking suit. Oh, that's. <laughs> That is probably one of the best gimmicks. The ring general, he comes I out of that it. outfit. That is I, great. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that is really epic. Yeah, I, I think that this will be really solid. Probably match of the year, quite frankly, because he's always been one of the most underrated. I'm surprised WWE never wanted him. Yeah, Destin says for shock factor, Cody. And Joshi says Cody wins and loses to Okada. Hmm, that'll be interesting. And yeah, as far as Daniels, I don't think, I, I like Cass a lot. I don't think Daniels, the cast is sustainable without Daniels at this point. He wasn't really doing anything on his own for a while there. Last time he was significant was when you used to have to climb those ropes to get the X Division title. <laughs> that shit? Yeah, it's like what, he went to WWE, as you like to say, for a cup of tea because he didn't have much of a run in there either. I don't remember him in WWE. Yeah, he, he had like maybe two, three televised matches. I think I had my cable turned off that week. Yeah, he used to be on. <laughs> he used to be on uh, Sunday Night Heater, as it's called now, the kickoff show. So um, you see him there. Oh, that. Oh, you're talking like fucking twenty years ago. I thought you meant like in between TNA and this. No, he left TNA. Oh, actually, yeah, to- there was a point where he did ping pong back a little bit. Yeah, he lives in TNA. He left, went to WWE. He did like three matches, and then he just I didn't see him on WWE again. 
And I was like, oh, I was liking this guy because he was doing the um the flux capacitor as didn't, his finisher in there and everything. Guy, didn't that other guy do that too, Braden Walker? No, no, you're thinking um Bert no, Birchell used to do the standing version in the ring. No, no, I'm talking about ping pong back and forth between oh, WWE, oh, not yeah, the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well Braden Walker was um damn, I forgot his damn name. He's from a, from America's Most Wanted. Chris Harris. Chris, Chris Harris, Harris, right. He's yeah, another guy he was, who did, who did the Harris same thing. He was for years, and then he left. He had the three matches on, um, was it the crappy ECW? And then he was just gone. Right, so he's another guy who did exactly like... He didn't, like, he didn't yeah, ping yeah. pong because he just never went back to TNA after That's that. That's true. That is true. I flipped when I should have flopped, and I just pinged and not ponged. <laughs> <laughs> I flipped when I should have flopped. I pinged when I should have ponged. Nothing's going right for me. I only remember him because Matt. they had a segment when he goes out to debut. Matt Hardy sees him, and he goes, I heard about you. You're a wildcat. And then he looks at the camera and walks off. Womp womp. <laughs> Oh, WWE. (laughs) Oh, shucks. All right. Well, Cody it is, and I'm going to hit finish on this. Yeah. That's actually actually a really good card. Really exciting. So that's Friday, right? What time is that Friday? Uh, 9 p.m. Yes. Friday, 9 p.m. Ring of Honor paper. And of course, we will be covering that Monday and talking about all of the results and everything. They're seeing how close we got it. Good time yeah. to be a fan of of them in New Japan. They have a lot of great yeah. stuff going on. Whenever WWE makes you want to blow your brains out, you can just switch to something else. So next this weekend we got the Ring of Honor. Next weekend is New Japan. The weekend after is that WWE pay per view. What's the name? Yeah, hit. Oh, what is it? Hit the name. Say it. You guys remembered, huh? Pretty yeah. balls of fire. <laughs> 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 yeah, we have that. I'm so glad we got to hear Braun Strowman say it in a mean voice over Roman Reigns' body. That made there was a me. few mentions tonight. There was lost it whenever Strowman said it. I just fucking died. Strowman yeah. tried to Strowman All tried to masculate. He tried to masculate it by adding pay per view to the end. Yeah. It made it worse. Yeah. Great ball of fire <laughs> pay per view. Be like, no, nope, you, you no, you made it worse, dude. Sorry, man. <laughs> there's no, there's no fixing this. <laughs> no fixing this. They should have thought about that going into it. Maybe they did, man. Maybe they did, and they just liked fucking with people. Remember the story of Pat Patterson? We talked about it before, how there was, like, a show where he just decided to make everyone come out to the wrong music, like Macho Man, yeah. and like, everyone. And he just told them that the board was messed up and just was like, don't worry, we don't have time. Go, go, go. And, like, people were just going out and wrestling to, like, the wrong musics, and he never yeah. told them. It's like, who knows? Maybe there's shit like that that still happens. They just, they just say, you know what? Let's make great balls of fire, because then all the wrestlers have to say it. <laughs> what harm will it do that we have to have I wouldn't put it past them <laughs> you know we have Alicia Fox right <laughs> Fox my friend mentioned to me today that they the, the fact that they've used that as a theme song and as a name goes to show that Vince is still like has his paws on everything that it would mm-hmm. you know that it's yep mm-hmm. yeah he's still there doing it he has to I hope there's a way to I have to tweet him and suggest my um Tyler Bate gimmick, you know, remember where he becomes rich and gets a butler that calls him Master Bate? Yes! <laughs> I, like I got a penis butler. Master Bate. <laughs> butter my penis. They love stuff like that. That'll keep him relevant since he doesn't really have too much going on with the gimmick. Let him be Master Bate. And then you have all of the fans chanting, Master Bate! Master Bate! Master Bate. <laughs> 
You see, th- oh. this is the kind of stuff that we would have been able to do years ago, back when Paul Lee was doing the fucking booking or anyone else like that. But now, <laughs> yeah. like, now we mm-hmm. can't have fun anymore. I think Masturbate would completely work for that character. And since he's such, such, such the opposite of a vulgar character, you got this polite English guy coming out doing like the polite little wave and everyone's chanting, Masturbate, Masturbate. And he has a butler behind him. Like everything is just completely contradictory of each other. It's like a contradiction of terms, you know? Just yep. the fact that I would love it. I would absolutely love that. But nope. Best we get is Alicia Fox. Mm-hmm. For now. For now. now. Jojo Fox too. <laughs> <laughs> Until this page. <laughs> you, you always get a page, man. <laughs> he always you never miss a chance to throw her under the bus. <laughs> I think that's the only thing she hasn't been thrown under. Oh. <laughs> been recorded. Wow. Could you imagine Don West selling page merchandise? Oh, that would be great. This is the shirt she used to wipe up the splooge. <laughs> Get the cum-stained belt! Get the cum-stained belt! Maddox sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what they're going to look for at the end of this season's Rick and Morty? Morty, 2014, Maddox. there was this thing called Maddox Sauce. It was all over everybody's belts. <laughs> it was all over everybody. Get your page wet naps. Oh, it's, that I tell you guys, that I tell you guys, when we first talked about it, that, that didn't leak. No pun intended. Um, but <laughs> that didn't leak like the way that we first saw it. Like, I remember we saw still shots of the titled the filing and um all right yeah that came out much later yeah later on there's actually you see it there's an animated one now where it's like yep you get to actually see the act an animated one yeah there was a kartovsky is it gonna be on adult swim done by yeah it was a miyazaki it was one of miyazaki greats you know it had the really good 60 (laughs) fps good old miyazaki anime studio ghibli Pages Balls Z. That wasn't the only thing Ghibli. (laughs) (laughs) No, but there were there were a few. There were definitely a few videos that weren't there before. She has to to just put it mildly. She has a compilation out there now. So Uh, yeah, yeah. so it's all of those. And I was just like, wow, compilation. They even had the they even had the one she blocked with the title. I was impressed. You know, I, she was testing it to make sure. Champ, man. She, she, was, thinking. she was testing the resilience of the title. <laughs> she was taking the Mayweather defense class. Ma- Maddox, Maddox <laughs> House. <laughs> the champ that screws the camp. Oh. 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 Maddox tricked her. He was like, you know what? I don't think they gave you a real title. I think it's fake. Bring it over here. <laughs> Let me see if it survived this test. Like, just sit still, baby. It's a test. We're testing the title. It didn't rust. It's, <laughs> it you know it's real. You know the fireball with the flash paper? Let me show you a bedroom fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you some. Let me show you what I call my big isn't, isn't it kind of baby. Isn't it kind of ironic after she had that Twitter war with Alundra Blaze where she uh, <laughs> mentioned that Alundra, like she threw it in her face, that she threw the title in the trash? And it's kind of like this is like totally after you had your incident with yours where you frosted it. <laughs> Frost. Easy page of it. So don't talk shit. He's lucky that he hit her back with the hey, look at that. Just a tech uh, takeover. Looks like they threw your belt in the trash. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh wow. Karma. 
Yeah, at least the little kids were eating my belt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. We're going to move along from there. I thought that was a cum shot joke. It just got dark. <laughs> I was like, blast it. Blast it. Bum, bum, Anyway. So what else is that? We're, we're done with news for now. Anything good happen that you guys want to talk about NXT or Raw? Anything? Well, NXT, I mean, you watched Raw with us. Nothing good happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I mean, laughs> NXT had you, the. Um, are you going to hit threat. injury row? Uh, were were there really many injuries? Well, didn't you hear about Tim Hughes or was it Tim Hughes or Matt Hughes? Oh, the guy. Uh, he got hit by a train and it's like pretty much brain dead, dead in a coma. There were two things that happened. One MMA fighter got hit by a train. And, and then uh, another one died in a, a boxing match. And another, yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard one, about that one. Another one died because of the fight. I thought it was Matt Hughes that got hit by the train. Was there anything in wrestling as far as injuries? Not really, right? I haven't well, seen any authors of pain. So. The authors of pain yeah. had an off week. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't have much of an injury role this week. I know there was a Kevin Owens injury scare, but he turned out to be okay. Sasha yeah. wrestled tonight, so be prepared tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Haig or Hay H A G U E dead after. Oh, yeah, the, after that was a heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, died was... after a fight in Canada. Dustin said recently woke up from a coma, not brain dead. But he's not responsive. Oh, there was one. That's right. PJ Black, a.k.a. Justin Gabriel. He did base jumping, and he broke, I believe, both his legs and lost a finger. What? Wow. Damn. Yeah, and he said he has no regrets. I think that's stupid. You should regret having nine fucking fingers. You're not Frodo, and this isn't Lord of the Rings. Stupid <laughs> oh, ass. Like, Just what the kidding. hell? Justin Gabriel. Like, yeah, he needs to chill out. Don't base jump. This is easy. Don't do that. Yeah. He's like, but they told me I was going to be the modern day Jeff Hardy. Yeah, it's Matt Hughes that got hit by that train. Mm. Yeah, he's That's awake, rough. but yeah, he's pretty beat up. He was a passenger. I hope that he turns out all right. Damn. Yeah, some rough injuries. This I wouldn't call it an injury road, more like just a dark injury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Near death experience road. Yeah. Wow. And um, well. Other things, Seth Rollins, cover boy for 2K18. Yeah, they mentioned that on, on Raw as well. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I think they missed the, the boat, and I said this last Should year and the able, year before. Huh? I th- no, I think the last two years, they had, they missed the opportunity for it to have been the shield either one of those years. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought that we would get, like, the cover of the three of them on the front. Like, that was a once in a lifetime. That'd be great. Thing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, he he also got stitches from like a gnarly cut that he got on his face from whenever mm-hmm. he jumped off the top and he hit um Bray. I thought I thought uh he like busted Bray's mouth, but it was an actual cut and they, there was like a backstage um video of him getting stitches on his cheek. Wow, that's rough. And as far as the 2K18 goes, how what do you how do you guys feel? I'm almost scared to ask what what they put us through for 2K17. <sighs> well, isn't this the year it's supposed to be good? Isn't it like the every other year? Every, every other year? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Every other well, year. You, you, you know me as the hardcore 2K guy. Um, from what I gathered from the trailer, it's pretty much, I guess you you make your own person and it's a more, it's going to be geared more towards the created wrestlers, I guess, where it's like you get to create your own legend. Don't follow in the path of anybody else. 
because in the commercial, that's pretty much what it is. It's Rollins sneaking into the facility and he's smashing up all the stuff. This like um, like I said in the chat earlier, there's a box with like Edge's rated R symbol on it, so you know Edge is gonna be in the game again. Um, I think Papa Shango's hat, Sting's robe, stuff like that, and Ric Flair's robe. Well, that's, it's pretty much yeah. It's just showcasing yeah. the legends. I think there's like 20 different things with the legends within the video. Yeah, I mean, Austin's four wheeler. Yeah, Austin's so, four wheeler. Triple so H's many, uh, WrestleMania helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many things they're gonna have to fix to make this a decent game. The matchmaking specifically. Yeah, I'm I'm a very easy to please guy. You know what I want? The stuff that's on the menus that I can press A on. I need those things to function at all times. It's very simple. <laughs> if I yeah. press something that's in the fucking game, make sure that it runs properly before you charge me ninety plus dollars for it every year. Real. I mean, easy. our biggest complaint is the servers, right? The yeah. online. The online has to be the worst. Yes. Yeah. That Which makes me because it's like the online was perfect back on uh, 360. We used to play this game to like what three, before in the morning sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to think that that used to be our our tradition. Like it's, it's almost impossible to sustain um a connection on that damn thing. I remember years ago, like what even longer further back, where we used to go on. And we'd listen, we were fans of podcasts ourselves, and we'd stay up until 3, 4 in the morning. And while playing the 2K games, we would also pipe in the audio of like whatever wrestling podcast we were listening to at the time while wrestling. And you know what? Nothing lagged on the damn connection, having the audio going through the game and everything, and it was fine. Now we can't even just fucking wrestle. Jesus. Fix these games. I remember the last time we all tried to play, we were all four of us were having different matches. Yeah. That That was WrestleMania. Yeah. I remember the first time we played it, Rick got that box that grew around him, and it just kept growing and growing and growing. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a last-gen glitch. Like, come on. Are those still on our Twitch channel? They're probably still there. I don't think I got rid of any of that. I don't remember. I know the Twitch practice has changed so much since then. Back then, the highlights and everything was different as far as how you save it. But uh, it might still be there. Mick, don't forget to unplug your game this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'd really like to see them do something about that. What else happened on Raw that was relevant? Uh, Ron Strowman came back. came back. Yeah, Strowman came back. Strowman! <laughs> <laughs> you know, as soon as I saw the ambulance and like heard the beep, beep Yeah, I did too. I was like, like oh, oh shit, back. there he is. Because he left in an ambulance, he has to come back in an ambulance. Because that's what <laughs> like happens. I'm... Like if you've ever anyone anyone who's ever been in the emergency room, I you mean, know that. Like, that's the only home, way to do it. It yeah. would be the like you have him come back in the ambulance, or the the music just hits and he starts coming yeah. down the ramp. Yeah, but was it and like I... that for you? Like, let me ask you something. Like Squires and Mick. Like when your when your wives gave birth, you're telling me they came home in a fucking ambulance too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it was, and they just backed it up and came out the back like that. Yep. Who comes back in an ambulance? <laughs> I mean, we didn't and, even and leave from a completely ambulance, different so. fucking yeah. state. <laughs> exactly. They're like, you're not even our patient. It doesn't make any sense. What did he do? Like, did he travel to that state, go to the hospital, get an ambulance, and then back it in there? Like, why would he even do that? Who would lend him an ambulance for this? He got a transfer. He transferred. That's what they're making it. In, in <laughs> they flew place. him to the hospital mash style. He just hits the rod yeah. from there. <laughs> oh, no. he, just, he eventually woke up and was like, what am I doing here? And then he broke out of the hospital, took it and drove it from one state to the other, to the other, to the other until he caught up. It would be great if he came out with like a jello cup in his hand from the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> just just kick the back door open and he's holding the tiny little cup. I, I, like, I like Scott's idea better that they took him in the helicopter. Thank <laughs> you.
Yeah, but we all know he Sit her down come. there. He doesn't make it home. That'll be his new music from now on. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta, like, when it starts picking up, you gotta add the raw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that, that they did that though i was thinking about it like i knew it was him but it's like give your give your audience a little credit wwe like they're not so stupid that they need the ambulance to be what he comes back oh we remember him because he was in an ambulance last time we saw him like no yeah, he could just come down i don't yeah there was really yeah no he could have just like he like ran through the crowd and like yeah attacked Roman. yeah they're yeah. too big to run through the crowd does have you know what i didn't like about this they haven't come down the ramp you know what i didn't like about it it made Joe look like a pussy because they just trying to say he couldn't beat Roman straight up. He had to have yeah, a distraction. Kind of me off a little it makes bit. no and sense because he beat him straight up in, the, in his debut match, which they kept referencing also. And I, I don't know if you got the clip, Rick, for the Jim Ross thing about the Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar match. Even Jim Ross mentions it that the way they're portraying Samoa Joe, like he loses to Seth Rollins at the pay-per-view before. Yeah, yeah you gave me a button here. Yeah. Which one Which one is the button? It's the busted open one or the... They're both busted open that he's on, but it's the one about the Brock Joe. Okay, it's this one. I watched yeah. the first segment of Raw, then I had to go do podcast production for that show tonight, and, and uh, I loved uh, Samoa Joe and Lesnar. You guys realize, I sent this tweet out, I don't know if it resonated with anybody, it, it, but and maybe it's BS, too. Uh, I have never seen anybody block a Brock Lesnar double leg takedown yet in, re- in, the, in wrestling. Mm. Oh, 100%. They, they made it an MMA field just off that. The way they had that whole fight, that needs to be an MMA style matchup, and they, and they really set the tone for that yesterday, I believe. They'll have the. Look, I, I'm never going to say they need to do this, they need to go left, and they go right, because I believe those two guys are going to have a whole hell of a lot to say about. Uh, their presentation in Dallas. I really do. I also believe that each guy is an alpha male. They're going to bring the other their vest. There's going to be lockups that would make uh, would make some people leave wrestling school. <laughs> uh, so I believe that Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar is going to be a classic. Uh, I really do, and uh, I, I just I love that what they did last night. But for Joe to block the double leg, if it's a, if they if it can be incorporated in the story. Nobody's done that, yep. and I didn't hear it broadcast last night. Maybe it was, and I missed it, so that's my bad. But, boy, it's a big deal because Lesnar could not do his usual offensive plan on Samoa Joe based wow. on what we saw Monday night. Has it changed the game? Is it, is, has Lesnar's uh, body uh, been abused in USC and WWE? Is he vulnerable? You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to, to ask these provocative questions, but I believe it's going to be a great match and uh you know, I've lobbied to call it like a like a goof, uh, but you know, I, I will talk for food. I told me <laughs> for God's sakes, from Oklahoma to Dallas, I can be there in two and a half hours. But there you go. Here's the thing I say: Wouldn't you guys like to broadcast uh, Lesnar and and uh, Joe? A hundred percent. Would you do it? Of course. Oh, I would. I would do it. I would do it happily. Sure, you would. And and, and if you didn't, you'd be you know you'd something wrong with your pet coon Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Almighty! I mean, you're, if you're a broadcaster and you can go do that game, that match, that fight, you damn right, I'm in. I'm in. Oh my but God, I would, I, would that. I would love oh, well, that. I would love that. Never mind. I'll be there the day before, so that kind of deal. So I, I think it's going to be a, a really a fun build to this. And uh, you know, I love what they did last night. I'm not, a, and I'm not a big fan of two things in wrestling. I'm not a big fan of pull parts or battle royals, because normally 
you'll see a few guys engage. You see a bunch of guys shadow boxing. Yeah. Just trying to stay everybody's way, not get their ankle rolled or whatever. I don't blame them, but it's kind of, that distracts me for whatever reason. I'm too anal. But I thought they had a damn good pull apart. I love the Joe kick. I love the headbutt. Uh, I know that Brock was pissed off when he hit the canvas and he, and he rolled on the apron outside. You watch that back. That wasn't normal Brock Lesnar. That was the that was the hype version that you don't want to screw with. All right. Welcome, Soldier Boy, to the Mixer chat room. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Click the follow button. But, yeah, um, he went on to say that, you know, the way they're booking Joe is not good if he's going to go up against the Beast. You know, you want to make Joe look at the top of his game. And, you know, tonight didn't help that where he has to have a distraction to beat Roman Reigns and put him in a coquina clutch. Yeah. I think it's just going to set up Brock and Roman for SummerSlam. No, it's actually setting it up for WrestleMania. But he's you supposed think it's to fight. Go that long? Yeah, he's supposed to fight. <clears throat> I, I had originally heard that. I did. But I just uh, after what Roman said tonight about fighting whoever at uh, whoever wins at SummerSlam. I just I don't know. I don't know if I can picture uh, Samoa Joe and Roman at. SummerSlam, I don't know. It's going to be um, Strowman and Lesnar at SummerSlam is what they're going for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, you probably won't see Brock again to the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you know, then you got Mania. So look for history to repeat itself with Reigns winning the uh, Royal Rumble in Philadelphia again. They're going on to Mania to fight Brock. Hmm. Go figure. Oh, they didn't boy. learn the first time. Nope, I told you guys, nope. man. They committed to this shit. <laughs> it's gonna happen no matter what. It, you know, I, he I shot a, that swear, was a heel I mean, promo. Though. Not, at this point, at this point, no one can say when's Roman Reigns gonna turn heel. That's a fucking heel promo if I've ever heard one myself. I like, thought so too. Yeah, I did too. I, I, was like, Joe. I love Joe mushing him and saying, "Learn my name." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept saying, "You're gonna, put my, you're gonna know my name." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that. That whole thing was cool, even though the match itself was a little bit screwy because of the fact that uh, Roman doesn't wrestle. You know, at the end of the day, it was a shoulder tackle contest. It was a lot of striking, hardly any wrestling. Um, you know, the crowd was really into it, which I guess is ultimately what matters more than anything, more than the wrestling or the moves, uh, because they wanted Joe to beat Reigns so badly. Yeah, but uh, that they didn't want that crazy ambulance shit though. You know, they wanted like a legitimate match, which was what they were getting. And the ambulance thing, also the way it was done, just slowed down the pacing. Like, what, what are we pussies now with the vehicles? Like, remember back when we used to have vehicles? Like Austin would come in with a vehicle, it would come in like a thunderbolt. You know, literally, yeah. like it would come mm-hmm. forcing its way through everything. This thing was slowly backing up. You know, it looks like remember in Poltergeist when she went to run down the hallway and it kept expanding that's what this shit looked like it kept backing up <laughs> expanding all the way like when's it gonna get here you have to come out of an ambulance I, I can't get over how funny that is they always misuse ambulances in that in that company sometimes it's funny sometimes it's weird like remember Ambrose coming out of the back of the ambulance yeah. but uh, yeah. it's like when he came out there was like all this fog and stuff and flashing like it was like who's fucking ambulance is this Aerosmiths like where did you get this ambulance like <laughs> The shit opens and like all of a sudden you see all the smoke and like everyone popped for it, but it was just the weirdest thing in the world. You know, like they, they just have this thing about ambulance. I don't think they quite know how they work. Nah, uh, not at all. Maybe Vince gets rides back when he has to go to the hospital. That's why he thinks that the ambulance <laughs> just always takes you. <laughs> I had to get my mug shot taken. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing I'll say about Reigns is his drive by look kind of vicious. Yes. yes. Yeah. It just, look, it just looked like a straight up boot to the to the face. Yeah. yeah. Some sometimes the reason these things look vicious is because they just hit you. Yeah. 
But yeah, you know, I'm glad Joe won. The only other interesting thing to me on Raw was um Well the Miss T V was interesting. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. The bear beat down. The, with the bears, with the care bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm shocked uh Willie V two didn't faint because he got to see his boy three times tonight. <laughs> and it's gotta be a gimmick repackage uh starting next week for him now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it's kind of weird that Bo Dallas and Finn Balor early on had that match out of nowhere where it was just like, what was the point of that? Just so that the drifter would get offended by him interrupting him? Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> What's with Bo Dallas and the beard? He's starting to look like Bray. I said the same yeah, thing. Always, he they've always looked down like a lot, each other. Too. He doesn't look as chunky. I told yeah. you guys that they always look like, like each other. I told you when you look at uh, Bray and he's doing his promo and he smiles, he becomes like a yes. Bo- he, He's a Bo Lever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can see it. He's like, "Whoa, that's you see it freaky. in his face." Even his sister, they all have the same face. Yeah, you know, really, really different. But yeah, like there wasn't really too much the the Care Bear thing. I did enjoy. I really did enjoy the the Miz segment. And I was right. I uh, told you guys months ago. I was right about Cass. Yeah, we all pretty much saw that coming. I mean, they made it so obvious. Remember, I said that yeah, he kicked. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I, it was I so obvious that it, was like, it, it can't be. I know. When, turn on him. Yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, really. But of course, this is the E, so I was and I not. I loved Cass's face when they were showing the video. He just looked like, the, like that kid that stole the cookie and had cookie on his face, and he's like, "I didn't do it. I didn't eat it." <laughs> yep, cold busted. You know what, though, man? He has a bad promo. Like, his promos are, are like, shit. And that's the biggest problem with this guy. Like, when he finally did that's reveal it. have a scripted line every time you come out. Yeah, I was really worried about what he was going to do once the revelation was there. And it was just as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, just you thought it was, I, I thought it was his best promo work. The delivery, so, really? When he was like, I did it, or whatever it is he said. Like, it yeah, just, it, was, it was awkward. I mean, there were whatever he, that whatever bad, he said, I, I thought that was good. It. It didn't sound as bad as when he has to come out there every week and, and spot out the same line. Yeah. He's very oh, robotic. Yeah. Let me spell it I've out for a, you. I've had to put up with it since NXT. I wanted to go upside your head. I got to ask you, man. You know this. After all we've been through. Okay, so Big Show, this was just an excuse for Big Show to go to SmackDown. Is that what that was? I shouldn't be on this specific show if you're accusing me. Bye. Yeah, I guess that was a... <laughs> I'm not going to attack you from behind. If I'm going to come at you, I'm going to come straight I love how Big Show, that motherfucker, of all people, Big Show was most offended at being accused. You guys act like I used to be in the NWO or something. You act like I've turned on people before. You're going to accuse me of going after these two and sneak attacking them? I've never been sneaky. That's what you think of me now at this stage of my career? I've been honest my whole career. Maybe I don't need to be on your I show I couldn't anymore. play Metal Gear because I ain't sneaky. <laughs> Fuck it. Big Show of all people pulling the why I've never. You've done Come your on, investigations, and there's nothing left for me and Dash to prove. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're right. You're right. After speaking to referees, producers, and other superstars, I've come to the conclusion that the Revival has very... You forgot their allies. name. <laughs> So after reviewing this for the past four weeks, I promise you this, guys. I will find out who did this. Kurt, excuse me. I think I might be able to be of some assistance. Definitely not with haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened to Enzo for the few weeks before or what happened to you two weeks ago, but I know what happened to you last week. Oh, you do? Why don't you show us? So, 
Kurt, if you'll oblige me, I think I have some security fit camera footage that might open your eyes as well as the WWE Universe. Gentlemen, can we roll the footage? If you look closely in the corner, it you says kick GGD. The box and- <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even kick his own ass like in Fight Club. What? He just sort of strategically Yeah, he should have just like, man. Could, uh, I thought he was going to beat right him with, beat himself right with that there. big metal thing he picked Nobody up. Nobody ever yeah, did too. Big Cass, you attacked Enzo. Now here comes the bad delivery. Ugh. Watch how he opens it. I know this. I know this. You're damn right I did it! Get <laughs> it! Do you have any idea what it's like teaming up with you, Enzo? You just constantly oh, run your watching? mouth about God knows <laughs> what every it. single Wait, minute of the day. Do you know how many times I've wanted to slap you right upside your head? How many times I wanted to knock you out myself? Or just throw you into another opponent? But I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for you, Enzo. Because everybody behind that curtain doesn't like you. I felt bad for you, Enzo. You are nothing more than dead weight that's holding me back from reaching my potential in the WWE. If that 120 pound fuck is holding you back, that's AWFT. I be rising to the WWE. You're the reason I have never been a champion in WWE. I'm the star here. I'm the future. I'm where the money is. You're the reason. You and the other seven Ring of Honor guys that are ahead of me in this. Wasn't for those eight people and you, Enzo. That and Samoan that the other Samoans want nothing to do with. And all those other SmackDown guys, I can't even go over there. Because Big Cass has always... <laughs> I'd be champion somewhere if it wasn't for you and like 16 other people. And Neville and Rick Swan. Well, not for long. <laughs> TJP. Because me... And Cold Dust. And you... <laughs> little Jimmy. We are through. Come on, you're Kurt fucking Angle. You're a tough dude to stand there like, hey, 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 I hey. Was that, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, and, and <laughs> is she not the worst to you? <laughs> hey, hey, what's your name again? Stop that. Hey, fucker, and, that, and that's when Anzo realized, holy shit, I'm probably not going to go to 205 Live. <laughs> well, he was crying before he even took the big boots of the face. Like yeah. I said earlier, it was just like, well, shit. I can't yeah, fight singles matches. Yeah. Yeah, he's crying because his push is over. Oh, yeah, but it's, it's gone. You better hope you're going oh, no, to go to 205 Live. Don't don't let Neville find out you're going to 205 Live. <laughs> are you on the Neville level, Enzo? What are you doing here? Because your friend abandoned you. You're <laughs> <laughs> supposed to bend the knee. <laughs> Well, look at that. Devon's apparently backstage, so he could get a backstage job, too. He could teach the new talent how to talk on the mic. Yeah, indeed. Just like in the in the WWE game, he teaches you how to trash talk on the mic. Who, Devon? Oh, Enzo? Yeah. Enzo. Ironically, Devon. It's like, the only thing Devon ever said in a promo was, testify. oh, my brother, testify. No, Devon was in the, uh, what, what yeah, segment he was, was it? What segment uh, was that? With, with uh, Balor. Whenever he got jumped by uh, right, Sam- right when Balor gets jumped, yeah, a wild Devon appears. 
Yep. It's yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. Nowhere. We, got, we, we got, have a Devon Dudley in the wild. We had a Norman Smiley sighting this week, too, right? What? Did, did Norman Smiley show up somewhere? <laughs> Big Wiggle? I feel like NXT. he did. He's on he, NXT. He, was, he yeah. showed up. You see? What, what did he show up for, though? I don't remember. Oh, it was... At the very end, remember Oscar and Ruby Wright are killing each oh, other. Yeah, when she and, goes and, to the and, table, and, and then Nikki Cross. It comes down to Nikki Cross yeah. and Oscar after they take that really nasty table bump from the tech area down. Norman Smiley comes running out to check on them, and then it ends. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of throwback like people. Norman Smiley versus Oscar. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and all of his gear. <laughs> Does he still even have that shit? Probably of course, does. he still has that shit. How amazing is that that we even had Norman Smiley? What what a what a week in wrestling has been. I, I bet it's, it's what everyone yeah. wanted. Everyone wanted Norman Smiley. I oh, think that's what we oh, were waiting for. They announced the four women in the um the first four women for the um May Young Classic. Well, we we know more than four women at this point, yeah. don't we? Yeah, but they made it like official. official. They officially. So who are the four yeah. that we have? Um, Sarah Logan, um, Lacey Evans. Um, I can't T- remember. Tanara Mello, uh, Bianca Blair. Is that them? Yeah. I have a list of them here. I don't know which one of the four they announced, but I'm just looking at a list of ones that they have. Oh, and I see. The, the four that they announced officially are Tony Storm, Lacey Evans, Sarah Logan, and, uh, Princessa Sugit. Mm-hmm. Interesting name. And then the other ones are Bianca Blair, um, Sarah, um, Kimberly, Julia Hall, Victoria Gonzalez, Mary Kate, Daniel Camella, Zhao Jia, Nixon Newell, Evie, Demi, Demi Bennett. Who the fuck would, would, would that, that wouldn't be, uh, I, I don't know who that would be. Who was there? Another Bennett? Not that I'm aware of. No, not that I'm Carrie Hojo, Thea Trinidad, who we know used to be Rosita, right? Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. Marty Bell, Mia Yim, who used to be in that horrific stable, uh, the what was doll it called? House. The Dollhouse. That fucking large lollipop. You remember that? You remember the giant <laughs> lollipop that she used to come out to? <laughs> She's you know, you know Demi what would be Bennett great is if, from South Australia. It's like a Munchkinland lollipop. It'd be great <laughs> if Marty Bell comes out with a dollhouse gimmick and she has that lollipop, right? And she comes to the ring sucking it and then Tamina snatches it and is like, I can be sensual and puts the whole thing in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Like it sticks to her hair and everything. <laughs> oh my god! So that's a yeah. throwback joke. You guys have to listen to the last episode to get that one. That went a long. That was a long way for a joke, right? Like holy <laughs> crap! It, just, it transcended from last episode. Mommy went a long way for a joke, don't you think? I thought you were gonna go the other way and say Naya just takes it even. <laughs> Crunch. I can be sensual. Oh, she does the she does the Tootsie Pop thing. One, One. two, three. <laughs> I don't know if you heard before, but Demi Bennett is a twenty-one-year-old Australian girl that they signed to a de- developmental deal. Well, thank God Brad Maddox isn't around. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you who's not going to be in it. Who's that? Uh, Rachel Ellering. I hear that they're going to have uh, Serena Deeb come out of retirement for this or something, right? I heard that, too. I I heard that. But, yeah, Rachel Ellering just signed a Lucha Underground contract. I was reading on Twitter. I thought uh, Candice LeRae was going to be in this tournament. 
She probably will be. I'm sorry, Mick. I just noticed in the other chat room, the guys that are watching the stream, the one dude's like, I could beat you guys. And you were like, you realize this is AI versus AI, right? <laughs> like, listen. Oh, I'm, a- I'm adding more to it. Hence, hence the cutscenes. Like, we're not playing the game. It's a visual aid while... <laughs> Oh man! When have you ever seen an online them? match where like a third person runs in mid match? Oh, that's great. That no, we're not playing the game. I imagine if we were that skilled that we would be having this elaborate match that they're showing on the screen while we're doing the news with, and with replay and all during the match. Like, yeah, no, that's not what it is. And he's been <laughs> watching for a, for a couple of hours now too. So you think he would have seen when you've been pressing start for the AI versus AI in between? Yeah, we're not playing the game, man. We're doing the nose. I forgot, as you mentioned Lucha Underground, there was another injury. Oh, really? <laughs> Did you see what happened on Lucha Underground? No. Of course not. Nobody no. <laughs> There's like a commission, and some guy punched another guy's head completely off his body. I hate that show so much because oh my shit. Oh, I can't exploded do it. his head. I hate that a, they kill people punch. off on that thing. Like, what the hell? I'm just watching wrestling. But yeah. he, like, Fatality to them. It just. <laughs> Do you see the one, dude? I seen one where they put them in a cage with like a like they like a monster came and took out two two guys and ate them. Yeah, yeah, ate them, killed them. Yeah, and then there was one where where like a guy with like electrical powers attacked them, and it's just just strange. And it has the, it has the special effects of like the first season of Power Rangers. But how would mm-hmm. just think about it? You know, what a send off when your contract's up. You get eaten by a monster. It's better than like uh, future endeavor you. I don't know if I'd want to be eaten by a monster. That's pretty damn I mean, final. It's better than TNA getting fucking the whole locker room how, kicking how your ass and then you lose to Magnus. Some guy punched my head off. <laughs> I, would need, I would need to know that there's some sort of resurrection in this lore if they're going to kill me off that that's way. Like, that's I didn't, it. You come back as a new gimmick. Well, yeah, at Destin the end said it was, um, one, cage the guy that guy. won the tournament, I guess, turned yeah. into a robot and flew away. So... <laughs> Wow. I've seen I've I'm seen one of them you. die and turn into a phoenix and fly away at the end. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of that one. Now, it's, it's, you see what I mean? The whole thing is just strange. And then they wonder why Jim Cornette shits on it while people are turning into phoenixes and robots and flying away and being eaten by monsters. Punching their heads off. And punching your head off. Johnny Cage style. Yeah. The guy's <laughs> name was Cage. I did it. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? Oh, are, did you look it up? No, Destin just said yeah, that's what he's talking you, about. It's it's amusing if you look up the YouTube. Like, I'd like to see Rick just watch it real quick and hear. Yeah, the, somebody the, somebody get that to Yeah, post it somewhere, and I'll definitely watch. I can't believe that they're still doing weird shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So that was an injury road. <laughs> okay. Do does anyone have it? I'm looking for it. Yeah, I'll definitely take that. A Johnny Cage head punch of all things. While you're looking for that, uh, this is a list of people who are going to receive tryouts this month. We have Crazy Steve, who's going to be receiving a WWE tryout. Hunter McIntyre, he's an obstacle course racer. The reigning champion of Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. Sorry if I spoiled that for anyone. Competition. And decorated Spartan race runner. We have... Marlo Herrera, a 250-pound linebacker from the University of Georgia who was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts in the sixth round of the 2015 NFL Draft. We have Noak Tago, a 300-pound defensive tackle from American Samoa who played at Oregon State. Uh, Rainer Whitcomb, six foot two, 230-pound New Zealand-born football player. There's a lot of football players in this damn thing, huh? 
Denzel DeJournet. Well, six if they're saying football overseas, that's yeah. soccer. Yeah, an All-American wrestler from Appalachian State University who finished eighth in the NCAA Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Uh, Nikolai Sauchow, a six foot one, two hundred five pound Brazilian born German raised kickboxer and grappler who's six and one in MMA. Lindsey Kelly, a CrossFit competitor, former swimmer at the University of Arizona, deadlifted 410 pounds, squats 315 pounds, according to her CrossFit profile. Uh, Reginald Gibbs, a 270-pound Georgia-based independent wrestler and protege of superstar Mr. Hughes, who competes as Ot- Odin Odinson in the Southeast region. Uh, brother Arthur and Josh Hogg. Arthur Arthur Hogg was a was a four sport athlete in high school and a former bodybuilding champion who was trained with Impact Pro Wrestling. That's not good. I hope you train somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe Impact's not the same thing as Impact Wrestling. It's Impact Pro Wrestling. There's no pros in Impact, so it must be a different company. <laughs> Nick Brewer, Minnesota powerlifter, two hundred ninety five pounder who has been known to bend horseshoes and roll up steel frying pans with his bare hands. He won the 2009 London Strongest Man competition, and he pulled a fire truck. It sounds basically like a a London Mark Henry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he said like the bend the frying pan thing. I instantly thought that. Yeah. Vernon, yeah. I can't find this video. Vernon Willis, a six foot four, two hundred seventy five pound California State wrestling champion. Andrew Cavana, six foot one, two hundred twenty pound Connecticut weightlifting champion and five time wrestling champion. Brianna Brandy, a hip hop artist. Who has performed with the likes of Soldier Boy and what the fuck and Yin Yang Twins and trains in MMA and CrossFit? A hip hop artist, seriously? Oh, good lord. Cody, uh, Cody Diener, a multi time heavyweight Kevin champion. Kevin Caroline had a match, so why not, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> Cody Diener, a multi time heavyweight champion in Canada who once faced Kurt Angle and Cody Diener? Yeah. In I remember that guy. He had an angle yeah. with um, Odie Kurt Diener. Angle. Yeah, well, he's going to be there. And Steve Scott, a.k.a. Crazy Steve, we already know him. You already know his name. Um, He trained under Eric Young. I didn't realize that. Paul P.B. Smooth Bilbo. That's Is that his wrestling name or his real name? Like, who should we, who should we fucking slap, creative or his parents? <laughs> Paul P.B. I mean, Smooth is slow. Bilbo. Six foot they call nine. him a Bilbo Baggins. Uh, his name is probably Paul Bilbo, but everybody calls him P.B. Smooth. <laughs> okay, because that's better. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, yo, Hobby, get the fuck over here. <laughs> Give him a moment for pity's sake. Six foot nine. Go to the kitchen and get me a beer there and back again. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> He's a former college basketball player who wrestled for Cleveland, a Cleveland based absolute intense wrestling. AIW, we watched them a few times. And CWF Mid-Atlantic in North Carolina. Good old duct tape in the middle of the ring. Those were the days. Yep, 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 yep. Duct tape. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've gone full circle. <laughs> yes, we really have. did. Matt, Matt King, a 23-year-old, six foot five, 250-pound model, an independent wrestler from Atlanta who competes as Raphael King. Uh, oh, he's from Tekken. He'll fuck you up. Yeah, right. Troy Russell, <laughs> six foot six, graduate of Landstorm's Wrestling Academy, trains at the Franco's Gym. Tehuti Miles, a 210 pound U.S. Army veteran who served in Afghanistan and played from the university, 
for the University of Maryland football team. This is so much football going on. 20-year-old, foot four, 260-pound wrestler from Missouri named Quentin Tol- Tolliver. Where are they going to put all these guys? Or it's like, how many of them are they going to keep? They're going to have to turn everyone down. They, we don't have that. I mean, it's, it's pretty much, I guess, like their new version of um, Tough Enough. So some of these people like probably getting sent home after the first day. Yeah. yeah. Brother Morgan and Christopher Hill, football players turned fitness models from Las Vegas. Elena Polgeson, a 24-year-old journalist turned wrestler who trained under Johnny Rods and has wrestled for almost two years. Jesslyn Michelle, a three-year wrestling veteran and blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, who competes in the West Coast under the alias Desi Dorada. Nikki Duke, a 24-year-old bodybuilder, International Federal of Federation of Physique Athlete Pro and World Beauty Fitness Fashion Bikini Competitor. Mike Taverna, a 25-year-old from New York who wrestled in Chaotic Wrestling, Chikara, and New York Wrestling Connection. Marquise Carter, Marquise, what a silly name, a U.S. Army veteran <laughs> who was deployed once to Afghanistan and twice to Korea and has officiated in several Florida wrestling organizations. Haley, Funny, I thought the name Marquise was all the rage. Oh. <laughs> oh. Haley, wow. but, um, yeah. Haley Kate Yellen, a fitness model with a background in dance, track, and taekwondo. Will Cuevas, a California-based independent wrestler, former referee and U.S. Marine Corps veteran, who is a former all-pro wrestling worldwide internet champion. Uh, Blake Dees, a 240-pound <laughs> former college football player who played linebacker at Texas Tech and South Alabama. Mikas Harris, another weird name, a 28-year-old independent wrestler from Indiana who played semi-pro football. Marshall Solo Williams, a uh, 6'5", 240-pound independent wrestler from North Carolina. Um, this was a second WWE tryout. Michael, Michael Richards. That's an unfortunate name. <laughs> From New Zealand, a six foot two independent wrestler who has trained in the Ring of Honor dojo. No affiliation with the racist Seinfeld guy. Um, <laughs> Joe, Joe Maples, a six foot three, 285 pound former college football player made appearances in three bowl games as a member of the University of Missouri. We're almost at the end. There are a lot of trial people here. A 24-year-old model from Junior Olympics Beach Volleyball called Haley Tipton. Uh, a six-foot-two, 240-pound wrestler with six years of experience named Raul Chister. And finally, a college track athlete who is also an active powerlifter, Abigail Bergdorf. So that is all of the people for this next season of tryout to get into Squires WWE. just posted the video. Yeah, and I sent it to you, Rick, personally, in your messenger. It's at the 10-minute part. <laughs> Did you watch it, Jen? Yeah. Yes. I was like, what the hell? His head's gone. He smashed his head. Oh, my gosh. He looked like Crispin Waugh. <laughs> his face looks like Crispin Waugh, and it makes it creepy. Sorry, I... Oh, come in. <laughs> he did look like Crispin Waugh. <laughs> Holy shit, I gotta rewind this for a minute. Your this life is fucking dark. I finally have a purpose. <laughs> Sorry, I. Oh, like a man. <laughs> Yo, how, could, how could people watch this, dude? Dude, it's. 
you he's headless people, on the ground. How could people watch this? <laughs> His head was gone. As a wrestling fan, I don't know how people can watch Lucha Underground. I know that that some people strongly disagree. I don't see how people can. Wait, watch if you that. look past no, stories and just watch the matches, the good matches are good. good I matches. can say that about TNA though. If I look past the stories and just watch the matches, they have no, after, you can't. They have not, after Ring of Honor roster most of their lives. They had all that AJ Styles and Bobby Roode and Eric Young. Oh, and I mean, you want to go back Aries, then? But I'm talking but, about like today. We didn't let if them off the hook, Lucha, and then and you make it its own little world, like Gotham. Where, like, there's no... <laughs> Great example. It's we don't a, do Gotham on this network. No, you, not at all. No. <laughs> you, you it as a separate entity, just like it's WMAC Masters or something like that. Then, you know, it's just... Yeah. It's, I don't know. I like how it's you picked the show. worst show possible to, to try and... You know, <laughs> I know. All I gotta say is, speaking of getting your head knocked off... Yeah. Holly Holm... <laughs> Oh my God! I don't. What was that that we watched? There was a Bet- UFC UFC Fight Night Singapore happened this this past weekend, and uh, Holly Holm fought one of Mick's favorites, Betch Carrera. Oh. And uh, I guess <laughs> you already just by the last. I guess you can already know how that turned out. It was it was rough. It was really rough. Like uh, it was bad. Because you know the way we always joke about how Betch Carrera has Mike Tyson's punch on mannerisms, like she, like she, she distorts her face and does all these weird things, and like you know, she just over the top. Her eyebrows go up and down before she punches. It's, yeah. it's part of the gimmick. She, it's part of the tell. So, dude, we're watching this thing, and she starts doing those things, like she starts taunting Holly, like she starts doing the thang thang thang, like literally, she's wiggling her arms and shit, and like she just go dark dark. Yeah, yeah. Holly, <laughs> dude, Holly obliged the shit out of her because. <laughs> she kicked her she basically kicked her into a seated position where like now she's just sitting and she has one hand up like i'm fine i'm fine but she isn't this is all happening like when because you know how fast holly is this is like all like within a second and a half so she knocks her on her ass with a roundhouse kick it was literally the the switch kick and beautiful looking switch kick knocks her down so she's on her knees her one arm's up like i'm fine like a drunk and then like holly just runs in and just punched her in the face like to just down her it was it was really rough completely knocked her out out cold never taunt your opponent just in case they might I actually just posted in. the link in the chat room for the youtube video it's 30 seconds if you want to play it <laughs> what of her getting knocked out yeah yeah i mean that was i, I felt bad i forgot that we watched that because it was a flash Literally. Yeah, you guys got to see the way she hit her. It's like I've never seen. Like I couldn't believe when it happened. She beat the shit out of her. Don't, with two don't shots. Mike Tyson punch out you, especially Holly, someone that dangerous. What are you doing? Are you crazy? Has to be one in English. I don't want to see him hear these. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. It's only gonna be second. Oh, oh. Wow, she knocked the <laughs> shit out of her. Fantastic! Damn, that was br oodle. Holy shit! Yeah, she bounced her head. <laughs> right before that, Holly went. Holly went. Bicepes Barucas. Like Ryu. Yeah, she's always. That's her signature. It's kind of funny when you look at. I've. I told you guys that. She, that's, that's the way she finishes everybody. Gotta watch that leg. Remember Rhonda? That's full shin to the jaw right there, man. Yeah, Rhonda didn't watch that leg either, you know? She walked right into that exact kick. Like, those kicks are bad. It's like, it always has the same effect. There were a few girls before that, if you go back and look at her history before she was in MMA, if you look at Holly Holm highlights, it's like it always deliberate. She always goes for that. 
It's like it's definitely an intentional knockout. But unfortunately, like I think Betch is like way out of her league. Way, way, way. But yeah, that was something else that we did. Alright, so before we wrap up here, anything else on Raw or NXT that you guys cared about? I think that was really it, right? The main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that zombie. was pretty much it. The, tri- the trial pretty, of yeah, Edzo. Teddy bears and turns. That's it. Teddy. <laughs> the Miz thing, like I said, that was that was interesting. That Maurice was like left angry, and that the teddy bear thing happened. Where when now we have a stable, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, and uh, the Miz and the and Miz's entourage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Yeah, I was like, I did I think Slater come back with his hair <laughs> <tied> <laughs> and Curtis? With his hair completely shaved off. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that was pretty much it. Akira Tozawa for TJP. For some reason, Titus has somehow snuck himself into being a babyface. <laughs> yeah. Did he say Tozawa power? Yes, he said Tozawa, Tozawa power. power. <laughs> yeah, he celebrated Reveal with Feel the power of Tozawa. <laughs> what, did he turn into President Kennedy all of a sudden? <laughs> Tozawa power. Oh, one thing I did want to talk about from Ring of Honor. Only one thing that happened on the weekly. Super important. I don't know how the hell nobody told me this. So the Young Bucks and Hangman Page had a match against Rapungi Vice and making his debut. Oh, yes. Chuck fucking Taylor was the mystery partner. Chuck Taylor. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, Wait, so he's officially there? He's officially there, man. He's officially oh, wow. there. For anyone that's no Chuck Taylor, big indie guy. You'll see him in Evolve and PWG. Really, really solid guy. He's never been he's in such, RH he's before. A, he's such a gentleman. Yeah, the crowd marked out. He looked as good as ever. And if for anyone who doesn't know, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta used to be a tag team called Best Friends on the Indies for years. So it's interesting that we had that dynamic where you have the old tag team with the new tag team, sort of like when Red Dragon was with Adam Cole, because you have Rapungi Vice and Chuck Taylor, you know? So I thought that was really cool. It was iconic to see these guys t- together. He was really, a really cool. grenade spot, right? Yeah. And we also got to see Trent hitting the uh, the assisted strong zero with, with Chuck doing the double stomp, stomping it from the top. Yeah. So, like I said, really cool. That was the only really big thing that we needed to talk about, because we really did the ring of honor pole. But yeah, Chuck Taylor, man. Holy crap. What a great way to open the show. The crowd lost it, too. Like they, oh, yeah, they, they, they did, like, Rocky's whole, like, kind of throwing a tantrum about it. That was funny. <laughs> that was That's a throwback to when he was Forever Hooligans. I mentioned that to you guys before. They used to do a spot when it was uh, Rocky Romero and Alex Kozlov where he would do the Forever clotheslines, and he would just keep going, Forever. And then, like, uh, this guy, uh, Rom- um, Kozlov, would stop him and just, like, you know, be like, what's wrong with you? And they'd start pushing each other back and forth and sort of having, like, an attitude. And then, like, they would hug, and then, like, the crowd would pop, and they would go back to wrestling. So I think that's what they were doing. They were doing the spot where he was Yeah, I was talking about more in the beginning when he told them his, like, my best friend. And he brought out Chuck Taylor, and he was like, what the fuck? I think they were just teasing it, you know? I think they were playing with the whole, with the fact that that's his best friend, you know, because they were, because the tag team was called best friend. But no, I don't think that they were, there was any. Yeah, they they were chanting that hardcore throughout the match. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, Ring of Honor has to do what they have to do while WWE's stealing talent all the time, right? Yeah, you know, bring up bring up people like Chuck Taylor. There's a few other good guys up there. I would even say bring Trevor Lee in. He's not gonna gonna stick around all of the crappy places he's in forever. GFW and TNA and all that shit that he does. He's not. Didn't you say he left on earlier? Didn't yeah, you play yeah. So Trevor Lee, somebody like that, you know. And yeah, I think that's pretty much about it as far as uh stuff that happened. The triple threat was really good with Nikki Cross and uh Ruby Ride and Oscar. 
The yeah. Velveteen Dreams really annoying me with his finisher, which he has now called the Purple Rainmaker. Yes. Oh my god, that just fucking pisses me off. And when and I can't when, even watch him on TV. And when New Japan Pro Wrestling Marks gave him heat on Twitter for stealing it, for accusing him of stealing it from uh, Okada using the short arm clothesline, the regular Rainmaker, he uh, his tweet was, "They have wrestling in Japan." fucking dipshit yeah fucking Jason Jordan (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget you telling us that what oh when they were mistaking Patrick Clark for Jason Jordan when uh, Jen was at the access show for Wrestlemania (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Clark was out there like it's Jason Jordan (laughs) It's like that nope. time that that news reporter thought that Samuel L. Jackson was Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. <laughs> you got the wrong black guy, and Samuel told him. <laughs> That's and really that must be really uncomfortable <laughs> to have Samuel L. Jackson have to tell you that you have the wrong black guy. Yeah. Of all people to mistake, I fired that reporter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Is there anything I else? I think before? Josh is now pissed. What? Purple Rainmaker? What? Really? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you see, now, now, now it's out. Now everyone's offended. So, anything else before we wrap up here? Um, if there's anything interesting that happens on uh, Kazuna Road, which is uh, New Japan's next show, I'll, I'll report on it next week. Yeah, right. yeah. And we have the the big show coming up later this this year, as far as the the one that they're going to do in America. So yeah, the G1 cool. next week. Well, um, we'll discuss it off air. Possible poll for that. Yes, indeed. All right. Ready, Jen? Of course. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Padawan Jen here with Rick Dara, Nick Wrestling, Matt Slucker, and Keith Scott! And whether you're listening on demand or live, please take a moment and join us in our chat room. Find the link at the top of talkbrunch.com, register for an account, and please hit the follow button in the chat room. It helps support the show and makes you part of our beloved community. And you'll also get notifications of any spontaneous live events we launch. Tomorrow, join the chat room around 7.30 p.m. for the live SmackDown and 205 live discussions. You can chat along with your favorite Talk Brunch podcasters during the show. After the show, join us over on TalkBrunch.com for Gaming Night. Don't forget to support our Twitch and Mixer gaming channels. You'll find links to all the games we play on TalkBrunch.com. This Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, there will be a new episode of Cobb's Comic Corner where Jordan Cobb and a cast of callers will get together and talk to you about the world of comics as well as any comic book-related television shows and movies. Then Monday, we'll all be back on at our regular time slot after Raw at 11.30 p.m. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Ring of Honors, Best in the World, and everything else in the week of wrestling, so be sure to join us live next Monday and every Monday after Raw at the usual time of 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to follow all of us on Twitter. You can find all of our Twitter handles on the front page of TalkBrunch.com, along with links to our iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, our Facebook page, and all our various platforms. So be sure to join us on every one of them. And yeah, don't worry. We're going to get Miss Bianca on the website as well with her Twitter handle. And then maybe next week she'll even explain why there are Lucha Underground people as well as Titus O'Neil following her. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird. But whatever. No, no, Watch your there's head. a reason. Hey, listen, everybody Watch. has friends. I ain't judging. Ooh, oh, oh. You know, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. Okay, great. 
<laughs> don't lose your head over it. No, yeah, no, it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, that is it. It has been one hell of an episode. Incredible. Thank you to everyone in the chat room. Wooly V2, Marceline, Hacksaw Lou Reed, EB Gamer, Blancho, Living Legend, AC, Mr. Wombat, Destin Frazier, Michael Larkin, Raging Cynicism, Miss Marnie, Christopher Lynchenhan, and then everyone over on the Mix ER as well. That was DJ47X123, Alfie Boy 6666, and Soldier Boy, and all the anonymous bastards that popped in there. And then the thousands of you that are listening now on SoundCloud, and the very the dozens of you listening on YouTube for whatever. Thank and you. Dozens. <laughs> and the dozens and dozens. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, thank you all for listening. It's been a great night, ladies and gentlemen. You've been listening to Talk Brunch episode 186. I'm your host as always, Rick Dara. For Scott, for Jen, for Squires, for Mick, for Miss Bianca, we are out of here. Goodbye and good night. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Make me some walker lobsters. <laughs> <laughs>